were the other drugs going? I never knew that. Wait, what? I said, where are the other drugs going? Why, why are you talking like that? It's a bad voice. It's a bad. Really kind of goes against the whole dark no, Batman no, no. thing. Are you kidding me? I worked on that like all day. It was like bat, sonar, high, squeaky. It's not scary. It's silly. I ran this by Al. I ran this by people I know, and they loved it. It's bad. Bad. This is embarrassing. Can I please show you another one? Sure. Where were the other drugs going? Fuck face. Malkovich? Yeah. He's scary. It's like, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm Batman. No, no, it, it's totally wrong. Where were the other drugs going, huh? How's this game? Why, why Pacino? Maybe I am Al Pacino. You don't know. What's he do at night, huh? Fight crime. Not a Batman. Hello, Govna. Where were the drugs going? You're representing Gotham. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go British. Hey, how you doing? Where were the other drugs going, huh? It's not good. Hey, where were the drugs going? Where were the other drugs going? Where were the other drugs going? Yeah. Donde están los drugs? Where were the other drugs going? The silly, silly drugs. Where are they? Answer me, Herbertsons. Where, where were the drugs? Yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be Dustin Hoffman. Where were the other drugs going? Huh? Do I look like a gun you? <laughs> All right. No, okay. All right. No, fine. Where were the other drugs going? Oh, wait, 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 wait. What was that? What? Do that again. Where were the other drugs going? You know what? That's not bad. I just lost my voice. Yeah, that sounds good. Can I just say that? Yeah, no, I swear to God. Swear to me! Alfred, I'm coming home. What do you mean, who is this? It's Bruce. Who else has this number? considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And surely, mouth
Welcome to the Alan Malfos. This is episode 200, and I am Michael Kay. We are here discussing a little boy that I raised from, um, well, he's my son. I didn't tell anybody this, but I fucked his mom. Anyway, when I was in Burma, my friends and I, would, I can't even do Michael Kay anymore. He's lost. I can't read from, from Michael Kay. It's got to be in the moment. You've got to be Michael Kay, and then you've got to say, you know, fuck off. I'm better than all this. I'm not getting paid enough. I'm going to sit over in the corner, and you, you talk for me. What the fuck was that, dude? Go back yourself. Well, damn, shoot the mic. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm 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 Sean. I tend to pipe up. This is the Unholy Mofo, episode 200, and we are talking some Dark Knight business. Christopher Nolan brought us back into the fold of the love of the Dark Knight. I am here as always with my brother Scott. That's me. And Jake the Snake. Oh, yeah, I'm Batman. Special guest, Wildman Willis. What up, peeps? And um, I'm there as well, and I will uh, chime in when I feel fucking fit to do so. All right, thank you, Michael. Have another drink. He's he's drinking, what is that, Chablis, dude? What is that? You're drinking, I don't know what English people drink, but he's drinking minimum amounts. I'm drinking beer. What are you guys drinking? Beer. <laughs> yeah, beer. I'll, I'll probably be getting it during the rundown, so, because I've already set it down, so. Jake is making excuses because um, his woman wants him drinking uh, white wine, is it? Spritzers, Jake? Jake's got a woman. <laughs> Scott, the numbers, man. What are you drinking tonight? Vodka. Ah. So, wh- which one are you running down again, Scott? <laughs> Fuck. Shake it, not stirred. <laughs> Ooh, he's going to be really drunk when it's his turn. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for being with us on episode 200. Michael, can you shut the fuck up? He was coming back over to talk. You stay there for now, okay? We don't want to hear from you until you've got something to say. Michael, so- we pay you to say what we want you to say. You don't pay me enough, you fuck. Yeah, we tried to get a bunch more people on, but everybody just basically said, screw you guys, and left us in the, <laughs> in <Yeah>. the dust. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, you know, I, you know, I can't always be a big full house like all the other Milestone episodes. I mean, the last one was Evil Dead, especially boys. When we're, well, so especially fun, when we're running down there. fucking three really long movies you know we should keep it short right <laughs> well they're excellent movies is the problem <laughs> the really two good. of them is yeah <laughs> we're gonna get into that too hey so we're all here hey scott how's the girls looking well since it is just the four of us we're gonna be deciding who uh who wins? It's just going to be uh, three votes. Whoever's going to win is going to win. And you know, Sean, he's not going to participate because, you know, he says. This is a segment that was conceived in my absence, and I have no idea. What <laughs> I feel like I could write a fucking thesis on what the hell is wrong with the both of you. Uh, but, yeah, get your dick started. Talk about hot chicks. <clears throat> All right. So uh, in the first matchup, we had Daniel Harris against Alexandra Daddario. Everybody raise an eyebrow. You, you you can't see me, but I am like leaning towards the computer in anticipation. Alex won five nothing. Oh day? Wow. I didn't expect it to be a blowout, but damn. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that quite surprised me quite a bit. So she is our first finalist. Mm-hmm. All then right. It's a fun we sentence. We had Christina Ritchie against Shannon Elizabeth. Christina won four to three. Oh, yep, just as I predicted. My girl versus Scott's girl. <laughs> so, Willis, 
you're pretty much going to be the deciding factor for this one, man. I mean, okay, I guess we don't need to say what our votes are. And we got basically just did. Yeah, and, and Christina Ricci would win if I was participating. How about you actually participate? You could make because <laughs> then it wouldn't be a tie. Well, well let's see, Willis. It's up to you. So you got Alexander Daddario and Christina Ricci. Now you can base it on whatever the fuck looks. you want. You can base it on whatever you want. I base it on I've watched Christina's movies since I was a child. I've no, I've watched her stuff longer. I appreciate her more, and that that is who I'm picking. His first release was to fucking Family Values. That's his big thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of like Christina Ricci is good looking, but she kind of on, on the thin side. But I I give it to um to Dario just because she ain't got a nice rack. <laughs> so. Sean, this is your chance. You can make it a tiebreaker, and we what can are you do about? It's a head. The segment is done finally. The it's Will Willis just just put the nail in the coffin and it's over. Uh, Sean, you can vote Christina, and we can go into a tiebreaker and have do you, Siri. Do you want to rewind what I just said? I predicted the outcome. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. I let it happen. I don't really care. And I'm now just we're I'm giving on. you the option. Scott's Scott's. Uh, going for the recount, want the recount apparently. <laughs> I know. I he he said he didn't want to go to a tie, but I'm asking him anyways. This is really uh, this really sad situation that we uh, find ourselves in. That uh, Scott cannot accept defeat. I don't know who I'm doing right now. It kind of sounds like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> but uh, you gotta let it go, Scott. It's over. It's done. Kind of sound like we're out in the danger field. I got no respect. <laughs> well, all right. Next my segment. second, my second best scenario ended up winning. I mean, yo, I'm glad my first gal, Catherine, made it as far as she could. But you know, my second gal, well, I should say my third gal, because you know, Catherine would be second, and then Ashley would be my first. What do you name this segment? It is the 2020 search for the unholy mofo woman. Hashtag so white. If if you are listening, Ashley, if you are my number one. I like I, I go know him. She's pretty fine. Okay, <laughs> nobody knows that's the name of my girlfriend. So. Wow, putting governments. Out yeah, there. like I said, I don't I don't really I don't really care who won. <laughs> I just I I care that there was there was a good fight, and you know what? It was a fun little segment that I created out of you know. Oh, Knowing that uh, all my heroes, you know, they did something very similar, and you know, I figured why not. So you know, I think it was it was fun. It we freaking did what sixteen episodes worth of votes? Yeah, something like, like that. I mean, like it, it really, the middle of the summer. Yeah. And people were voting. People were like chiming in to vote. We were getting listener like participation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Son of a bitch. Facebook and Twitter. Uh, what is wrong with us? <laughs> Human beings. All right, next time, hottest guys. <laughs> Why is that funny? Tyler joked about that once too. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Wolverine, Deadpool, or Deadpool, Deadpool. <laughs> 
Next segment. Well, yeah. No football, because, again, I, I don't want to talk about <laughs> that shit. <laughs> he, he gets the gloat at the beginning of the season, and he's like, let's talk about football. His team loses how many games straight, and then he's like, I don't want to fucking talk about football. <laughs> but you know what? My team, first in the division. Sean's team, first in the division. Jake's team, where are you? Where are you, Jake? Where'd you go? We're at least third. <laughs> Because the Lions suck more, but... <laughs> when you have to say at least... when I mean, that's not a good sign. Mm. We are at least... I mean, when, when the, the Bills and the Cleveland Browns are, are turning around to, to be the, the Williams and the Maroons, you know, where we, we've come into ourselves. And the old teams who used to be something... I don't know. I find football fun again. Is it weird? Go yeah. back in all those other episodes where I didn't give a fuck about football. <laughs> <laughs> Correlates like those actually do something. Then, you know, I, well, I look at that, something. Western New York. Like, <laughs> let's go Buffalo Sabres now. Yeah, Giants are your team too, right, Willis? Yeah, even though they some shit. Well, I mean, uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? We won four straight. <laughs> oh, that's how long I haven't watched them. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been a month, yeah. Oh, it's been a month. I haven't <laughs> yeah. We won four straight, and we're... We're going to win tomorrow against that little little second-year man, Kyler Murray. Yeah, who cares about the Giants, though? Let's be real. You can talk about the Buffalo Bills as honest to God. Not just obviously going to be in the playoffs, but Jesus, they might go to the Super Bowl. Like, no, this isn't like a, a fever dream of opium and, and, and alcohol. <laughs> it is It is a fever dream. It's a thing that could happen. Uh, I, don't I don't think their defense is as good as it was when it first the season first started. I seriously do not see anybody getting past the Chiefs in the AFC. I I seriously think they're going to repeat. Uh, the Steelers are definitely not as good as their record says. Just <laughs> yeah, because, they, uh, I mean, they just they got beat by Washington. <laughs> yeah, a football team without a name. <laughs> I've I've heard that on any given Sunday, um, something 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 can happen. Yeah. I mean, what a weird year this is. You realize that the Browns are most likely going to get into the playoffs and the Patriots are more than likely to miss the playoffs. That's not weird because Tom Brady is old and weird, but you're saying this year has been weird because of football. 2020 has been years because of, I meant the football season altogether, but yeah. Yeah. Get that on the air. Okay. Yeah. Fuck football from the Bears fan, but, uh, Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Well, let's see. Before uh, just a few days ago, when, when I thought this was going to be a full packed house right here, I was planning on keeping this new segment short and to the point. But, well, not only do we, we just have one that. guest on today, but on Thursday, holy fucking shit. Where <laughs> do we begin? Again, I know, yeah, right? It it's was ridiculous. A lot of it, I feel like, was like, hey, I know that uh, all of this has been on IMDb, but we're confirming that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, they but... did a lot of, like, shit that was never even, you know, rumored. Such as. So let's start there. Well, yeah, in case nobody knows what we're talking about, yeah, Disney just dropped a shit ton of bombshells on us on what's coming, you know, to their streaming service and just all together and... Yeah, we're talking everywhere from Star Wars to Marvel to just their usual Pixar type stuff and, and princesses and yeah, everything. Even oh. old ass Indiana Jones. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, like I said, I don't know where to begin. Well, yeah, let's just start with the Marvel stuff. Well, they're giving us like 
new peaks at their upcoming TV shows that we've known about for a while. New trailer for Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and WandaVision. And honestly, uh, out of all three of those, I thought the WandaVision one looked the most interesting. I mean, regardless, I, I'm going to be watching them all. But yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't wait because I, I want some new Marvel stuff. I mean, it's been... Such a long time since Endgame. I know, right? Well, such a long time since didn't you, see, you didn't see Spider Man. Yeah. Well, Spider Man, yeah. But well, that, it's it's Sony. Yeah, don't get too technical it's, here. It's still in the MCU. Come on. <laughs> I love you. Three thousand was the subplot for Christ's sake, but like I, I'm really excited too. But you know, um, kind of it's is uh, is the shine you know worn off? Anybody anybody kind of like not care anymore? No, you're all excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited I, because it's cartoons and tv shows so it's just not all movies and live yeah. action it's actual I almost, cartoons almost, as well i almost kind of want to say it's like like the silver lining for of course this whole pandemic of the movies and shit is just like well it's just giving us a little bit longer in between like uh yo end game and all this new stuff so you know, it's just making so it, it, it kind of a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, somebody the was talking industry. about that, like uh, Marvel fatigue, like how yeah. many movies were coming out. But you got to remember also, there's going to be eight Marvel projects coming out in two years. Oh, yeah. In 2022, there's going to be eight fucking movies and TV shows coming out. Oh, my it's God. Exciting. It's exciting. It's so yeah. exciting. <laughs> Meanwhile, DC is still trying to remaster <laughs> Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> God damn, let it go. Well, they teamed up with HBO, man. That's a good team. Like, it's not TV, it's HBO. You mean you know Warner what? Max? The fucking. <laughs> did you hear about that? They're trying to change the name already. <laughs> oh, I, I did not hear that, no. Yeah, they're trying to change it from HBO Max to Warner Max. No! <laughs> It's the whole box office, man. It's supposed to be HBO. Those three letters have meaning. Fuck you, business. <laughs> they are so Lego. fucking dumb over there. Uh, of course, an interesting thing I saw in WandaVision trailers, like, uh, we had some returning characters and, well, characters I didn't expect to see, like, uh, well, Kat Dennings is coming back. I saw her in that commercial. She yeah. was confirmed to be uh, in that why was she not on your list of, of misogyny, weird question mark guy yeah. who's jerking off talking about girls? She's hot. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, we, it was we, just the 2020 search. Stop making excuses for yourself. You're the youngest one here. It makes sense why you came up with this idea. It was good. You had ratings. I'm just making fun of you. Deal with it. <laughs> well, we, we, we came up with the, the 2020 search. We came up with the before this all began, and I'll. And, yeah, I'm just trying to go with, uh, of course, the ones I really crush on, and then, you know, the ones the movie we just like and all that stuff. Like, I don't really? care. I don't care. <laughs> See, I, I missed you guys, man. This is what trolling is. I'm sorry. I didn't know it had a word. <laughs> and you know what? You're gonna miss it for the year that you're gone again. Hey, man! If if this if if my next child is 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 not in the uh, NICU for 106 days, it, may, it might be a little bit different. There might be smoother transitions. Who knows? It's the second one, you know. And of course, uh, I guess we already knew this uh, too. That oh, Fantastic Four, they're coming. Family and when? And apparently, got... apparently, somebody said it is an actually Phase Four movie. 
And not only this, but they get Spider-Man's director for this. So hopefully it'll be good. Alright, so since Jake's not freaking saying half of the shit that was announced, you got, like, Fantastic Four, Armor Wars, fucking I, was, I Am Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guys, like, I was going to get to the, all of those. Well, yeah, we got two sure long movies to get like through. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess also speaking of Spider-Man, well, some big-ass news there, too. We're getting Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock, so I We're guess... We're also getting pretty- uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Oh, these, I, are, these are rumors. I hope yeah, they're true. The Doc Ock is rumored, it. The Doc Ock is not rumored. The Doc Ock is not. That's real. That is. That's real. happening. So is the Kirsten Dunst and I believe Andrew Garfield. And I heard uh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Well. Yeah, everybody's but, coming back, dude. So I kind of that's kind of stuff. Like, they're also talking about uh, Jamie Foxx coming in there. So yep. I'm almost kind of wondering if like we're gonna get like the whole like universe jump into like right in the middle of that final fight because you know well we know what happens to jamie fox and emma stone at the end of that movie all right so i want to i want to i want an opportunity to bring willis into the conversation i think they should do a thing where it's like what happened to the undertaker where everybody's like you know there in the middle of like Times square and they and they wave and then the, the lights in new york city go out and they just have a hologram of stanley looking up saluting all of the Spider-Mans and all... Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> they should, though. They, they, gotta have, they gotta have a huge moment in the third act where it's just like, you know, everyone stops and breaks the fourth wall and takes off, like, hands clasped, like, thank you, Stanley. You know what's gonna happen? Everybody's gonna be pissed. All these people getting announced, and half of them will just call them probably be two-minute cameos right? gonna walk yeah. across the screen yeah. and wave, and <laughs> well, that's, that's it. Like, the, uh... <laughs> The Marvel news videos that I watch has already said that a lot of them will most likely be cameos. Uh, Charlie Cox, he's apparently supposed to be just uh, like a couple minute, you know, character in this. But in a courtroom uh, scene. Yeah, pretty much everybody's speculating now that he's going to be, you know, uh, Peter Parker's lawyer. Yep. Because it's too early for She-Hulk. Because Hell's Kitchen and Queens and Bronx and all that stuff. Queens. Queens, New York. Uh, yeah, we're also getting Blade. Mersha yeah. Ali, let's go. Supposed to be, supposed to be getting some uh, news on that really soon. Again, that's another example of we already knew that. What else is new? Moving on. Like, I'm excited for it, but, like, a lot of that shit they said, oh, the Eternals is happening. Yes, we know. Okay, yeah. moving on. Even the action figures for the Eternals are out <laughs> in the store. So, oh, they are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if the uh, pandemic wasn't going on, I think we would have gotten that movie last month right yeah we would all we've, we would have all seen black widow has anyone in this in this room i guess we can call it seen black widow <laughs> no no because no. we're not cool like that we also don't have the covid vaccine anyone who's got the covid vaccine has already seen black widow just call it right now <laughs> i'll be getting that shit next week i think uh, frontline uh, workers yeah. yeah let's go ahead and give people a vaccine that hasn't even been properly fucking tested for long-term effects Explain to me what the long-term effects would be of a vaccine that is properly tested. What is the process for properly testing vaccines, Scott? Do you know? Yeah, it's a lot longer than what's happening right now. I agree. (laughs) All I know is I ain't getting no fucking vaccine. Okay, cool. So we can talk about politics then. If if you're gonna, if you're not gonna get a, if you're not gonna get a vaccine, it's because of what you think is being told you on the airwaves. So then we can talk about politics because you're wrong. Mm, no, I could possibly die if I have it. So that's also true. So we're talking about health. Yeah. Healthcare. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, what well, else though? I mean, what's what's stuff that we didn't know about? Like you was like, oh, there's stuff that they that we didn't even know was gonna come around the corner. What what was shocked? Like the aliens uh, TV show on FX. Yeah, yeah, cool. that was surprising. Yeah, that it's, one. It's always I, sunny. Four more seasons. Yeah. Just the, stop the train dead. We were all excited to talk about <laughs> aliens. He was like, it's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> aliens. You know I I don't I, I I don't know. I mean, of course they announced Ridley Scott will be behind it. I'm like. Producer, uh, maybe. Producer, maybe. They said they're trying. Yeah, after those last two movies, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I everyone's know, lost right? their faith. Everyone's lost their faith in the old man. Now, if they said James Cameron, then maybe we would have some hope. Yeah. Really? Really? Because go watch Dark Fate, dude. Uh, uh, better yet. A, <laughs> a, a better yet, Neil Blomkamp. That's who they should See? go get. Yeah. yeah. Some fresh perspectives that has respect for the old ways. Denis Villeneuve or whatever the guy's name from Blade Runner. They're announcing, you know, aliens on Earth, too. Well, second time they've been on Earth, if you want to count. No, no, we don't talk. No, we don't talk about that. That shit don't count. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the movie's supposed to be like, uh, it's supposed to take place on Earth in the near distant future. I hope it's in Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) A little little pyramid action. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, also got mentioned all the Star Wars shit they've announced. I mean, oh my god, what? All right, let's go. Where do we start? Uh, I didn't even write it down. Uh, like, well, one Ahsoka's thing. Get, Ahsoka's getting a spinoff. Um, uh, there's going to be a full movie of the Rogue Squadron. Am I saying that right? Yes, yeah, I am. So. Um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series and again, that, we knew that coming but, in as Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We didn't know that, but is that exciting? Well, at least he gets to redeem himself from That's, some horrible-ass okay. movies. If Filoni and, and, and Favreau can bring him back and, and give him some quality, it's just going to be him walking around with, with um, a very old man's voice coming through the speakers because, you know, God, God bless him, but I don't I don't know if, if he can do the voice like it. Like, I don't know. He's getting older. Yeah, I, wonder, I wonder if he, uh, he takes off the mask at all. Oh, don't mention that in front of Balzac, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's the only thing I can think, just because, like, why would they cast Hayden without being able to show his face? Because who would care, you know? He's behind the mask the whole time. You can really tell that it's him based on that really blocky acting. You can't get a robot to act that bad. (laughs) Let's talk about how in The Mandalorian, fucking Din finally got to take his helmet. No, no, no. We're going to talk about that later when we talk about what we've been watching. Let's stay focused and move through this thing quickly. I haven't seen the last two episodes, so don't ruin it for me. We're going to need you to step off. We're going to need you to step off a little bit, but we're going to focus. Let's stay focused, please. Anything Uh, else from the Disney Comic-Con situation? Well, a few things that excited me. A Buzz Lightyear TV show. Yeah. Hey, Chris Evans. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, so like, there's been confusion. It's always supposed to be a toy, but this is going to be a backstory. Fuck you. I guarantee in the first five minutes or even the intro of every single episode, it's just going to be about, like, you know, welcome to, you know, the history of your favorite toy. This is what happened on, you know, come on, you fucking annoying troll-ass people. It's going to be fun. Was it Buzz Lightyear based on a cartoon or something anyway? In well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. I did, like, a... Uh, it's it like a, a cartoon. short-lived cartoon series yep, it was based awesome. on like what his adventure would be. It was fucking awesome. I remember like smoking weed and watching it when I was like fucking very early twenties. Like, ah, oh, this is fucking so cool. <laughs> I, had to, 
Oh, this one excited me too. Live action Chip and Dale's movie. Chip and Dale's with Samberg and John Mulani, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I actually saw it. I was watching. Uh, what was it? Watch Mojo? No. What culture? I kind of confuse those two. And yeah, that's one of the things they announced. Ah, I guess Seth Rogen. I watched the same video. I think I watched the same video with Adam Cleary. And Seth Rogen apparently gonna have. Uh, hand in it too. I don't know. Like it's hey, gonna hey. be motor ride, Jack. I was thinking too. <laughs> I'm not too loud. Uh, Anything else? Anything else? This is all good stuff. The yeah, Bad like Batch I said, but... trailer got released. The what, what trailer? Uh, the Bad Batch. What's the Bad Batch? Is that the um... Star Wars? Yeah, the the. I thought it was Rogue Squadron. Bad Batch of uh, yeah. clones. Yeah, the next part of the clone The ones from uh, Season 7. Yeah. Yes, I know. I thought that was Rogue Squadron. Those are two completely different things, huh? Yeah, no, the, the trailer okay. finally came out. It was just... You know. Thank you, Willis. You heard me. There's also I don't have the, the list uh, in front of me, so it's, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, no, I know. There's there's also the, the, the running slate of we're going to make everything that used to be a classic cartoon live. That That's oh, going to yeah. run its course. After they get through the renaissance, everyone's going to be like, all right, we don't care. Yeah, I... Yeah, oh, live, action, live action Hercules? I've seen that. Yeah, I, I thought they're talking about uh, Pinocchio. And that's kind of weird. With I already Tom think they're, Hanks. They're already doing another Pinocchio movie. Like, well, this one's like a lot more foreign and a lot weird. And well, you know, this one's going to be a Disney one, so they're probably going to be like extremely safe. Well, okay. So, do you like the Jungle Book with John Favreau, or do you like the Jungle Book from Andy Serkis? I prefer the Andy Serkis one. I, I actually still haven't seen the Serkis one, but I, I did like the Favreau one. It's I, I, what I like of the Favreau one, at least, is that they at least try to make it a new story, whereas all the other ones are just pretty much a repeat, pretty much like Gus Van Sant version of Psycho. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's nuance. You know, there's nuance. I mean, at least there's Aladdin nuance. like incorporated a few new things, but yeah, Lion King is like, eh, I've already seen this shit. And even James Earl Jones was like, uh, I already said this shit 25 years ago. Uh, you, get, you give me some new lines. That's uh, okay, my James Earl Jones suddenly turned into Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's a really good point um, that you make with Seth Rogen's voice. That is though. Um, I was really. I remember the first ever drive-through I ever went to. We went to go see um, Toy Story Four and the fucking Lion King, and the Lion King was fucking boring. Yeah, I didn't even bother with that. <laughs> well, and, you know, of course, you know, they do add some new things, and and in this place they take out some, of course, some of the best parts. Like, oh my god, they cut out like after like Simba sees the vision of his father, yeah. and he has a talk with uh, Rafiki afterwards about the past. Okay, we've talked about this, Jake. Let's stay focused. I yelled at yeah. Scott. I gotta yell at you. What else from the new Comic-Con Disney thing? What did they call it? What did they call it? What did they call it? The, the, the Disney dump? Oh, the, 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 thank you. It was it was like an Apple thing with a guy standing in front of green screen talking about, this is all the wonderful stuff that's coming into your life. You get a car. You get an iPhone. You get an iPad. Yeah, good stuff. Fun stuff. What else? Um, Ahsoka's got a new series, the Rogue Squadron. There's other things in Star Wars that we're not thinking about. But I'm excited. If Ahsoka's going to get a new series, that means that she's not going to die. Shit, I got to stay focused. Never mind. Uh, at the end of this season of Mandalorian. I wouldn't think she would. And dying for Grogu? Man, easy. Good call. Easy move. Maybe she won't, though, because, you know, Rosario's going to make some money for him. I love uh, that we get more money going into Disney pockets because, you know, it's American. It's American. American company. America. 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 
what's but, next, Jake? Well, yeah. As you know, some news that wasn't, like, Disney-related stuff, like, you know, some tragic news, which actually ties in with the, oh, the movie. The WWF? Yeah, it actually ties in with one of our movies today, you know, Tiny Lister, yeah. R.I.P. God bless you. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Will. Man, I was... That that broke me when I seen that one. I was like, man, come on, not Debo. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, COVID, I actually, COVID got the fucking biggest bully in South Central. I actually learned that from my girlfriend. You know, we were just sitting right next to each other looking through our phones, and she's like, oh, the guy from Friday died. Uh, of course, you know, my first thought is like, are we talking Chris Tugger, Ice Cube, or Friday the 13th? It was uh, Zeus, yeah. dude. Zeus died. Yeah, and so, of course, you know, so many other stuff like like I said, he actually has a role in one of our movies today. President of the uh, the Federate, whatever, the Planets and uh, the Fifth Element. That's one of my that's one of my favorite of his roles, dude. He fucking did a great job in the Fifth Element. And uh, one of Little Nicky's bigger brothers as well. Yes, yeah. he was funny as fuck in that movie. But in that movie, I felt like he was he was doing Zeus. Like he was very like boxy and wooden. But in movies like uh, uh, Friday and in fucking Fifth Element, he's he, he looks like he's having fun. And uh, another role that comes to mind for me is, like, he had a role in Wishmaster 2. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of that movie. He just goes up to Wishmaster. He's like, I wish to slow dance with you. I <laughs> uh, did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Rest in peace. Yeah. Good lord. What are you watching? Okay, well, if you're our guest, you go first. I haven't really been watching much of nothing but YouTube and playing my PlayStation 5. That's about it. And, you got the 5? Um, yeah. And you actually snagged a copy from the fucking the bots? I got it from Sony. Sony sent me an invite in September to pre-order it online. And I ordered it while I was at work. And I oh, thought so you, you got the same email that everybody else got, but you just wanted to pay for it. Yep, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I, how I snagged that. I snagged it right up when I was sitting at the table at work. <laughs> yeah, has anybody else been here? And, like, you try to go fucking get one, and, like, they're gone in, like, a millisecond? Yeah. It's because them scalpers got them robots online buying them all up. That and the um, employees, when they get them... They put them they behind be boxes. Old, they be holding them for their family members and be getting them joints. That's why. And and then the GameStop employees, actually, when they find out that they going to get something in stock, they'll buy it before the store opens. So when the store opens, they say they got pre-orders. They said they already sold out. Human natural. Yeah. But I did get the um 40th anniversary of Popeye on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, I saw you talking about that, yeah. Yep, and they had some um interviews on there too. They had the last few interviews from Robin Williams before he passed away. I think uh-huh. that was the last thing he did before he passed away. So it was interesting to see him talk about the movie. And I got Flash Gordon on 4K. Man, that movie is so beautiful in 4K, man. Stop, is it really? Yes, you can see the wires. You can see the you can see the colors in the costumes that you couldn't see before. Like some of the costumes you thought had black in them. 
but they actually had blue designs in some of the costumes. Oh wow! I gotta so imagine that the that cloud uh, background when they're having the you know that battle in the background is gonna be amazing in 4K. It is, it is, and they clean it up so you don't see the strings. <laughs> <laughs> so they made sure they did that, and they have a shit ton of interviews and and behind the scenes stuff and all kind of mess on it. I was surprised that Best Buy actually had something decent in the store, and it was only $19. There you go. Oh, wow. uh, yep. Other than that, and watching AEW wrestling, that's it. Did you enjoy Sting and Cody Rhodes embracing in the ring? I don't even know what happened. I just saw headlines. Yeah. It was not an embrace. It, <laughs> it was Sting telling him, you better keep your shit right or else I'm going to come hit your ass with that damn bat. A, 60, a 61-year-old man is threatening me. I am I'm shaking. Well, he got, <laughs> he got a bat. That make a big difference. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, was, I was there in 97 when the bat made its debut, and I always thought to myself, Security? Fucking security? Anybody else? Security? Hello? It's supposed to be a sports competition. This motherfucker, this is the wrong sport. Yeah, I love Sting. I love Steve. I hope he doesn't, you know, get in the ring and do any action. Like That's one of the things that, yeah, right? Like, AEW needs to use their old men appropriately. But Sting Sting is one of those guys that that has always been good at putting himself over. I don't know how he's going to put somebody else over. Well... Hopefully he just be the manager of Darby Allen and call it a day. He don't need to get in the ring. No, no. But that's what I mean. How is he gonna? How is he gonna be a manager? How is Sting gonna put somebody else over when he knows how to put himself over so well? I and he's have, not one of those selfish guys. I'm sure he can learn. It's just interesting. I, anything better than seeing old Oldberg in the ring? And I'm an <laughs> fan. <laughs> but still, I don't want to see him in no pie's ring no more. After he Oldberg. Almost, <laughs> after he almost dropped Bray Wyatt on his head and the fucking Undertaker on his head. No. Well, he can hurt Roman all he want. Get his ass off my TV. That'd be a blessing, but uh, uh-uh. <laughs> but that's it. Okay. Sean, how about you go next? Um, The Mandalorian, you guys. Is all right. Well, stunning. Take a take a break. <laughs> I might I might ask you as well. Uh, I, you know, get into specifics. It's just a wonderful fucking samurai program. I know everyone's talking about spaghetti western this and that, but you go watch. You go watch my Kurosawa movies, man. You start with Seven Samurai. You know, for that scene when they when when him and the chick go into the, the village, you're like, oh, we don't want to leave. This is what my grandfather made this shit. That is the Seven Samurai. Talk about that's the, the, the most recent episode where he's losing the child. Oh. Uh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't uh, mean to. I mean, there's just so many amazing, <laughs> subtle uh, samurai movies that you don't even think about that that this that, that just this, this show is so good. And obviously, yes, you know, it's 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 a Western, but that's why Westerns and, and the samurai movies are the same exact genre. You got a weapon. You're so, traveling. You're helping. So let's talk about it. He got taken, man. That's. Oh, yeah. The who do you think? Who do you think? saw his call. Who do you think was the little shadow up top? Like, when, when they look back, you could see another another figure up there. Um, you know, there's discussion that it could be Luke because Luke hadn't started the Academy yet in timeline. Ben uh, Kenobi had just been born because uh, he couldn't train Leia anymore. Maybe he was seeking out motherfuckers because in the movie, you know, what's his name? Uh, Lando was like, yeah, you know, we couldn't find Exegol. Maybe he just got done not being able to find Exegol. So it could be Luke could also be Ezra Bridger. Well, who says he's dead? We're looking for Thrawn anyway. You know, it's I, I'm so excited. 
that this uh, the 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 Filoni guy and, and John Favreau are, are giving fucking like balls to Star Wars again. So yeah, I uh, I saw a video online that's saying that it could be Cal Kestis from uh, Jedi yeah, Fallen Order. Is that, that Starkiller? That new one that just came out. Oh yeah, I don't know who that is. I still ain't finished that game. I got near the end and just quit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and there were a couple of them. There were two of them at least, weren't there? No, this one just came out like last year or the year before. Last year. Uh-huh. Oh, what's it called? Fallen Jedi Order. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Oh, I gotta look into it. I uh, I was <laughs> extremely disappointed with Battlefront or whatever the Star Wars Battlefront 2 where you got to play as Luke and, you know, you're, you're expecting to use the D-pads to swing that fucking thing around and you're hitting the triggers. What? There's gotta be better Star Wars games out there. I played a little bit of that Fall in the Order game, I think. Just a little bit. Only reason yeah, why, yeah. why I got um, Battlefront 2 because it came with my PlayStation 4 um, Collector's Edition um, Pro. Yeah, right. I don't even think I even played it like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing. I, I don't know what else. I, like, I, 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 I don't know what else. I want. I fucking know. The Office. Come home, turn on the office, and watch the office. Uh, I've been watching some some Dark Knight trilogy lately. We might get to that at some so. point. We might, get, we might get to that at some point tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I'll do what I do best. I'll interrupt uh, people when I remember what I've been watching. Scott, go ahead. All right. Well, I uh, let's see here. Get get the list open. Oh yeah, Mickey Mouse Playhouse. It's terrible. <laughs> Come inside. It's fun inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I could sing the fucking thing word for word for you guys. So Daniel Tiger, but watch a lot of Daniel Tiger as well. I'm a father. <laughs> you are done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> is, is he even old enough to be watching and comprehending this stuff yet? Uh, no, he, he respond well. So he, we've been watching The Office since he was in the womb, and he loves the uh, intro. He will stop everything and watch the intro, which reminds me, I watched the original Office uh, from the UK as well, and he liked the intro there. He loves music. We'll put on YouTube and. We'll put on the head and the heart or, or some, you know, anything that shows bands playing their instruments. He loves um, uh, Bob Dylan and fucking Adele. He loves fucking uh, the Lumineers. He's a huge fan of uh, Big Papa Pump. Uh, yeah, no, you put Scott Snyder on the screen. He starts screaming at people. And my son's like, what's he doing? What's that crazy man doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes movement, right? And so when we're watching, you know, the shows, Daniel Tiger, Mickey Mouse, whatever, when they start singing and, and dancing, like that's what hot dog, hot dog, Hot, that's what that dancing scene at the end of that is about. You think about when we were kids and you're watching Sesame Street, all those big movement creatures grab the eyes of the young people and then they put music behind it, grabs the ears. I'm also an educator, so it's a lot of fun to watch him just like he's playing and then and then like doing the office. He just stops, looks up and watches, starts like popping up and down dancing and then it stops and Jim and Mike, you know, start talking. It's like, all right, fuck this shit. So, Scott, you were saying? So we finished our Bond series, so I decided to go back in honor of Sean Connery and watch every single one of his Bond movies. Including Never Say Never. Uh, I actually didn't have access to that one. I don't know where it is. It's not on any of the sites. That's because it's not considered canon. I got it on DVD if you want it. I got copy. <laughs> I'll send you a copy. Bam. <laughs> I should have asked Jake that. <laughs> yeah, because Jake can send electronically. Uh, I rewatched the uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy because it was on Hulu. Yeah, man. What'd you think? Dropped on 4K. About time. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting to get my 4K TV and a PS5. I think I would get it on 4K. I, it's I stunning. Say, I, I think you know the two towers is still the best of the three. Really? 
Yeah. Why do you say that? It's got the best fight scenes with the the Helm's Deep. You think Helm's but, Deep is better than Minas Tirith? Okay, heard. Yeah, I, I've always just liked that one better. I mean, I think I think you can't go wrong with the intro and, and, and Gandalf going down to the to the roots of the world. That that is the best. I don't know. It's the Fellowship has got a good intro. To, we need to stop right now and do an entire. That, that, that sh- <laughs> stop. Stop. Episode two fifty. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, I, just like, I just like seeing my boy. My precious. My precious. <laughs> That's the main reason to watch two towers because of Gollum. Yeah. And Sergeus is stunning. He's amazing. I was just going to say, it would also be nice to see all that walking in 4K. <laughs> Clerks, too. Other than that, I actually started, uh, I don't know if I talked about it last time, but uh, Twilight Zone, I finally fucking got into uh, past the one-hour episodes. Uh, definitely an interesting one, the William Shatner, the 20,000. There's uh, something on the wing. Yeah, that one. Something on the wind. It was a really interesting episode. When you actually sit down and watch it for the first time, yeah, it, it was, was great, was, dude. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen that, and of course I've seen the Simpsons Street House of Horrors version as well. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. That's what I've been watching. Yo, since we were podcasting all of October, oh my god, I was I was eating out the vagina that is the Treehouse of Horrors. Delicious. <laughs> Hyperbole, people. That's what I live for. <laughs> Scott's stuck. Right, Scott, um, finish up. Other than that, you know, Mandalorian. Mando. Just been playing a shit ton of Black Ops and. Racist. Yeah. How is it racist? Name with a game. Okay, I've been playing a shit ton of Cold War. Is that better? <laughs> you got to pay me before you go over the bridge. That's all I'm saying, dude. <laughs> we have a black man on the show. We get we get away. <laughs> Oh my really? god. Have you guys seen the original office? Do you know how awkward and terrible it is? And all no, the shit with all the shit with the token black fucking, guy. I wish we could get Dugan on the show. Could you just imagine? Uh, <laughs> him and Sean. What kind of fucking shit that they would talk oh about? God, yeah. Well I missed what what's the, what's that guy's name? What's the Nazi sympathizer's name? I missed that dude. That was a lot of fun. How come we oh, can't come on? I, yeah, I, I, I mean how come I can't fuck with that dude more often? That shit is like shooting Guys. apples in a barrel. <laughs> Typically not invited. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you guys don't like what he has to say. I like to paint him into corners and make him feel embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, Scott, is that it? Is that all you've been watching? Because you know Jake's got some shit. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Again, I was planning on keeping it short, but uh, again, we have a full house here, so uh, although I won't get in. Try. Uh, Big Mouth Season 4 just dropped recently, and Oh, watched... you have time to watch that, but you don't have time to watch Stranger Things season three or Mando or any of the good shows. We don't, you know, I I would say we don't make fun of you for your choices, but we do, so I'll let that go. <laughs> well, yeah, I I did binge all that one day, and goddamn that shit is so fucking hilarious. And yeah, speaking of Seth Rogen, he had a a character at least the first three episodes. <laughs> And, oh, man, if you liked the first three seasons of that show, I would definitely recommend it. Oh, my God, Archer. The latest season of Archer was amazing, too. Do you watch Archer, Jake? I, I've watched Archer. Have Did you watch the latest season? No, I have not. He woke up from the coma. It's fucking awesome. Oh, let's see what else. Uh, so lost. <laughs> well, uh, Get a map. I was over at my parents' house last weekend, and I watched a movie that my mom just recently discovered. And I actually discovered recently this year, too. And, Sean, I believe you've recommended this a while ago, a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am, like, so embarrassed it took me long to watch that movie. I mean, God damn it, that fucking new classic. It really is, man. It's stunningly simple. And, you know, you talk about, I watch the UK office and people are like, oh, it's, it's the subtle, you know, UK humor. It's why it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, that, that cultural difference of humor is my favorite in New Zealand because, like, Australia, Australian people are very much, oh, like, we don't have a culture. We kind of take yours or whatever. But the New Zealand people are like, no, no, fuck you. We have a culture and we can help you understand it. They don't, they don't hide it from you. It's so, like when Taika Waititi is doing commentary or shit like that and he's talking about Korg. Oh, like, Korg's like, yeah, he's like that huge Maori motherfucker that's like at the door and he's just really chill, you know? He's, he's going to break your fingers if you fuck around, but he, he doesn't want to. Like, that's awesome. And then when you watch what we do in the shadows, like, oh, that's that fucker in the basement, you know? He's, he's the scariest motherfucker in the flat. Like, we're all afraid of him, but he also doesn't pay rent, so, like, we don't like him. <laughs> Boom! Love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely going to have to watch that one a lot more now. Yeah, Willis, I, I know I talked about this on NFW the other day. I finally got around to watching The Lighthouse. That's <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting After one. After I, I told you you should watch it? Yeah, the movie with uh, uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson from the director of uh, a movie you all know I loved, The Witch. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say this i'm never watching a movie this guy does ever again <laughs> you don't like a slow burn do you you don't like a, uh... i i can appreciate a slow burn i i love the shining that is a good slow burn yeah but there's dialogue in that movie that tells you what's going on <laughs> To some extent. So you don't you don't like movies that, that are like paintings. <laughs> I guess that. Here, let me run that movie down. Like Brian running down Blair Witch. Nothing happens. Nothing yep. happens. Uh-huh. Nothing happens. That's true. Robert Passon kills a seagull. Yep. Nothing happens. True. Robert Passon beats off to a mermaid figurine. <laughs> Which is weird, but it happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Uh-huh. They die. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. What are the dials? Just Spoilers. Loneliness. Um, isolation, dude. The, the, the whole purpose is that humanity. Never mind. Moving on. Okay, and We're another tight. Movie, another movie I finally got around to watching. A movie that was just so fucking cursed. A movie called The New Mutants. You saw the? You've seen the New Mutants? Yeah. Share that. Can you share that with us on the on the thing? I don't know. I, I want to say almost might be out already. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, anyway, yeah, what do you think? It is, it's out on VOD. Okay. Well, let's just say for a movie that's been delayed like this, you know, you think there's two options. That Should have never it, come out. <laughs> that it really, really, really suck, or hey, it's just kind of entertaining enough. Those but, are the only two options. <laughs> that's that's not that's a really low bar to set in when you're going to watch this movie. It's either going to suck or not be good. And it's just very, very average. It's not a bad movie, but it's nothing to get excited about. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it's the best not, way. It didn't deserve all the hype that everybody kept giving it when they kept saying, fucking release the movie already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. man, this really, really should have been released to streaming services at the very least because I don't see why they really, really push for a theatrical release for this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, it could have been a Disney Plus movie. <laughs> right? It's uh, definitely did not need to see this one on the big screen. And, you know, I guess the fact that I didn't see it on the big screen, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, of course, if I did pay some money or, you know, one of the gift cards that I still have yet to use up, the gift cards I got for last Christmas that still have money on them. Gotta redeem I, that shit. I actually went to see it opening weekend. Yeah. Did you pay Go for it? Go to TGI Fridays with the Dave & Buster's cards. Yeah, I paid for it. Uh, it only cost me a couple of dollars because I went on the matinee. I watched uh, another movie that it was another one that got released even in the middle of this pandemic and almost kind of wish I went to see this one. Movie called Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Was it good? Oh my god, this movie is so fucking awesome. So if anybody doesn't know, there's a movie about oh, some chick gets mad at Russell Crowe, honks at him, and oh, let's just say... Road Rage. Yeah. I mean, we see at the beginning of the movie why he's just so road ragey, and let's just say he is a man with nothing to lose in this movie. So this is a movie about a stalker, misogynist, like, goddamn violent... So Russell Crowe's just, like, getting drunk one night, like, oh, I've got an idea. Give me a heavy seat. I want to <laughs> ride down a movie. I had a, I had a bad day on the way over the freeway today, fucking cunt. Yeah. Basically. What, happens, yeah, what basically happens is that she drives up to him, and she's like, oh, my God, it's Russell Crowe. Oh, my God, you're such a crow. <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh, there's a really good scene that this movie was a diner i'm not gonna say what happens in it but i'm just saying that you don't expect it to go the way it did just because like he's surrounded by so much people but oh wow so many people yeah and really cool thing about this movie is that you know the main character she's actually pretty smart she does a lot of things you would be shouting at the screen for these characters to fucking do with these types of movies and she actually does them but of course russell crowe he's just one step ahead. Fucking Ozzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say check that one out. Well, last one I want to talk about here is a, a movie called Come Play. Another movie that got released theatrically. Uh, it's a porno, right? No, no it's, it's an awful-looking, terrible fucking horror remake or... Or a horror movie that, you know, comes out in modern day. That's that's pretty much the best definition. And again, another one I'd like to So you could just say it's a horror been... movie that came out to the modern day. It's it's a twenty twenty horror movie, let's say that. Okay. Sure. And uh, my god, <laughs> the kid watches so much SpongeBob Square Pants in this movie. <laughs> I mean rots his brain. <laughs> it sounds like it's probably an advertisement for SpongeBob more than the actual movie. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean it's just like every five minutes like, oh, SpongeBob is back on the the screen. <laughs> Stacking Krabby Patties. <laughs> it's just like, are they trying to make SpongeBob SquarePants scary? I I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, this movie looked absolutely terrible from the previous. It's, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, again, it's just average as hell. I'm like, okay, I've seen it. We'll just say seen it. Don't ever have to watch it again. Give <laughs> it I will say, though, Jillian Jacobs, she does look good. And, man, I'm surprised of the majority of the uh, community people that I, I don't see much of her. Okay, I guess Chevy Chase we don't see much of anymore. But <laughs> Good. <at> different reasons. <laughs> but Jillian Jacobs, like, yeah. She had know. a show on Netflix that didn't, I don't think, uh, get renewed. She may have had one or two seasons. I don't know if it was called Love or Love Stinks or something. Oh, yeah, tried, I do think I can remember that. I don't tried to watch it, couldn't sit through it. Yeah, that's I mean, did she even have, like, a role in the Marvel movies, especially the Russo brother ones? No. Yeah. But let's not forget, it's because Britta's the worst. (laughs) 
Neither did Annie Edison. We got Daniel Pudi. We got Shirley. We got, uh, 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 come on, Donald Glover's character's name yeah. was Troy, Troy the Wonder Boy. And, uh, and Ken Chang. Long. Yeah, yeah. Chang, Chang. Yeah, okay. Well, that's my list. So, hey, let's get this shit started. <laughs> All right, is it time to talk about my fucking movie? Eh? All right, calm down. We'll get to you in a minute. Drop down 30 years and shit. Well, I'm very upset that I don't get a chance to talk about my... Every time I come on this program, you're talking about just fucking the revenge. <laughs> well, I mean, that's well maybe you shouldn't have movie, sold like. your soul to buy that damn beach house. <laughs> have you ever had a beach house? Have you had a house on a beach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore because I don't sound like myself. Uh, like I, I imagine you made a lot more mo- money with these movies. <laughs> You'd think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, you know, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> and we'll move on from there. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, when we come back after a quick break, 2005's, um, you know, return to force, bringing Batman Michael back. Michael Keane's going to run down. Batman. <laughs> I was doing my thing, dude. I was doing the epilogue. I was I was doing the whole thing, and then you had to, you had to run me again? You, you upset because I keep making fun of your, uh, your, your uh, let's put women up on the board with, with cum on the back of the pictures and talk about who's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I stick over the wall. Was not about that. I told you that. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll be a little bit more civilized. We'll be back at
crushing soul! Tell us, Mr. Wayne. death was not your fault. My parents deserve justice. I cannot let that pass. If you make yourself more than just a man, then you become something else entirely. Which is? A legend, Mr. Wayne. Marshal Wayne, are you coming back for long, sir? As long as it takes to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. Rachel? You were gone a long time. I know. Things are worse than ever down here. What chance does Gotham have when the good people do nothing? Nomex survival suit for advanced infantry. Kevlar utility harness, gas-powered magnetic grapple gun. What's that? On the tumbler? Oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. I spent a lot of time being scared for you. I heard you were back. But the man I loved. The man who vanished never came back. He's here. Who? The Batman. Now, before I did this movie, I worked with Christopher Nolan on a little, uh, couple of pieces of work, and I've worked with him since. He's, an, he's a brilliant director, and he pays me well. Uh, he gives me positions of, of, of importance and uh, gravitas, shall we say. As an older man, I need to get... Are we rolling? All right, I'll shut up. Yeah, thanks, Michael. We're talking Batman Begins, a movie in 2005 starring Michael Caine. Happy? That's the only reason he's here. <laughs> um, as the Obi-Wan Gandalf Alfred the brilliant Michael Caine um, yeah no Batman Begins 2005 Christian Bale jumps into the cowl uh, of Batman with um, his homeboy Ra's al Ghul played by Ken Watanabe maybe um, also in this movie is Liam Neeson Ducat an Irishman uh, in every movie, he did, Liam Neeson is like Sean Connery. He's like he's an Irishman in every movie he's ever in. Even when he tries to do an accent somewhere else, he's like, oh, there's the, there's the lilt. He can't stop. <laughs> uh, Katie Holmes, the beautiful Katie Holmes, um, was in this movie, and then Tom Cruise wouldn't let her in the second one because of Scientology. Uh, Gary Oldman's in this movie. Gillian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, uh, Rudger Hauer, uh, Mark Boone. Did Jr. you say there's... Gillian Murphy? It's Cillian, isn't it? Cillian. Cillian Murphy. There we go. <laughs> Well, I heard Gillian, and then I heard Thillian, and it's like... I, I've i never heard anybody ever say his name, so I've, I've never knew. Have you ever heard anybody say Morgan Freeman's name? Because he's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to say, this is like, isn't this the first time we've did movies with Neeson, Oldman, and Freeman, I want to say? 
Would you say this is the first time we've done uh, a movie? No, we've done Red. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, I was going to do a thing. Would you say this is the first time we did a movie with everyone, Jake? With who? <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, before we get started, um, first takes, when you were, you know, in 2004 or five, however old you were, and you were like, dude, they're, they're doing another Batman? What'd you think? Well, I mean, hey, Batman's one of my favorite superheroes, so I'm like, yeah, come on, give us another one. Willis? How was I, they going to actually do this right for once? Right? Uh, Scott? I was 10 years old, so I have no fucking clue. Just excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, please do it right, because it, it fell off the rails. Um, our movie starts out with the, you know, the bats and the, and the logo and everything, and then a flashback to Chris... Uh, Christian Bale's little boy character and, and Rachel Dawes' little girl character hide and seek on the grounds. They're friends. Bruce falls down a well and, and Kate's like, oh my god, he fell down a well. And, they, and, and Dad pulls him out and the bats in the in the well are scary. Yeah. It's a good, well, there's more details. I mean, let me, I'm trying to keep it quick. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's, a, there's, there's an arrowhead uh, thing or whatever that's like, oh, it's my property. I'm going to take it. And, and, and Bart Simpson motherfucker runs away um, and, and hides on this wooden plank. That's, that's just the dumbest. Like, you're this rich. This is how you're helping your well be, you know, sealed off. So he falls down. Um, dad lowers himself down, picks him up. And the key thing is here, Bruce, why do we fall down? So we can so get back up. We get we knocked down. To pick ourselves back up. We get knocked down. So we learn to get ourselves back up again. <laughs> Bruce hands off the fucking little stone back to Rachel because he's a good dude. You know, and I always thought that was a really interesting way uh, and smart, you know, directorial and writership to say, um, hey, this is this is a child who's kind of an asshole, which we all are. But we're all. But he's got girls. a heart of gold. But we're all a little uh, so we want to. Can you mute yourself? This is not a Zoom call, but you need to mute yourself. <laughs> okay. None of us on the podcast circle ever mute ourselves when we. Dude, work. we have no time. We have to be efficient, motherfucker. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> what have brought it up? Um, so, flash forward, Bruce wakes up from a nightmare into a you know a, a Chinese prison, Korean prison, you know uh, somewhere on the other side of the planet, getting his ass you know uh, chewed out by uh, guards and walking in the rain outside. They get some food in the mud, and some guy tries to beat him up, and then he beats him up, then he beats three other guys up, and it's that wonderful scene from any dope movie, whether it's Watchmen or I think. There's a couple other ones I can't think of right now. One of them's got Paul Newman. Like, you guys think, you know, I'm locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> I was thinking more like uh, Rorschach. <laughs> well, that's what I said to Watchmen. See, if you're listening, I make more references. Yeah. I guess. Are you so desperate to fight criminals that you lock yourself in to take them on one at a time? Actually, there were uh, seven of them. I counted six, Mr. Wayne. How do you know my name? The world is too small for someone like Bruce Wayne to disappear, no matter how deep he chooses to sink. Who are you? My name is merely Ducard, but I speak for Raz Al Ghul, a man greatly feared by the criminal underworld. A man who can offer you a path. Makes you think I need a path. Someone like you is only here by choice. You have been exploring the criminal fraternity, but whatever your original intentions, you have become truly lost. 
on what path then Ra's al Ghul offer? The path of a man who shares his hatred of evil, who wishes to serve true justice. The path of the League of Shadows. <laughs> the vigilantes. No, no, no. The vigilante is just a man lost in the scramble for his own gratification. He can be destroyed or locked up. But if you make yourself more than just a man, if you devote yourself to an ideal, and if they can't stop you, then you become something else entirely. Which is? Legend, Mr. Wayne. Tomorrow you will be released. If you are bored of brawling with petty thieves and want to achieve something, there is a rare blue flower that grows on the eastern slopes. Pick one of these flowers. If you can carry it to the top of the mountain, you may find what you were looking for in the first place. And what was I looking for? Only you can know that. So he gets thrown into maybe the coolest cell ever. Uh, it's just got no furniture. Well, you know. Spigot coming out of the wall, dripping water into a bucket. Like, oh my God, what a wonderful prison. I thought this was a bad prison. You see, they're getting fed outside and shit. You guys got running water in your cell? It's not that bad. Stop whining. It's huge. It's spacious. It's bigger than my first apartment. So Bruce is in there whining and shit like that. Actually, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, Bruce that's the Millionaire. Cell. Oh, that's right. Bruce the Millionaire. All by himself. Shocking. Oh, I don't want to run away and be sad. I want to do, I want to run away by myself. Give me the best accommodations you got. So, yeah. Ducard, our boy Liam Neeson comes in there and, and you know, challenges him to, to wake his ass up. And I work for, you know, the League of Assassins. Um, and he deems that the League can offer Bruce a path of true justice instead of locking himself away with criminals to take them on one at a time. You can fight 40 men. I can teach you to engage 400 or whatever, right? Awesome scene. He's got to make a decision. This, in the hero's journey, is the call to adventure, <laughs> people. His ordinary world, by the way, is being the richest kid in Gotham. Although, you can, I guess you could say the call to adventure is when his parents are killed. Uh, and then yeah. Ducard is the mentor. Um, I could teach all of our listeners how jo- uh, Mr. Campbell maps out why. All of these stories are boring because they all tell the same goddamn story. But anyway. He decides to, you know... Who likes an origin story anymore? <laughs> Ducard decides to uh, show the whole point. You know, if you, if you want to go up here, you find this flower or whatever. Fight back, um, and, you know, you'll, you'll you know... Yeah, excuse me. Uh, Bruce tries to fight him, and, and Ducard kind of just fucking beats him up. So somewhere in the distant future, Bruce is still uh, in the well after being attacked by the bats, right? And Dr. Wayne lowers himself, so I'm going... You mean to in a path. You said in the future. I said future. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's my chronological nonsense. Um, I already said all this stuff, but in the context of the movie, this is when the dad goes down, picks him up, and then he gives the thing back to what's your name. Um, and in that night, um, Bruce is like, I want to go to the opera. Let's go to the opera. Uh, okay, Bruce. I, you know, I thought maybe we'd go to Disney World or something. Like, no, fuck you. I want to go to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to watch the Flater Mouse. You mean the 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 opera about bats, dude? Are you sure? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Bruce is very selfish. Um, in my in my rundown, 
but on the way to the opera, they're on the monorail, and, and Dad explains how, you know, we built this city on rock and roll <laughs> and, and medicine and, and our money and, you know, the fact that we got a brand, son, and we want all of our, you know, shit to, to, to be good for the future. And, and Dad's giving the whole mentor speech, and Bruce is being instilled with inspiration and doing good for other people and the poor and the wealthy alike. Let's all come together, and Gotham can be beautiful. Wait, we built this railway? Do we get paid when people get on it? Holy shit, every time someone buys a ticket, do we get paid for that? Oh, my God, I'm going to have so much money forever. And that's probably where his head was at. Anyway, they go to the fucking uh, play, and long story short, you guys know what happens. He gets scared. Oh, wait a minute, this is kind of new. I want to leave, Dad, let's go. And Dad's like, all right, come on, son, let's leave. So Bruce kills his parents. Flat out, there it is. (laughs) Bruce kills his parents. Because they go outside, and out comes Mr. Uh, Jack Napier, as it should have been. But it was Joe Chill, as it was was fucking... Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it was chill in the comics. <laughs> you were just, but the way you phrased that made me think of Alfred in Batman Forever. It's like, no, you said I killed them. Look, are these motherfuckers gonna let you talk? Are they gonna keep interrupting every five seconds? Well, look, <laughs> Mike, it's my fault because I do it to them. Let's be real. Well, Mike, shut up and take you. a paycheck. <laughs> okay, well, he just sat down. Good job, Scott. That worked. <laughs> yeah, so it should have been Jack Napier because that's what I grew up with. But in the comics, as, as uh, Frank Miller points out, it was this guy named Joe Chill. Um, no dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, but there was still the fucking, you know, the, the pearls being inside the, the gun that was cocked. It's all very sexual, in my opinion. And then the pearls like, fall all over the place. You know, he, he blew his load. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, this is only the second time we see them get killed, and then we'll see it for uh Three or four more times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love in the Gotham, uh, Arkham, whatever, the Arkham Knight video games where you got to walk through that shit where they get killed. It's powerful. So, yeah, parents dead, um, funeral, um, horrible nonsense. And uh, Rachel, I, th- I believe, gives the um, the thistle back to Braveheart. <laughs> A lot later. And, and don't forget James Gordon, young James Gordon, putting the jacket around him. Oh, that's, that's gonna, right. Yeah, I'm skipping over all that stuff, too. Thank because you. that's going to come into play during my movie. Yeah, so the night of the shooting, James Gordon is just an officer. He's a beat cop, puts the, the jacket around him, helps him feel comfort, helps him, you know, feel like a human being. Like, there's someone here that, that does care about you because the chief of police was like, all right, son, so sorry for your loss. We're going to move on now. Politically speaking, this is terrible because – and then he's, he fucking walks away. But Gordon is a real dude. Um, thank you. I, I, I had glossed over that in the alleyway. Um. But don't be afraid is the last words that his dad say to him, too, by the way, which is also important. So um, I guess, the, you know, the funeral is going to be days later, whatever. It's, it's many, many, many moons past when Bruce decides I'm going to be Batman. But before that happens, you know, they got the funeral and, um, you know, Rachel gives the thing back to him. And, and then, you know, he's standing up in the window and everyone leaves and she she waves and he's very like childlike, like he, he waves back. I mean, if that was me as an adult. You might get the finger, you might get nothing at all, but a wave back is like, that's beautiful. So that way you go, boy, say where I come in. All right, all right, come down. Bam, clear your throat. Okay, <laughs> sip. Go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, that die, Christopher Nolan, that's me. Um, I have a cold, by the way. That's why I don't sound like myself right now. Otherwise, I would sound like myself, which is Michael Caine. Uh, Christopher Nolan, have you ever had children? No, I ain't fucking children. I've had movies that fucking suck. I make money and I have sex with famous women. Do you have children, Christopher Nolan? I said to him, you fucking wanker. <laughs> okay. what, was I, what was I talking about? What was it, what was it, what was it Michael? Can you sit down, please? Yes, thank you. God <laughs> damn. Scott, how are you not as drunk as that guy? 
<laughs> Drinking straight liquor with water. But I digress. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I like this scene because it's Alfred taking taking him under his wing and saying, you know, let's go, uh, uh, Master Bruce. We need to to hit the schedule, and you know that that cold, very you know British thing of let's let's move on, stiff off for lip, whatever, is about like honestly, children need structure, children need distraction and an expectation for the next thing to distract them, and those things that distract them, they should learn from those things. That's what education is. That's what Alfred's got, and we'll find out in later movies about where Alfred gets this kind of regiment from. And I love what they do with this character in this particular trilogy. So now we cut to the present. Like that, that new Alfred show on like Kane's uh, character. Talking Pennyworth. Well, uh, yeah. Kane's character. You just mean Alfred altogether. I mean, well, I don't it's think you've ever really it? learned that much. Then again, I I don't think I've ever really read any. I was going to say, I'd like to point out, I'd like to point out that we're talking DC right now, and Scott is not fucking having a conniption with his little fucking crusty vagina. I <laughs> fucking talk about the fucking DC Batman shit because these are. Good I movies. will talk about these ones. Um, so we cut to the present, and Ducard asks Bruce, you know, if he's still responsible for that. Wait, 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 wait. Bruce. where am I? Alfred's care after the funeral, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Rutger Hauer's a cunt. That's right. Uh, we'll be here <laughs> always. When you're ready, we'll take the business for you. Um, blah, blah, blah. Alfred tries to console Bruce as a boy and confesses that his parents' death were um, his fault because he asked to leave the opera, right? Um, so Descartes asks him if he still believes that his death is his parents' fault and responds that um, he is far too angry to feel guilty. Um, all right, so be, that, that's later. He uh, he gets dropped off out of a fucking car and walks through a mountain, up a glacier, grabs a flower, puts it in his little up lapel. A glacier. Um, comes to it comes to a town. He's like, Comertage, uh, Comertage, uh, anybody Comertage? <laughs> <laughs> I just said that earlier. There's no new movie. Everything comes from the hero's journey, and we just decide to go in different locations. This is Doctor Strange going to find anyway. Um, so yeah, he finds his way up into the, uh, in, into the, the sanctuary where he sees Ken Watanabe sitting there as Ra's al Ghul's dope looking self and Ducard, uh, hey, welcome. Good to see you. Let's um, fight. He kicks him in the face a couple times. He's like, you ready? He's like, I'm exhausted. No, you'll, you know, death never gives a fuck. So they fight. Knocks his ass out. <laughs> um, so then your training begins. Uh, Ducard enforces his belief that all forms of crime must be fought without mercy and pity, and he explains that uh, his wife was murdered, um, and he joined the League when um, only to achieve vengeance on these motherfuckers. And Bruce is like, uh, I can't claim my vengeance because the, the guy's already, you know, dead. Boom! Flashback, 14 years ago. He's like, I'm gonna go kill him. I got a gun. And Rachel's is like, Stop, college boy, Batman. Don't kill him. It's not nice. No, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna go kill him. And so he goes to kill him, but, you know, he can't kill him because uh, Sal Marconi or whomever, the, bo- the mob boss kills him because he's going to he's going to turn states. And so he can't kill him. And he gets in the car with Rachel. He's all sad about it. He's sad. I'm sad, bears. I can't kill my my the guy who killed my parents. And so <laughs> she takes a hard right. And if you've ever been to Chicago, you know about how their streets go up and down and underneath and blah, blah, blah. They actually raised that entire city 12 feet off the ground because it's that's a whole other thing. Uh, in the 1930s, took him like eight years. So she shoots on the ground and she shows him some motherfuckers who really should be shooting up heroin. Like these are the homeless people. These are the mob. This is re- this is what's really going on, dude. I'm going to law school for you, motherfucker. You want to do something? Here is where Sal Marconi hangs out. You go shoot him, motherfucker. 
and she goes to beat him up a couple times. Like she swings and fucks him up. It's really cool. Um, tells him that his father would be ashamed of him, right? Um, so Bruce convinced that uh, he's got nothing to lose, makes his way to the bar uh, in the underworld, goes to kill um, Julia Roberts' brother, and he basically gets his ass nope, kicked. Nope, not sequel. Oh, wait a minute. Who's, who's, oh, this guy is the other dude from Rush Hour. My fault. That's all right. This is Wilkinson. Um, um, he's got nothing to lose, so he goes, and the, and the thought, you know, he's like, what are you doing here? Well, fuck you, Bruce. That's a judge over there. That's a doctor over there. That's a fucking governor over here. Get the fuck out of here, fucking wicked. I, I could shoot you in front of him because that's fucking, like, that's power that you can't buy. Wait, are you referencing a, per, a, a, a current shit. a current lame duck president, Scott? Are you telling me that that someone said that in real life? <laughs> no, the, I I can shoot someone on Times Square and I could get away with it, is what somebody once said, and that motherfucker believed it. Sounds familiar in real world shit. This is a fucking fantasy full fucking mafia gangster. Anyway, I think it's funny that an Italian gangster is played by a British dude in this movie, <laughs> but that's cool. Thank you, Willis. Right? It's fucking weird. Yeah. I love him in Rush Hour, though. He's awesome in Rush Hour. So Bruce gets touched up a little bit and sent outside, and he walks across the street and gives one of my favorite actors of all time who was in The Saint and fucking The Mission Impossible one that I like, part two, Jake. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Russian dude. He's like, oh, hey, take my jacket. Oh, I said, nice jacket. I like these jackets. Yeah, he throws his wallet out. Why, why do you think of me out? <laughs> um... Because you don't like part two, right? You don't like Mission Impossible part two? I don't know. I, I, like, you... I like Mission Impossible part two. I, I like them all. That's why I singled you out, because you uh, you and I agree. Other people don't like part two, Jake. Okay. I just like to, I just like to I say your name. It, so I can't agree or disagree. <laughs> I mean, that was more like a, uh, <laughs> I liked Alien 3, Jake. Don't be so insecure thinking <laughs> I'm going to accuse you of something, Alien 3. Jake. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Because Jake doesn't like Alien Three. No, that was that was accusatory. I was trying to be a dick because I thought you hated that movie. There are people that don't like Part Two. It's good. Yeah, I like what it. What are we talking about again? Batman. Ba- Batman. Okay, Batman Begins. Um, in the beginning of the movie, there's some bats, and they. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, he gives his coat to the homeless gentleman. He throws his wallet, and, and then we cut to him stealing some shit in China, and he's and he's throwing himself into the underworld. All right, cool. He's starting to learn about the criminal element. Um, so then, you know, in the present day, he reaches this the skill level in which he is the equal to the majority of the league of you know whatever. Uh, with the the ninjas and the and you know the motherfuckers are dropping out of the, the shadows and you got to do this and theatrics and and it's a wonderful scene uh, and then you know I'm I'm just jumping through shit because we ain't got all night we've got that awesome scene on the ice where Ducard is trying to explain to him how you must fight and and, and how you got to be intelligent and and Roddy Piper Thank once said I'm not there yet Roddy Piper once said you know if you're in a knife fight never take your eyes off the fucking knife <laughs> well you get stabbed anyway. Yeah, well, Roddy Piper took his eyes off that. He's like, yeah, I took my eyes off the knife that one night, and I got fucked up all over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce and Ducard are fighting on the ice, and, foom, 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 and Bruce does a little rolling move and slides across the ice. He's like, ah, I got you, dude, and he's laying down. Uh, Ducard's laying down after he did some Aikido shit, and he's got his sword at his at his face. Like, I beat you, motherfucker, and as Scott said, you've uh, sacrificed your footing for a killing blow, and he just taps his sword on the ice, and he falls into the water and then we cut to the stupidest scene in the history of learning anything from movies everywhere don't worry about your arms they'll take care of themselves rub your chest 
No, you fucking idiot. You want the blood to be able to get to your fingertips, so you wave your arms around. If your arms start to go numb and cold, that's a problem. Stand up, jump around, wave your arms around. Your blood wants to retreat in that cold weather and just focus on the heart. And when it does that, it stops focusing on everything else, which stops focusing uh, the, the, the body's ability to focus on the heart. So Descartes was trying to kill Bruce, but the writers didn't realize that, which I always thought was cool. No comment? You guys are good? <laughs> yeah. I guess I never looked at it that way. <laughs> it's true. I always thought um, it was real. But also, no, 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 no. You want you want the blood to flow into your arms. That means that your your heart is 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 flowing that blood. It's working. It's doing good. So you want to keep your limbs moving. I played hockey when I was a kid. You know, you, you play outside hockey. And you're like, oh, so fucking those poor goalies. You know, those outdoor rinks with blue giant engulfed fucking feet because they just stand there and do nothing. You got to keep your limbs moving. Uh, I'm missing something in that scene though when uh, he said you're, it's your dad's fault that uh, your family died. Do you realize that, Bruce? It is your dad's fault. He should have been a man. He should have acted. Motherfucker had a gun. He had a gun. Yeah, I don't care, motherfucker. So we go back into the, into the hotel, you know, the Shangri-La, and it's like, okay, you're ready. You're you're ready to be a member. And in order to be a member, you've got to go back and you've got to kill a bunch of people. Um, but oh, before we get there, kill this guy. Uh, what? Yeah, he stole his neighbor's goat. No, man. And it's funny because um, that that goat could have killed his neighbor's entire family. He stole that goat from his neighbor's family, killing his entire neighbor's family. Sure, he should die, shouldn't he? What do you think, Scott? Should he die, Willis? Jake, what do you think? What would you do? Black Phillip. Black Phillip. Oh, shut up, Willis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a movie you can't get away from, Jake. I guess not. <laughs> So he just he decides not to kill the guy and does a little thing where he throws the uh, the hot poker that they brand other people with into the into the fireworks upstairs. Um, long story short, talk about whole... like the scene where like you know he had to you know find Ducard like amongst all the ninjas. Oh right, yeah. So the, one of the training scenes is um, you have to be able to see uh, and hear. Use all of your senses. Here, take a whiff of this shit. It's gonna get you high. Thank you, uh, Scott, because that comes up key later. So the, the, the flower that he takes is the fear toxin flower. He breaks it up, you smoke it, you get really high, and you get really stressed out, you get really scared. It's like cocaine and LSD and marijuana and none of the calming down. So then, you know, 85 guys are upstairs in the balcony, and Ducard puts a mask on to look like all of the ninja. He says, you got to find me. And so they all come into formation, and he's looking through the formation, and they all break out of formation, and Ducard fights him. Or some random dude fights him. And so the purpose here is, can you find Ducard? Can you find Liam Neeson when you're all fucked up? And what Bruce does is he turns it on Ducard. And so at one point, he gets cut in the left arm. And so he cuts another dude in the left arm and then gets in line. And then Ducard thinks that he finds Bruce because Bruce, again, as Bruce in the beginning of this whole training is looking for Ducard, he's like, fuck it. Let me get, let me hide. And then he'll get confused and then he'll try and find me. And then I'll see him looking for me. Got him. I have done that in hide-and-seek. I can't tell you how many times. All right, so that's how we know that he's ready to go. He does the whole thing where he flips the thing, and the whole thing explodes. Ken Watanabe's character gets killed, and Liam Neeson's character gets thrown down the mountain, and we see the uh, the, the, the gauntlets that they were using earlier to uh, fight each other and block the swords. Uh, he uses to jam into the to the glacier and, and does a, a full-on Jesus, like you know Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2. It's coming back. 
uh, uh, you got to pull him back with one arm, you know, like impossibly to do. But, you know, he's, he's been doing he's been doing a lot of curls, lots, lots of lots of lots of bench presses and shit. So he, he pulls Liam Neeson off the side of the cliff, carries him down to the village, gives him to the villagers. And is like, I'm leaving. I'm or leaving. maybe watch my friend. I'm worried about him. I have to go home and I don't know, do stuff. And maybe we don't really have that kind of that different voice until the next one. No, I know right. he's a whiny little bitch throughout my movie, so I'm making him a whiny little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say he's like, you know, maybe he's able to pull him up just like that, just because he's Batman. <laughs> it's the first moment. Why, why? 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 How did? How did you do that? Well, because I'm Batman. Was it because like he was your father figure and he told you that you didn't? kill your parents and he was the only one that made you feel that it was okay so yeah I there's a lot going on you, you gotta think maybe it's that that thing that you know they're a baby strapped under a car or someone can lift it up that type of thing yeah sure so we go into um what do you call it arkham <laughs> asylum and <laughs> All uh, right, fuck me though dr crane is is working with victor zaz who's a stabby stabby guy Ooh, scary scary have you meet my friend this is uh whatever so oh no wait come 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 meet falcone oh uh, i'm working with somebody whatever so, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Doc, I, I want to fuck my, uh, my dog, and I want to murder my mother. What's up? I'm crazy. Can I get out of here? <laughs> well, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. So uh, Dr. Crane is basically, a, you know, wonderfully portrayed by this Irishman. And uh, from the cartoons, I recall, not, not, not a lot of comic ex, uh, exposure by me, except for the, uh, the oh, God, I forget. I've got, I've got the whole thing, too where everybody escapes from Arkham and then Batman dies from Kane and then the, the robot Batman comes. I've got that whole run and the scarecrow is cool in that one, but his whole purpose here is, Oh yeah. You think you're a big, powerful, mean mafia guy. I'm a psychiatrist. I own you motherfucker. Have you met my friend? Hits him with the fear toxin, scares the shit out of him. Ah! All right. Um, I think he's going to have to stay with me. He's a bit weird. Wow. You were really, <laughs> really jumped to that really quick. I'm trying to cut through shit, dude. There's a lot to get through. I <laughs> think, about Zaz. I don't think he's talking about Falcone. No, Zaz, it's Zaz, they start out with Zaz and, and he goes through the scene and then Rachel challenges Crane like, oh, you're not, you know, you're fucking with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm doing my job, whatever. Crane moved out to the asylum for the next guy. And then, you know, due to uh, Falcone's influence, he gets Crane to, to see him. I'm just jumping through nonsense. Like, we don't need to have the scene with Rachel in the hallway. You guys... You tell me I take two extensive notes when I try and jump I through think, shit. You're like, I you think Jake is John. thinking that you're missing the whole, you know, Batman's introduction. I, I thought I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the private jet Ooh. thing with Alfred. And Alfred reveals Bruce has been away for seven years, is, is, is legally declared dead, and that he's got to uh, go to Wayne Enterprises. And, and Oh, I'm sorry, I did miss that. Um uh, Alfred jokes that Bruce wants a cheeseburger and the Rolls Royce, so they go to Burger King and then he has a press conference. Oh, wait, no, that's Iron Man. Um, <laughs> so Bruce explains to Alfred uh, his plan is, is to, to fight Gotham's underworld by taking on a new persona, which all criminals will fear. And then we cut to the courtroom. Thank you. Uh, keep me Keeping me on my toes. Master Wayne, you've been gone a long time. Yes, I have. You look very fashionable, apart from the mud. Are you coming back to Gotham for long, sir? As long as it takes. I'm going to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. In the Depression, your father nearly bankrupted Wayne Enterprises combating poverty. He believed that his example could inspire 
the wealthy of Gotham to save their city. Did it? Anyway, their murder shocked the wealthy and the powerful into action. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. What symbol? Something elemental, something terrifying. I assume that as you're taking on the underworld, this symbol is a persona to protect those you care about from reprisals. You're thinking about Rachel? Actually, sir, I was thinking of myself. Have you told anyone I'm coming back? I just couldn't figure the legal ramifications of bringing you back from the dead. Dead? You've been gone seven years. You have me declared dead? Well, actually, it was Mr. Earl. He's taking the company public. He wanted to liquidate your majority shareholding. Those shares are worth quite a bit of money. Well, that's a good thing I left everything to you, then. Quite so, sir. And you can borrow the rolls if you like. Just bring it back with a full tank. Uh, now we're back in Wayne Manor, and Bruce begins to work out what happened uh, since he was away. And he figures out that uh, the, the, there's bats flying around. He finds the bat cave, goes downstairs, like, oh, I can do something with this. This is pretty cool. What uh, the fuck? And, and the Batcave is really cool in this movie because it's you yeah. got like big, huge archways that so seemingly are pain. holding up the fucking house. So when somebody built this, it was very much on purpose that they forgot about the cave. Well, it used to be a fucking coal mine, wasn't it? Oh, was it, Michael? I don't know if it's coal. If it's fucking, you know, there they, they were young children down there that they, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't good, though, because the history of Gotham is ugly. This is true, though. So I don't know what the Batcave was. Was it ugly? Were there, were there little children mining shit back there? Were there were there, were there there Waynes in the past who were ugly and horrible? Check out your Arkham uh, Asylum games and, and come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce, to his side, you know, he's going to announce his return uh, in Wayne uh, Enterprises. Back entrance in the, in the, in the uh, boardroom, right? And... Uh, uh, the, the the Rutger Hauer guy is clearly shocked and he warns him that he cannot prevent the company from going public. Uh, and Bruce explains that uh, he's not bothered by this and that all he wants is a job, you know, preferably in applied sciences. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let me set you up with my old homeboy, Lucius Fox. You know, hey, this is the guy who used to run the company. And, uh, you know, just just keep him distracted for a while, Lucius. Sure. Good to meet you. And now we've got the true mentor. Sure, Alfred's a good mentor, but here's another one. It's like in the Ramayana when uh, Rama meets uh, Vishwamitra and then Agastya. I'm telling you, you got your mentor that gives you information, then you got your guy that gives you all the good weapons. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you want me to go Greek? Uh, we can go with Athena, who gives you the wisdom, and then Vulcan, who gives you the weapons. I think I just went Greek and Roman there. Hey, you've got multiple mentors. So we go through all the cool stuff that Lucian Fox does and... Um, all the, you know, the cool uh, applied sciences that he can work with. And, you know, the Army didn't think we could use this, and the Army didn't think we could use that. So we've got a Batmobile. We've got a bat suit. Oh, for spelunking. <laughs> I want to go spelunking. <laughs> it's not called the Batmobile. It's called the Tumblr. So with this new, uh, you know, couple, you know, experimental equipment, he continues to explore the Batcave and, um, finds a you know lower foundations over here and over there. And Bruce uh, begins to modify his battle suit. And, you know, figuring out a you know. Oh hey. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> 
Um, long story short, Batman's in the dock, stops a drug deal. Commissioner Gordon's all over it. And, um, you know, then we move on. Rachel is, is on the monorail and, and they got to figure shit out with the two of Falcone's thugs. And there's a fight and, and she tries to tase one of them. And Batman shows up and stops him. You've got to take over the city and do cool stuff. And I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about this just before you came back on. But, yo, his voice in this one's really not too bad. I mean, I mean, OK, you can kind of tell a little bit. There's a little bit of Christian Bale in there, but. You know, it sounds like what a Batman voice should sound like. Right. I mean, in, in the first movie, it's it's subtle, and then it gets worse. Well, it gets more prominent. I mean, say what you will, Scott. The whole idea of having a voice modulator for Ben Affleck was a good idea. DA's office decides they got some information now um, from the Batman to prosecute Falcone, and they're going to do so. Um, three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Alfred wakes up Bruce. We do some push-ups. He's got some shit going on and he's like, oh yeah, no, we're good. These bruises are bad ideas. You better figure something out, blah, blah, blah. All right. So I'm going to fuck bitches and, uh, live the good life. I'm going to go to restaurants and sit in ponds and shit and just make a fool of myself <laughs> to put a cover over what I'm doing. Um, cool. Uh, takes Alfred's advice to the extreme, starts uh, going to Wayne Enterprises, partying in hotels, female escorts. Uh, Bruce kicked out of the bathing firm. Yeah, like I said, uh, there's a meeting. Uh, Rachel first team since returning from China, although he tries to convince her uh, the, the first time they see each other that he's trying to act. He, this isn't really him. Um, it's not who I, uh, I am underneath, but it's who you uh, what you do that defines you. It's your actions like your dad said, Bruce, feel bad about yourself. Jesus Christ. No, dude, too much. Um, fuck it. Long story short, he takes on the mob. Uh, what? Fights him, beats him up, uh, wins. Gordon requests reinforcements. Uh, the, 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 the riot, the police are already on the island. There's no one left. It's the sun. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck, man. Who cares? This movie is so complicated. <laughs> we have time. It's 9.30. Um, all right, so here's the long story short that fucking uh, Ra's al Ghul wants to pop back into Gotham and release the fear toxin with the help of uh, Dr. Scarecrow. Bruce doesn't want that to happen. There's one scene where he breaks in. Uh, is it is it the hospital or is it the, the police station with all the bats? And he hits the thing on his heel. Uh, gets Rachel. It's in the asylum. Or is it the station? See, I don't know which one it is. No, it's, the, it's Arkham Asylum because Rachel was just poisoned. Right, in the basement and all that shit. And so then we get the, that really cool uh, hallucination Batman gives uh, Dr. Crane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Crane's not in it at the moment. Please leave a message. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there, there's a guy who knows his, his, his psychedelics. Like, he's, he's giving his patients some shit, but he also knows what he's doing. So I can't answer your intimidation techniques right now. I'm feel, like, like, he was not the guy in DARPA in the 1960s who was jumping out the window. He was the guy who was like, fuck you and your government shit, dude. I feel so good right now. You guys gave me LSD for free? This is great. What have you been doing here? Who are you working for? So, yeah, they're, they're putting the uh, the fear toxin in the water supply and you have to, you know, hit it with a microwave so that it, it uh, uh, what's the word, Aer aerosol, air, becomes, you know, airborne. 
Um, and they go to his, his house and he's having a party and all of the people are there and, and Ra's al Ghul shows up like, no, I'm, I'm Ra's al Ghul, Liam Neeson. And the speech that he gives to the whole crowd is what's going to happen throughout the rest of the movie. Fuck all of you, you fucking pieces of shit. You don't like me. He, everything, I, I don't have it pulled up, but everything that he says is, is mapping out the rest of the, the trilogy. And um, down. yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, there were a few things he said in there. You know, he calls them all two-faced. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it maps out everything. You guys are the ones in charge. Yep. And so um, he gets him to, to all leave his mansion. And he gets into a fight with the uh, the, the League of Shadows and, and loses. And gets a, a big old uh, beam of fire put across his chest. And Alfred helps him out. They go downstairs. Go to um, all the bloody push-ups. You can't push up one bloody beam. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit insulted there, Jake. I am trying to listen uh, patiently, and I hear you trying to make fun of the way that I talk. (laughs) (laughs) All those bloody push-ups. You can't push up one bloody bait. And the way that he looks at him, good acting, right? You fuck you. That that's the mentor. Like that's my job is to motivate you. All right, so um, cuts off all the bridges, all the tunnels, all the access. Nobody can you know get in or out except for the tumbler, and he jumps through. And, uh, you know, long story short, there's the, the really cool scene, the ordeal, uh, where he's got to fight through the fog of, of everybody trying to kill each other like it's, you know, the Kingsman in the fucking church. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> another reference to something that everybody always does. Yeah, so Rachel finds a little kid on the street and, and keeps him safe, and, and the scarecrow is on a horse having a fucking ball. That dude is tripping nuts, and he is, this is my world. <laughs> like, oh, my God, if I could choose to be anybody in a movie ever... It would be Dr. Scarecrow in the, in, in the final act of this scene, because before he's arrested, he is a he is a golden god. You would even enjoy being tased in the face. <laughs> Taser face! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be electrifying. <clears throat> anyway, but I'm pumped. Um, so yeah, Scarecrow isn't even really the villain. So we get uh, the the um, the what do you call it? The, the elevated train. We return back to that that you know Bruce and his dad were on. That Rachel was on, and now oh. Ducard, Roz is on, and that's the death of Gotham. If he gets that thing to the hub, it'll get to the entire you know whatever. And who is the actor? That's the old man sitting there talking about. Oh, we gotta we gotta wear this. He looks like Grandpa fucking Munster, but it's not him, and he looks so familiar. Oh. Somebody find out who that is. Look it up and let me know. So anyway, uh, Bruce blows a bomb, does some some air pressure, throws out a window over here, so he throws the bomb out over his shoulder to, to decapitate the train or whatever. And he's like, I don't have to kill you, but I also don't have to save you. And so there's a big conversation online about whether or not he actually killed him. And, oh, Batman can't do that. No, 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 no. You look at Kierkegaard, you look at Kant, you look at fucking Lao Tzu, you look at all the philosophers throughout history. Inaction versus action. What should he have done? Willis... Did he murder not, him or not? He he murdered him. He ain't had no choice because he wasn't going to move anyway. So it was yeah. either him or uh, 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 saving the train. So that was the end of that. So practically speaking, he couldn't reach him in time and then jump out the way. Right, basically. Okay. I also think, like, if he did save him, he would have obviously tried to do that again. So you got to die. You would have kept trying to kill everybody in Gotham, dude. I can't help you. I got to go. Jesus throws his arms out like Jesus, and he, and he lives. Um, roll credits. Right? That's the end of the movie. Oh, no. There's <laughs> that cool scene where uh, Gordon shoots out the, the, the beams with the Batmobile. Awesome. Gordon. 
Gordon gets to drive the Batmobile, which is a lot of fun. And then he quotes um, uh, Will Smith. I have got to get me one of these. <laughs> true. Um, let's see. Next day, uh, the bastard arrives at Wayne Enterprises to chair the meeting. He finds out Fox is in charge because, <laughs> fuck you, I got your job. Um, oh, and things I forgot to mention that during board meetings, Bruce was asleep. Or is that the night? Those are the, the, the later yeah. movies, right? Later movies. Uh, drunken billionaire, movie, yeah. drunken billion, billionaire burns down home um, and uh, takes call from Earl. Asks the authority, Bruce can decide uh, who runs Wayne Enterprises. Bruce states that he is the owner. Earl reminds him that the company has gone public, and Bruce explains, oh, yeah, I bought it all. Um, didn't you get the memo? <laughs> I'm the majority <laughs> shareholder. Um, he goes to, you know, uh, get down with Rachel and, and, and kind of be real with her, like, oh, I'm, I'm Batman. This is who I am. And she's like, well, cool. I appreciate that, but now I can't ever be with you because you just told me that you're Batman. Fuck! Son of a bitch! I'm just being honest with you. I want to <laughs> be with you forever. <laughs> and now you're telling me that because I'm honest with you, I can't be with you? you Fucking kidding me? You fucking bitch. So they're walking through the rubble of Wayne Manor. Um, blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's adorable. So that night, Batman meets Gordon, who reveals that he has recently been made lieutenant. Oh, good for you. And then this new guy who's a bit of a dick, and uh, he leaves a calling card. And it's from a deck of cards. And it's the Joker. We will. We can bring Gotham back. What about escalation? Escalation. We start carrying semi-automatics, they buy automatics. We start wearing Kevlar, they buy armor-piercing rounds. Yeah. And you're wearing a mask, jumping off rooftops. Now take this guy Armed robbery, double homicide, got a taste for the theatrical like you, leaves a calling card. I'll look into it. I never said thank you. And you'll never have to. And now we will legitimately roll credits. All right, boys. Aside from my terrible rundown and our um, <laughs> internet issues, which again, as a teacher of remote students who get kicked in and out of calls all the time, you got to have some leeway. You got to be patient with me. Well, so what'd you think of Batman Begins? Well, to start off with just being a plain origin story. You know, we've seen it a million times. They put a different twist on it, and they added Rachel Ghoul to the story, which was an interesting twist to see them adding him in so early in Batman's career was something different and cool. It was an excellent movie establishing Batman's world without it being corny or too comic booky. So it's a classic. I give it about a nine. I was going to say, I, I had this whole thing thought up for the rating system for, for the guests. Like, you could just do, like, a one through five. That's pretty much our scale. Well, I guess i give it a four then. So you'd give it a pretty good. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I own this movie. Uh, I bought it in a triple pack with all the... Or the other two uh, Batman movies, and let's just say this is this is my second most watched of the three. Um, you know, it, it's the same old origin story you see a million times. You've seen it in the fucking video games and the movies, and it's you know, but you know, it's it's not really 
you know, that big of a deal. I think the the father character in this, like, really, he did a good job. So it kind of, like, saves it, if that makes sense. Like, he, he played it off really well. And, you know, he, he saves the fact that it's okay for this to be an origin movie. But, uh, you know, I had no issue with, like, you know, uh, uh, Liam Neeson, you know, being a bad guy. You know, he's just... An Irishman doing what an Irishman does. <laughs> uh, yeah, no issues with uh, Batman's voice. Uh, uh, you know, sound normal. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this one a, uh, a pretty good. Yeah, right. All right, Jake. So, yeah, 2005, this new Batman movie's coming out. And eight years prior, well, we had Batman and Robin and... What else needs to be said about that movie, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it worked you know, within continuity of the of the universe being built by Tim Burton. It did work. So just one minute into this movie, you can just tell it is going to be a completely different tone for a Batman movie. And you know, I just love what Christopher Nolan did with this whole trilogy. You know, trying to make it more like what if Batman was in real life and all. I think his villains are more like terrorists more than just super villains. Yep. You can just see these guys actually being in real life, you know, the kind of people we would have here. And yeah, you know, fucking need superpowers to be super fucking scary. That's for damn sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, what the fucking cast yeah, we got here. I mean, you got just so much fucking. I think that's what works with this movie, too, because surrounded himself with just some very good talent and you know before this I, i've just known christian bell has patrick bateman and then yo come to see him doing batman i mean bateman and when you kind of think about like his uh, fake old bruce wayne persona almost kind of fits with the patrick bateman persona a little bit yeah, he changed his name to Bruce Wayne, and he became Batman. Right. Oh, Master Wayne, we have a little something with your past we have to talk about here. I, 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 I did kill him. He's in an island somewhere. <laughs> He's just sleeping in the closet. <laughs> He's napping. So, yeah, what we got here was like a very cool origin story for Batman and just a different take. So I'm going to go with a pretty good this is a fucking, I don't know. I mean, you keep talking about, oh, this is an origin story. It's not that bad. Like, I don't hold it as an origin story. This is 2005, everybody. Fuck you and your origin story comments. People weren't sour on origin stories until fucking, well, yeah, 2005. People hated Daredevil, and they got annoyed with all the Spider-Man reboots and shit. Okay, this was meant to be a hard reboot, a brand new take. We're looking at the Dark Knight. We're looking at Frank Miller. I don't know. Every single Batman does an origin thing, right? Because you got to know about the blah, blah, blah. That's where the superhero genre was. Superman in the 70s. There was a there was a bit of a background story there. Origin be damned. Batman in 89. There was an origin aspect of it. You had to tell where these superheroes came from. It wasn't until, you know, the awesome later years where we're like, no, just, just jump in there, Guardians. Let's figure it out. Oh, wait, no, the first 10 minutes was an origin story. People are complaining about origin stories. Yeah, there's a formula to it, sure. Like I said, it's the fucking Campbell. It's the hero's journey, ordeal, 
uh, approach, all that shit. You got your, your, your status quo. When you come back around the clock, you're back in the status quo. Well, what's cute is there's no reward in this movie. There's nothing that, that Bruce can hang on to. Like, oh, I went through all that shit. Now I get to have this because Rachel's like, fuck you. There's no fucking, um, you know, the, the, the return with the elixir where he's changed and a better man. No. At the end of the movie, he's just as fucked up as he was in the beginning. And you know how I know that? It's not more so. Because part two. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I love this movie. I'm going to go. This is an excellent movie. This is this is this is this is a good movie. God damn, I can't go best. This is a pretty damn good movie. <laughs> this is a good movie. Doesn't hold a candle to a posthumous Oscar-winning role, though. You don't have any characters in this movie that jump out the way that they would later. I mean, even, you know, when we get to Bane, you know, um, who's the villain? Well, Killian Murphy, but he's so subtle. He's so chill. He's so fucking like, ah, I'm not here right now. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I will mention that I was kind of met a little disappointed with Scarecrow a little bit because I just remember after Batman Robin, there were some rumors that the next Batman movie was going to have Scarecrow as a villain. Yeah, you know, Scarecrow's got an awesome villain, and and you know, I, I know he wasn't supposed to be the central villain, but at least we, which we got a little bit more of him in this movie. Yeah, but I, I, like, I think he played it off really well. Like, because it's I, reality based. Like you can't have a psychologist yeah. that's full on fucking manic who's going to maintain a position as a psychologist or psychiatrist. Yeah. He's got to. Yeah. Anything else for Batman Begins? No. All right, moving on. Yeah, we're going to take a uh, very short break. So people can use the bathroom, and we'll be back with the Dark Knights. I used the bathroom when my phone died twice. <laughs> <laughs>
just a freak. Like me. Nothing. No name, no other alias. Clothing is custom. Nothing in his pockets but knives and lint. Evening, Commissioner. Why so serious? Where is he? People are dying. What would you have me do? Endure. You can be the outcast. You can make the choice that no one else will face. The right choice. Gotham needs you. A little fight in here. I like that. Then you're gonna love me. Now that's more like it, Mr. Wayne. Part of the plan. Come on, help me! Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> and we're back to talk about probably the most contended vote for the best Batman movie of all time. The Dark Knight. I'm gonna need some info, boys. Jaws personified. uh, (laughs) Might be the highest rated movie we've ever done on a show. Really? Nine point zero on IMDb. Wow. I never give I never give the reading or rating. Excuse me, I always forget. Uh, But it's 2008, so this is three years after uh, the Batman Begins. This is also PG-13. My movie was two hours and 20. This is two hours and 32. You get an extra 12 minutes of Jaws popping up out of nowhere with a smile on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and a good majority of the cast returns. Christian Bale, Michael Caine. There's a glaring difference. Um, Uh, Katie Holmes can't come back. Take place a year afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 in that year, um, uh, what's her name? Rachel got some some work done, so she looks very <laughs> different. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the continuity right there. She she had some work done. Yeah, so now she goes from Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal, and let's uh, see, we got some other newcomers. We got uh, Aaron Eckhart in this movie, and uh, he's, he's a hypocrite though. He's a hypocrite in this movie. Yeah, Eric Roberts, Julia's brother. Yeah. Paul making an appearance in this movie. Father and brother? Or father? Know, what? Brother. What'd you just say? What? You think you think that that, that dude is his her her father? I, I don't know what the hell Jake said. Eric Roberts is Julie Roberts' brother. And that's okay. what he said. Yeah, that's what I heard him say. Like, what's going on? I, I heard him say it, but uh, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know much about the Roberts family, so Well Ed yeah, Roberts Ed, was, they were related in one way or another. <laughs> Emma Roberts is cross-eyed as fuck. Say <laughs> <laughs> the the best for last. He got our Joker, and this time he is played by Heath Ledger. Now, 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 I want to get some uh, input here. Uh, this was a pretty controversial choice when it was announced. So, what was everybody's like? Pretty much thoughts when this was announced. 
Well, if, what were you thinking? I was like the guy from Brokeback Mountain. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Until I seen the preview, I was like, well, he got the job right. Uh, Sean, what, what did you think? Ten things I hate about you. The Taming of the Shrew. Everybody was talking shit about, oh, the guy from the fucking, uh, what's that movie where they had modern music in the in the uh, King Arthur story? Everybody talking about, oh, that. Yes, thank you. Um, oh, the, the heart dropping this and that and all that, you know, you just said, I'm sorry. I, I knew the dude could act. I remember watching the, the, the 10 Things I Hate About You and how he portrayed that character as, you know, that kid became the Joker. Well, all those scary stories about the rumors and this and that, well, he played it up. 10 Things I Hate About You and then Dark Knight, almost a progressive character, like as a young man to an adult. So maybe this guy out in San Francisco, you know, had some sex with Julia Stiles, got involved in the Gulf War, got some weird scars and came back to Chicago angry. Uh, I like that. I look forward to it. I was happy and I was right. As uh, Scott, you, you were probably young. Do you remember what you might have thought or <laughs> No, I don't remember. I was too young to care about casting news back then. <laughs> okay, I figured, but I thought I'd ask anyway. Yeah, uh, all, yeah. All I remember is that I remember going to see it in the theater with my father, knowing that Heath Ledger had passed away just before it came out. Yeah. Right? That was a big thing, too. I remember seeing it in the theaters, thinking to myself, Jesus, am I going like, to be okay sitting through this? Yeah, so my thoughts were pretty much like everybody else. Like, oh, this guy from the uh, romantic comedies, they're picking up to play a role previously done by Jack Nicholson. But, uh, yeah, and I'll Cesar get... Romero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that fucking guy, too. I, if we also want to count him to Mark Hamill. <laughs> the best one. No. Yeah, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I'll take my thoughts for what I thought afterwards, after we get done and we get to our thoughts. So, Scott, go right ahead. This movie begins with a gang of men with clown masks breaking into the bank where the mob has a large portion of their money stashed. It begins with five clowns, each getting a cut of the spoils. They suggest that a sixth member of the gang, nicknamed the Joker, who did the planning but set out the robbery, doesn't deserve a cut. I just, you know, like, you, you hear about scenes that were left on the cutting room floor and awesome scripts that you don't see. I just, I just really hope that your notes are better than that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You started with a fucking wide shot of the fucking entire city, then you come up with the motherfuckers on the roof, and like, pop, 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 pop. All right, let's go. You ready? Yeah. And then a guy shoots a guy, and then they We're not trying to get details, Sean. You know, I know. You're right. <laughs> I know. You're right. We got so short amount of time. My fault. That's why we should have done these one at a time. We should have done these entire episode on one movie at a time. <laughs> As the robbery goes on, the clowns begin to kill each other in order to get a larger cut until a school bus crashes through the wall of the bank, killing another clown. A mob bank manager who was himself shot with an automatic weapon after he tried to Will take out the clowns start. with a shotgun, Captain yeah. Knauer. Tells the uh, the remaining clowns that he doesn't know who he's dealing with. The clown kneels down and tells the banker, I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Stranger. Right. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're going to interrupt, you got to just keep going. Like, if you're going to interrupt, you got to just start talking and let Scott shut up. Well, then removes his mask to reveal that he himself is the Joker. Joker puts a I'd grenade. I'd like to jump in right now. Um, I like when the school bus like crashes through the window and the way that the clown moves, his little sidesteps are so unique and his own thing. And it's such a brilliant actor's choice. And uh, I just want to ask, too, what does everyone think about the Joker's music in this movie? Whoa. 
Yeah, it was like Inception. It's a little bit more uh, subtler than that. It's like, eh. I just remember watching a special feature of this when I first got it on Blu-ray, and you know, it was just you know, the composer just putting uh, something simple on a violin, making that creepy noise, and it's just so simple, but it worked for this character because when that comes up, you you know he's up to something, and it ain't something good. And I like the idea that it's either one or simple, few notes, but those few notes are so versatile. Like the 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 Joker's got one note, madness, chaos. But you know what? That's pretty versatile. We could be mad or chaos in any way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing I want to ask: uh, I know the Joker has his own like laughing gas type shit. Did anybody else get like a kind of hint that that like that's what that was? I I don't know. Or like I, I, like tear gas or something. You know. I guess generic. I just thought tear gas. I don't yeah. think that. Yeah, it's just to go it was something I, I was. With this. I just thought it was a smoke yeah. bomb for distraction. Like I I tear gas. I didn't think it had any reaction whatsoever on their on their orify. It was just smoke to fuck with you because the entire beginning of this movie was explosion, boom, bang, bong. But then when I pulled the the school bus off, it's like nothing happened whatsoever. So I'm not leaving an explosion. I'm leaving just a cloud of smoke. A mist of confusion. Okay, I was just I was curious because you know the smoke was like green. Yeah, I don't so. think it was toxic. I think it was just um, like it, like hey, fuck you, I'm done now. I didn't blow your face up. Well, he puts the grenade in the banker's mouth, uh, mouth, and uh, text message go away. He uh, he ends up pulling the pin. The bus Scott, I cannot believe that you're gonna slow down this commentary because shit with your phone. How <laughs> dare you? The text message blocked what I was reading. Uh, Scott, do you not see the uh, what he's trying to say here? The irony, right? Because my phone died. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. The bus the bus pulls out with all the bank's cash and the pin pops out. It's just a gas grenade. The Joker joins a long line of school buses leaving the scene as the police arrive. Gotham is then seen at night with criminals afraid to commit crimes under the watchful sign of the bat signal projected onto the clouds. Yo, man, not tonight, bro. Look at it. He's going to be out. He's out, bro. Forget about it. You got a better chance of winning the Powerball than running into him. Hey, come on, man. Give me some drugs. Come on. I want, I want to buy some drugs. <laughs> we see Lieutenant James Gordon manning the bat signal, waiting for Batman with Detective Anna Ramirez. Who asks if he's okay. Gordon explains that it is okay uh, if he's not hoping that uh, – or asks if he's coming and, you know, that, you know hoping that – She's like, that's what she said. Somewhere else. Yeah. And then he asks about Ramirez's mother who is in the hospital. Subtle foreshadowing. Meanwhile, in a parking garage, the scarecrow, still at large after escaping Arkham Asylum, is negotiating with the Russian mob members led by the Chechen over the – Sale of some of his fear-inducing drugs. Which I think is funny because Chechnya, not Russia. Anyway. My dogs are hungry. My dogs are hungry. Yes, Jake, look, if you're going to do my accent, you must do it correctly. Okay, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you know what's something interesting I found out actually watching that this? That you're drinking again? vodka, but you haven't done the Russian accent yet tonight, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I, did I did it earlier. I did it earlier. <laughs> no, uh, the the Chechen guy, he's the the one of the villains from that show, Happy. Yes, oh. and his name is also Coster. His last name is Coster. I wonder if he's related to fucking the guy from Game of Thrones, Nikolai Coster Waldo. But yeah, he's in a bunch of shit that I am never, like, I can never remember what he's in. Hang on. Continue, Scott, because this dude is in. Let me in. Uh, Black Eye, the tuxedo. Yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. He's all, Yeah, he's in a shitload of Happy. 
And he's that kind of actor you want to see. Like, he's fucking good in everything he does. Uh, the sales interrupted when some of Gotham's citizens dressed as Batman wannabes begin shooting at the men. There's as no he, difference uh, between you and me. As he yeah. gasses one of the fake Batman with his mind-altering drugs from his cuff, the Scarecrow notes that they are not the real Batman because Batman would never use a gun. Suddenly, the Batmobile slash Tumblr crashes through a barricade and Scarecrow notes that's more like it. The Batmobile pre-programmed to loiter and then imitate or intimidate. Intimidate. <laughs> now I have dyslexia, You're so I'm not gonna it. I'm not gonna rag on you because I do that shit all the time. <laughs> but that Dude, word is not what you just said. Wait a minute, time out, time out, time out. Sorry what, do you, what do you stop? What's what's the Batmobile look like when it's um you know imitating criminals who are just sitting there getting beat up like oh, the fucking tires out, man. <laughs> 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 I love uh, a, a typo or flip can make that. Happen. That was that was not a Dracula. typo or flip. That was, uh, that, was I, I, that was user error, Jake. Yeah, I was trying to figure <laughs> out the right for that. Well, Scott, we love you. It's, it's a really rockets. good thing that that we did not have a good big crowd tonight, Scott, because I mean the the making fun of you is all in good love right now. If Balsack were here. Or Nudie. <laughs> oh, Nudie has fun with you. Well, fires you. rockets into a nearby office, sending the remaining mobsters running. The real Batman arrives on the scene and uh, bends the rifle barrel of one of the wannabe Batman uh, before knocking him out. Technology. The Chechen sends his Rottweilers to attack the Batman, and uh, Batman saves them. He takes the uh, dogs out after being badly bitten in the arm. Jerk, the, dude. Just just handle the dogs. like They're puppies. Be, sit. Good boy. I have to go over here now. That's what that should have been like. That scene should have been handled better. Scarecrow uh, attempts to flee in a white van, but Batman uh, jumps onto the van and begins cutting into the side with uh, his device called the Mangler. Uh, Scarecrow swerves into a support, which sends Batman to the ground. As Scarecrow gets away uh, down a spiraling passageway, Batman leaps onto the roof of his van, smashing it to a halt. He leaves the uh, the fake Batman and uh, Scarecrow along with some of the mobsters tied up together for the police to eventually round up. I'm not wearing not... hockey pants. <laughs> when one of the imposters says he's trying to help, Batman harshly tells him he doesn't need any. Not my diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. I love that dude. He's in all three of these movies. Yes, as he well is. he should be. And in the third one, we'll get to the glorious position that he takes as a result of his awesomeness in the first two. Uh, Gordon arrives at the bank the Joker held up earlier with Ramirez, who shows him the Joker's picture from a security camera. Batman arrives to inspect the scene, nothing that they have uh, irradiated, noting that they have irradiated the drug money to make it easier to trace. When Gordon asks him if the Joker is a threat, Batman informs him that he cannot worry about one man when there is an entire mob to bring down. That is something he, he probably wishes he had taken a, you know, a better look at. Yeah, well, yeah, he does that immediately. Uh, we get a shorter movie. <laughs> <laughs> the next day is I mean you don't know that some men just want to watch the whole world done. Michael, See, now he's you're talking. Doing... <laughs> Michael, he's talking. Michael, God is talking, Michael, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The next day, as Bruce Wayne stitches himself up from the dog bite, Alfred offers his concerns, warning Bruce to know his limits. He notices Bruce uh, keeping a close watch on newly appointed district attorney Harvey Dent via some computer screens. As Bruce is uh, trying to decide whether or not Dent can be trusted, um, Alfred wonders if he is really spying on the relationship that Rachel Dawes has developed with Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent arrives in court to join Rachel Dawes in prosecuting mobster Salvatore Maroney, the alleged new leader of the Falcone crime family. They're not prosecuting, they're persecuting. That dude didn't do anything. He's just a stand-up Italian-American in the community. All right, Tony Soprano, come down. <laughs> One of uh, Maroney's men takes the fall in court and attempts to shoot Dent from the witness stand. The gun doesn't Which go is off. one of the awesomest scenes ever. Like, I did not expect this scene to be so badass. <laughs> because, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they establish that Dent was a Marine or something or a soldier? And so it was like a subtle little thing that he would know how to do that, disarm and, and, and do all that thing. Hostile, I'll know. show you hostile. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the gun does go off. Dent punches the man before, you know, he's hauled off to jail. Maroney is eventually set free to the dismay of Dent. Dent meets uh, Lieutenant Gordon, and after a short exchange of words, they both express their distrust for those that are working in each other's offices. Harvey interrogates Gordon over his involvement with the Batman, and Harvey tells him he wants to meet him. Dun, 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 dun. It is. It became like Batman uh, Law and Order when they were arguing about my branch arrests the people. Well, I don't trust your branch whose job it is to bring them to justice. Dun, dun. Gordon requests search warrants for five banks that are believed to be holding the remainder of the mob's money. Denta agrees to back Gordon's search warrants, forming a tenuous trust with the honest Gordon, who in turn hails Dent as Gotham's White Knight. While Dent questions Gordon about another nickname they had for him when he was with uh, Internal Affairs, a nickname Gordon claims to have no knowledge of. Hmm, but we I will what learn that could later. Be. Hmm, what nickname could they give this Harvey Dent well, guy? What, what what do they do on internal affairs? Anybody know what internal affairs is all about? They investigate cops who are supposedly who are like they? They're, po they're police officers who investigate police officers, right? Yeah. So they're not well liked by police officers. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's his background. Well, Lucius Fox holds a board meeting at Wayne Enterprises negotiating a joint venture with Lau, the head of Lau Secretary Investments based in Hong Kong. After the meeting with Lau, Wayne expresses his reservations with Lucius Fox about Lau's business operation, apparently illegally uh, based on their profits. Uh, after agreeing to cancel the deal, Wayne asks Fox for a new suit. He explains that he needs to be lighter and faster in case he runs into any more guard dogs and that he wants to be able to turn his head when backing out of the driveway. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, then this is something that's a big deal. Like, you know, you realize in the Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney movies, you know, whenever Batman had to turn around, he just had to turn his whole body and not his head. Yeah, yeah. I, made, I'm, I made a comment of it earlier. I, apparently, then in Batman Begins, he also wasn't able to turn his head. Yeah, that too. Right? So that's a really good point. That night, Harvey dines out with Rachel. Harvey tells Rachel he had to uh, make a reservation weeks earlier and even that uh, needed to uh, exercise his influence to get a table at the very fashionable restaurant. Yeah, you special little boy, aren't you? Well, yes, you're, you're a very pretty girl, Harvey. Okay, let's go out to dinner now, you fucking asshole. 
Yes. Try to get reservations at Dorsey us now, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce and his date, the prima ballerina for the Russian ballet, encounter Rachel and Harvey. Bruce has them pull a table together so that they can dine together. Well, wait, wait, Harvey, wait, wait, that, he owns think... the restaurant. Okay, so so you don't you just okay, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Start no, I'm word. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you to stop interrupting me. Yeah, yeah, Bruce, point, Bruce seems jealous and threatened by Harvey based on the fact that, you know, he's dating his own love interest. But Harvey explains how he supports the work of Batman and appreciates his help. Bruce changes his tone and informs Harvey, Harvey that he intends to throw a massive fundraiser for him. You Meanwhile, die, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Meanwhile, probably one of the best scenes in this film. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, all all the top mob members are having a private meeting in a restaurant kitchen in broad daylight because their inside sources and the police, you know, they were aware that the banks that their money were stashed in uh, were going to be searched. Lau appears to them on a television monitor from his plane on his way back to Hong Kong. He informs the mob that all their money has already been moved to a single secure location. Just as Lieutenant Gordon and company are searching the banks, finding nothing but irradiated trace money. Uh, when the Chechen expresses concern over the man with the clown makeup stealing $68 million from one of their banks, Maroney dismisses him as nothing but a nobody. Suddenly, the Joker enters the room. Ha 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 ha. Ho ho ho. Like Jaws, man. Right? We're in the middle of a scene where something's going on. We're talking about finances. We're talking about loyalty. We're talking about fuck you, fuck you across the table. People are about to fight, and then the door opens, and everything changes. It's as though a shark has just swam into the air of the room. The entire atmosphere changes, and a you know a goon walks up to him, and he's like, you want to see a magic trick? He sticks a pencil in the table. Which I really don't understand this because it looks Physics, like the pencil right? tip goes down. <laughs> well, yeah, he puts the eraser and in his eye up. or his nose, right? Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa, don't spoil it yet. What happened? Oh, my God. Scott, we're just trying to have a conversation. I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah, and he ends up you know, killing the, the goon by way of a magic trick. Oh, I mean, I can remember first time going to see this movie like the entire crowd erupted. When that happened was, whoa! <laughs> Same <Ta-da>. here. <laughs> it's, it's gone. And I thought my jokes were bad. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? I'm going to make this pencil. Disappeared. It's it's gone. Oh, and by the way, the suit, it wasn't cheap. You ought to know you bought it. Sit. I want to hear proposition. These cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? Did your, your balls drop off? Hmm? You see, a guy like me... Freak. A guy like me... Look, listen. I know why you choose to have your little group therapy sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. 
See, Batman has shown Gotham your true colors, unfortunately. Dent, he's just the beginning. And, and as for uh, the television's so-called plan, Batman has no jurisdiction. He'll find him and make him squeal. I know the squealers when I see them. And what do you propose? It's simple. We uh, kill the Batman. <laughs> if it's so simple, why haven't you done it already? If you're good at something, never do it for free. How much you want? Uh, half. <laughs> you're crazy. I'm not. No, I'm not. If we don't deal with this now, soon, little uh, gamble here won't be able to get a nickel for his grandma. Enough from the clown! Let's not blow this out of proportion. You think you could steal from us and just walk away? Yeah. I'm putting the word out. 500 grand for this clown dead. A million alive. So I can teach him some manners first. Alright, so listen. Why don't you give me a call when you want to start taking things a little more seriously? Here's my card. It is a moment. I mean, it's it's one of those stunning moments that it, when he walked in, he he knew what he was going to do. He, he had a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. He Stop. demanded the attention of everybody. <laughs> and and knew how to get out of it. And and motherfucker, like you say. So when he slammed the pencil into the table, I've worked in kitchens. That's a steel table that he's on or not. I don't know. How, like fuck it. The movie is the movie. The the, the pencil's there, but. The cool, the cool thing is that he gets there, and 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 my, one of my favorite persons in this movie is what's his name, Malcolm Jai White, from fucking all the brilliant uh, kung fu movies. He did some with Jackie, uh, not not Jackie Chan, fucking uh, uh, come on, gently. And he's like, oh, someone someone go and kill this motherfucker. And so his goon gets up next to him, is like, oh yeah, you got it, boss. I'm gonna go take care of him, just like routine shit. And as the goon is approaching him, he's like, you guys want to see a magic trick? Slam! I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. <laughs> see, it's gone. <laughs> so the thing about it was the visual showed you the uncomfortableness, and one person's like, "Go, go take care of that." And the Joker read it, saw it, prepared for it, ended it, moved on with a joke. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he sits down and talks with the mob about how pathetic they've become since Batman came around. He tells hey. them. Their one solution is to kill the Batman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he offers to do so for half of the mob's money. He warns them about Lao, saying he knows a squealer when he sees one. I can smell him. This guy. So I, I'm going to pause this right here. There is the biggest theory that the Joker in this movie is a war veteran. Like, he's suffering from PTSD, and he's just, you know, the shit he saw in the war just fucked him up. Well, it goes beyond suffering from PTSD at this point. This this, this is um, a PTSD in combination with sociopathy and, and, and then, you know, some full-on, what I like to call the Dennis method. <laughs> <laughs> the Dennis system? Yeah, no, I like, I, um, I, I, I see that theory, I appreciate that theory, it's... It, it matches. It's 2008 when this movie came out also, which is a transition between the, the particular administration that was a part of that whole history versus 
moving forward, what are we going to do? Which, when we get into the next movie, we can talk about, which Scott might not let me. <laughs> <laughs> but the commentary on these movies is, is very much what was happening in the time. And the idea that the Joker was uh, just madness, running wild for, for, for madness's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting you know concept. If you haven't looked it up on YouTube, there's some pretty good videos on it. Definitely uh, recommend checking it out. I mean, all of his decisions are tactical. He says, I, I don't have a plan, but everything he does seems to, to work out in favor of his survival and his um, mission, shall we say. You don't necessarily need a plan for that when you're trained for years Spoiler how alert. to do it. The interrogation room, you never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. Yeah. Like what that. Doing. <laughs> yeah. It's just... You know, things I, I thought, you know, you guys would have well, a say in. I, I want to get to one theory about that. So, like, well, one thing that helped that theory a little later in the movie. So I'll simply say right now that just um, it would make sense if he was in a complete mental state of trauma. I mean, he clearly suffered head trauma. Look at the scars <laughs> on his face. He might not realize that he had that training. He might not be a cognizant person who is aware of his training, and he might believe, I'm just a dog running around after a fucking car. But still, behaving and completing all, yeah, all the protocol necessary to be successful in catching that car and ripping oh, that tire off. What if I caught it? I just know how to catch it. And once I catch <laughs> it, I have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I think that I think that theory holds a lot of water. I think we're talking Niagara Falls worth of water falling over that. Well, Lau turns off his monitor. The mob laughs, and as one of the uh, the mobsters, Gamble, rises from his seat and threatens the Joker, the Joker opens his coat, exposing grenades. Gamble tells the Joker that he's putting a price on his head. The Joker tells the mob that when uh, they plan to take things a little more seriously, give him a call, and presents them with his card, a Joker playing card. And with that, he exits, but wait, not wait, before wait. warning that Batman will come for Lau. So isn't, he, isn't there a thing where, where he's like, wait, you, you expect to just say all that and fucking just leave? And he's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is what I remember from watching it in the theaters. That is the explosion that I remember of laughter from my fucking audience. Like, that was, like, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, I just did. Academy also, Award winning moment right there. <laughs> I, I just love like uh, you know they're saying it got a cheap suit and he's like ah suit wasn't cheap yeah no you bought it. <laughs> <laughs> now is that a troll? Is he trolling them or is he just fucking showing them the mirror like yo do you think that I look like shit? This is your fucking sins coming back to haunt you. <laughs> well, Harvey Dent with Gordon they light the bag. Uh, bat signal to meet with Batman, who appears as Dent and Gordon blame one another for the money's disappearance due to leaks from corrupt officers in the other's departments. They explain to Batman that they need Lau back, realizing that Batman is under no one's jurisdiction. They want to make him talk and give up all of the mob members' names. Batman agrees and disappears. He does that. Fox shows Wayne uh, his new suit, and Wayne begins planning an impromptu trip to Hong Kong. Fox with will sexy accompany. Ladies. Fox will accompany him, making it look like the only reason for his visit was to cancel the negotiation with Lau's company. Well, sometimes you've just got to go and get your dick wet. Holy shit, Morgan Freeman, ladies and gentlemen. It's so good to see you. How are you? It's uh, wonderful to be here. 
and I had sex with many Russian ballerinas. Well, Morgan, you sound so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe been... Morgan has a has a cold too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Gamble is playing pool with some of his associates until one of them informs him that a group of hoodlums have killed the Joker and have the body. The body is brought in covered in a bag, and as Gamble is about to pay, the Joker rises up and holds a knife to his face while his men hold guns to his associates' heads. The Joker tells a story about how he got his scars from his father, who was a drinker and a fiend. One night he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy doesn't like that, so she grabs the kitchen knife. He doesn't like that. Ah, fuck, I don't remember the rest. (laughs) He takes the knife to her, laughing as he does it. And he turns to me, and he says, Why so serious? Jake, you do a really good impression of the um, how it should have ended, Joker. Like, I feel like I'm at the fucking villain's pub right now. That was awesome. <laughs> Comes to me with the knife. Why so serious? Six the blade in my mouth. What's but a smile on that face? And why so serious? You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So, me watching, he takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. He turns to me, and he says, why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile on that face. And... Why so serious? is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. So which of you fine gentlemen would like to join our team? Oh, there's only one spot open right now, so we're going to have tryouts. Make it fast. And credits roll. And he kills Gamble. Uh, He offers the three surviving associates an opportunity to join his team, but he has only one opening. He leaves the three with the halves of a broken, sharp pool stick and no choice but to fight each other for their lives. I call this one, we're looking for aggressive expansion. I love that line (laughs) so fucking much when he breaks the fucking pool cue and throws it on the ground. There's two shards of a pool cue and three dudes, aggressive expansion. That's a good joke. That's what, a good but how joke. he says it, too, like so many different tones. Aggressive expansion. I said I call it, and then you did it anyway. <laughs> I did it just fine. I had all of the tones, the million, like a fine glass of wine, motherfucker. You could hear what I did. 
Meanwhile, Fox arrives in Hong Kong to meet with Lau. He checks in his uh, mobile phone at the front desk at Lau's building, as there are no cell phones allowed on the premises. Uh, Fox meets with Lau and informs him of Wayne Enterprises' plans to cancel negotiations with his company. However, he secretly keeps one cell phone in his pocket, which he has adapted to produce a sonar map of the surrounding area. Upon leaving the building, he does not pick up the phone he dropped off, and he produces the map of the building to Bruce Wayne. That night, the phone that Fox left at the front office or the front desk emits a high frequency that shuts down all power in the EMP. Batman uh, crashes in through a window in Lau's office, and after a vicious fight with some of his guards, grabs Lau and escapes by sending a balloon attached to a cable to a plane he has chartered flying over Lau's building. Metal Gear Solid Part 3. Skyhooking. Yep. Uh, Back in Gotham, Lau is interrogated by Rachel with Denton Gordon looking on. Rachel presses him to give them the money. Lau is taken, but Lau will not give in. After she threatens to give uh, or to have him move to the county lockup, Lau tells her that he can give them the names of the mobsters and their pooled investments. Denton realizes that they will have the leverage they need in a RICO case of conspiracy to link all of the mob members together. Uh, Gordon... Gordon decides to keep Lau in his holding cell at the major case unit building, the MCU building. But this is the DCU. I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Lau agrees to cooperate with the police and give the names of the mob members. Gordon appears at uh, Maroney's restaurant as the, uh, the police rush in to arrest all of the mob members in attendance. As all of the mob members that Lau informed the police are uh, rounded up for arraignment. Judge uh, Janet Cirillo finds a Joker card in the middle of the stack of conviction papers. Uh-oh. Dent gives a televised impromptu interview denying Batman's involvement while expressing gratitude for the police work in bringing the mob members to justice. Dent, Gordon, and Commissioner Loeb meet with the mayor to uh, tell him that Dent's rash indictment of the mob members will give the mayor clean streets for 18 months. The mayor informs Dent that his brash actions will bring down the full might of Gotham's underworld and corrupt citizens slowly upon him. Or solely upon him. When uh, the mayor asks if Dent is ready to be the city's target, the dead body of a Batman wannabe hanging by a noose slams against the mayor's <laughs> window, dressed up in a Batman suit with makeup on his face like the Joker's. Catcher's ch- chest plate from some complete, fucking Little League game. Complete with the sides of the mouth sliced into a grin and with a Joker card pinned to him reading, Will the real Batman please stand up? And man, I just want to say, I just remember when that scene was building up. You know, you got the mayor at the window talking and you got that big old open face. Me being a horror movie fan, I'm just thinking, you know, in most horror movies, that means there's a big old jump scare coming up. But (laughs) this is not a horror movie, so I don't think that, like, oh, everybody Uh, jumped in the movie. I'll admit, I I jumped when that happened. I wasn't expecting it. That was fucking loud. (laughs) That was beautiful. Alfred, watch on as a videotape is played on the news of the Joker tormenting the wannabe before killing him. He then <laughs> promises that until Batman takes off his mask and shows who uh, shows everyone who he really is, people will die every day. Uh, so, you think Batman's made Gotham a better place? Hmm? Hmm? Look at me. Look at me! Be aware, the image is disturbing. Tell them your name. Right. 
Are you the real Batman? No. No? No. No. <laughs> then why do you dress up like him? <laughs> He's a symbol. We don't yeah. have to be afraid of scum like you. Yeah. You do, Brian. You really do. Huh? Yeah. Oh, shush, 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 shush. So you think Batman's made Gotham a better place? Hmm? Look at me. Look at me! See, this is how crazy Batman's made Gotham. You want order in Gotham. Batman must take off his mask and turn himself in. Oh, and every day he doesn't, people will die. Starting tonight. I'm a man of my word. As <laughs> uh, dense... Uh, fundraiser at Wayne's penthouse gets underway. Rachel and a nervous den arrive and mingle. Wayne arrives with three models via helicopter and seeks out Harvey, whom he applauds and throws his full support behind claiming, I believe in Harvey Dent. I believe in Harvey Dent. Minutes later, Rachel meets with uh, Bruce on the balcony, upset that Bruce is making fun of Dent, but uh, Bruce tells her that he truly believes in Harvey and that he could be the white knight that will allow him to hang up his mantle as Batman. So that they can be together. Uh, Irony Dent, inbound. Dent joins them to uh, thank Bruce and retrieve Rachel. Uh, meanwhile, Gordon discovers that there are three traces of DNA on the Joker card from Commissioner Loeb, Harvey Dent, and Judge Cirillo. The judge that is trying. How did you know that DNA? He's trying all of the mob members and found the card among the paper. Gordon takes this as a threat on their lives and begins preparations to protect them. In the case of the judge and Commissioner Loeb, however, this fails. The judge's car blows up when the police arrive to take her into protective custody, and Commissioner Loeb dies of severe poisoning from his liquor bottle before Gordon can stop him from drinking. Scotch will kill. I think he put, like, acid in there or something? I don't know. It, it, it effervesces terrifyingly. Dent uh, takes Rachel uh, Rachel aside to uh, ask her to marry him, but she is torn and cannot give him an answer. Bruce subdues Dent and locks him in a <laughs> Rachel watches in shock. He fucking walks up behind him and chokes him out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Look, I'm just trying to establish that I'm the guy that you need. This is the guy that you're with. Fuck him. Oh, no, wait, the joke is here. We gotta go. It just reminds me of, you know, your head of security just knocked himself out. <laughs> Back from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce tells uh, Rachel that uh, the Joker and his goons have come for Harvey and to stay hidden from sight. The Joker and his goons burst in, telling the guests that they are tonight's entertainment. The Joker scans the room seeking out Harvey Dent when Rachel steps forward. Because uh, the Joker is harassing and threatening people. He, I would uh, like to he... interrupt you if I could at this moment, uh, young sir. On the set, when that motherfucker came out of the elevator, I shit my pants. Uh, <laughs> if you look this up, this is real. Uh, that son of a bitch scared the fucking limey, greasy slime out of my asshole. <laughs> when he's yelling at me, I didn't know what to say. I forgot my lines, and that is real. Thank he you, uh, he grabs her and pulls a knife on her, telling her a different version of the story about how he got his scars, claiming that his wife was scarred by lone sharks and that he took a razor to himself to make her smile, but that she left him over it. Well, hello, beautiful. You must be Harvey's squeeze. And you are beautiful. 
Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Come here. Hey, look at me. So I had a wife, beautiful, like you, who tells me I worry too much. Who tells me I ought to smile more? Who gambles and gets in deep with the sharks? Hey, one day they carve her face. We have no money for surgeries. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again. Hmm? I just want her to know that I don't care about the scars. So, I stick a razor in my mouth and do this myself. And you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. She leaves. Now I see the funny side. Now I'm always smiling. <clears throat> a little fight in you. I like that. Yeah, so I forgot to mention after the first one, like, I just remember before this movie came out, Nolan was saying, no, we're not going to have an origin story for the Joker. But, you know, we're first three. Time, <laughs> but the first time we hear that, I'm like, what? I thought there was going to be no origin story. Well, OK, whatever. It's kind of cool. And then when we hear this one, I'm like, ah, I see what you did. And of course, it ties in with one of the comics, the killing joke. It's yep. like what you have a past. I prefer it to be multiple choice. <laughs> I also like the idea that he uh, he chose um, his story based on the fears of the person before him. Something that, that he would get them. I mean, troll, whatever you want. Like, I, I see what's before me. What can I use to fuck with you the most? What's going what's gonna to give me the most giggles? Rachel kicks him away, and he comes after her saying that he likes that little fight in her when Batman shows up and says, Then you're going to love me. Let her go. And sends him reeling. A fight breaks out between Batman, the Joker, and his goons, with the Joker and the goons beating on Batman pretty well. When Batman gains the upper hand, he sees the Joker holding a gun to Rachel's head. As uh, he dangles her out of the window, Batman demands he let her go, to which the Joker replies, Very poor choice of words, and lets her fall. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> I love I love the Joker's body language when he's beating the fuck out of anybody throughout the entire movie. He's got a really wide stance and he's really low and it's all power. There's no finesse. It's just like fucking a gangster. I don't know. Like like you say, special forces, whatever you want to call it. Wide stance, fucking right hook, nothing more. He he gets that lead pipe. Boom, boom, like it's very intentional and fucking terrifying. Batman he dies out the window and saves her using his cape to slow their fall as they crash into the roof of a car on the street. The Joker apparently vanishes from the scene. The next day, Wayne tries to figure out what the Joker is after. Alfred relates a story of when he was in Burma with his friends, attempting to nullify the local criminals by bribing them with jewels. Yeah, this one I trying to say earlier, but I couldn't quite figure it out because I hadn't had a drink yet today, and my name is Michael Tate, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> But it is. That's that's the story of fucking. You know, you, you just there's always somebody worse. There's always somebody crazier. You know, you try and tell your uh, your friend who's an athlete, hey, there's always gonna be something better than you. Your friend is, like, I'm gonna be number one in the class. No, there's always gonna be somebody smarter than you. Just calm down. Find the zen of it all. No, there's some out there who want to fucking watch the world burn. One thief, however, tossed these bribes away and continued to raid the local convoys. When Bruce seems confused over his behavior, Alfred informs him that some men can't be reasoned with. 
They don't want anything matricular and that they kill for sport. Alfred observes that they just want to watch the world burn as Bruce fixates on the Joker's face on a monitor. Watch the world burn. What did you just say? Watch the world burn. Are you from New York in 1910? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Michael Caine, okay? Oh, come, come at that me, was, Kane. That, that was really good. That was excellent. That was no, no, it's not Michael. No, it's okay. He's asleep. He will passed out. Would be the phrase. Oh, you shit himself. Batman is seen on the edge of a rooftop listening into cell phone frequencies when he overhears a plot against Harvey Dent. Gordon rushes to the apartment with Ramirez and Batman to find two policemen murdered with the last names uh, Harvey no. and Dent. No! Ramirez begins to blame Batman, but Bo- uh, Gordon cuts her off as Batman removes a piece of concrete wall that contains a bullet used in the uh, murders in hopes of finding evidence. Gordon notes that the Joker has left uh, an advanced copy of tomorrow's newspaper indicating the death of the mayor. At, uh, at Wayne Enterprises, Fox meets with Wayne's accountant, Coleman Reese, who claims to know about certain problems with Wayne's funding in research and development, claiming that Wayne has some sort of government project with cell phones for the Army underway. He also uncovers Fox's designs for the Batmobile slash Tumblr. He get he uh, he tells Fox that he wants ten million per year for the rest of his life to keep this a uh, secret. Fox okay. smiles and says, "Let me get this straight. You think that your client, one of the wealthiest and most powerful men in the world, is secretly a vigilante who spends his nights beating criminals to a pulp with his bare hands? And your plan is to blackmail this person?" <laughs> well, yeah. Good luck. Well, thank you. I think I'm going to be okay. Interestingly enough, uh, there was rumor that Coleman Reese was supposed to end up playing the Riddler. Mr. Reese, you say? Mr. Reese? 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 Mystery. Mystery. (gasps) A mystery? Fox helps uh, Wayne reconstruct the bullet taken from the uh, murder scene and uh, produces a fingerprint. Fox asks him if he has reassigned the R&D department. Bruce acknowledges that he is claiming he is uh, playing this one close to the chest. Wayne traces the uh, bullet fingerprint's owner to an apartment overlooking the funeral speeches for uh, Commissioner Loeb and takes off on a motorcycle. As the uh, ceremony continues on the street below, Wayne inspects a room where he believes the Joker might be, and he finds several men tied up. They tell Wayne that their guns and uniforms are stolen. Wayne inspects binoculars pointing out of a blinded window. The window blind is connected to a timer. As the timer reaches zero, the blinds quickly raise, and the police snipers positioned around the area all shoot at the same time. The Joker, who had removed his makeup and played himself off as a member of the honor guard for the ceremony, turns and takes a shot at the mayor, but Lieutenant Gordon dives in the way, getting shot in the back and falling. Everyone panics and runs, but the police shoot one member of the honor guard in the leg and haul him into a truck. Dent himself climbs in the truck, and upon inspecting the criminal, sees that the name tag on his uniform reads Officer Rachel Dawes. He calls Rachel and informs her that she's been targeted and to uh, get to the safest place she can, which Baby, in run! case is Bruce's penthouse. He tells her he loves her, but there's no answer from Rachel. Uh, Bitch, I said I love you. Gordon's family is visited at home to inform them of the death of Gordon. 
at the funeral ceremony. Uh, Gordon's wife, Barbara, shouts out at the empty sky to Batman that he has brought this craziness upon Gotham. Gordon's young son catches a brief glimpse of Batman mournfully watching the scene. Meanwhile, Batman enters a club and grabs Moroni after beating on his men. He interrogates Moroni on the Joker's whereabouts, who claims that he should have held him for a higher location. Uh, Batman drops him off of uh, the ledge that he's on, injuring his legs, and learns that Moroni has no idea <laughs> where the Joker is. Well, this isn't going to kill me. Moroni explains that the Joker has no friends and no one will give him up because unlike Batman, he plays by no rules. As Dent is interrogating the captured so-called Honor Guard member about what he knows about the Joker, he's enraged and holds a gun to his head. He flips his father's lucky silver dollar for his life, coming up on heads. As he flips the coin again, Batman shows up and snatches the coin in midair, asking if Dent would really uh, leave a thug's life up to chance, to which uh, Dent X answers, not exactly. He informs Dude, calm down, he... dude, calm down. I'm just fucking with him, dude. Don't look at my coin, dude. Come on, you're in on the gag. Come on, I'm fucking with him. Come on, dude. Relax, bro. Relax, bro. He's a very surfer dude. Like, I don't like Dent, you fucking California boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he informs Harvey that uh, this criminal, Thomas Schiff, is a paranoid schizophrenic patient from Arkham Asylum and that he won't learn anything from him. Right? He also tells Harvey that if anyone saw this unjust way of interrogating someone, that that all the good work that Dent's done for Gotham would be lost. He tells Harvey to hold the press conference the following day because he wants to use that opportunity to turn himself in. As Batman leaves, Harvey yells at him they can't give in. Oh, yeah, just want to add Thomas Schiff played by one of Ant-Man's friends. Yep. I just want to also add that anytime Jake interrupts, Scott's like, yep, that's awesome. Anytime Sean interrupts, Will you shut the fuck up, Tim? Uh, Bruce arrives back in his penthouse to find Rachel waiting. He tells him that turning himself in will not stop the Joker's murderous rampage, but Bruce says he's uh, had enough blood on his hands already. He reminds her that uh, she promised him that they would uh, be together if and when, you know, he hung up the mantle of Batman. She tells Bruce not to make her his only hope for a normal life, and they share a kiss. She tells Bruce that if he turns himself in as Batman, that the city will never let them be together. Uh, back at Wayne's secret base of operations for Batman, he and Alfred begin destroying everything that might tie Lucius Fox or Rachel to Batman. Alfred tries to talk Bruce out of it, asking him to endure these trying times and allow Batman to make the right choice that nobody else can for the good of the city. Bruce explains that Batman cannot endure the responsibility for innocents dying, especially where uh, Rachel is concerned. Accomplice, I'll just tell him the whole thing with your idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> At the press conference, Harvey attempts to reason with the assembled press and uh, police to not give in to the fear that the Joker has unleashed upon the city. He agrees that Batman is a vigilante, but that the people of Gotham should hold him accountable and not give in to the whims of this terrorist known as the Joker. However, the people that uh, the people are overcome with fear, crying out no more dead cops to applause, indicating that Harvey will not be able to sway them. Upon his failure, Harvey announces that he is the Batman. And getting handcuffed and taken away, Bruce Wayne is shown with a look of confusion on his face. Uh, Rachel, watching the news conference at Bruce Wayne's penthouse, confronts Alfred over Bruce's uh, seeming cowardice and allowing Harvey to take the fall when he claims to be Batman. Alfred uh, explains to Rachel that Batman is instead allowing himself to be something else besides a hero. And the figure outside of the system that people can both turn to or blame in times of need. The Batman can take it. Uh, Rachel... <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Bruce will give Alfred a Joe letter Superman. Sorry, for sorry. Bruce and tells him to give it to Bruce when the time is right. When Alfred asks him what it is, <laughs> <laughs> she tells him, you know, it's open and hugs him. Parting, he's being transferred to the county lockup. While being taken to a county that will transport him to a county, Harvey explains to Rachel that this is Batman's chance. He then pulls out the coin and says, heads, I go through this, and flips it, landing on him. And Rachel tells him that uh, he can't leave something like that to chance. He he tosses the coin, revealing that it's a two-headed coin. During this transport, he's planning on getting attacked by the Joker, and he's planning on Batman to come and save him and to uh, capture the Joker. The convoy takes off. While transporting Harvey, the Joker and some goons start taking out the police cars in a large semi-truck. He pulls out an RPG and begins firing at the armored truck, carrying them. The tumbler arrives and attempts to stop the Joker and is hit by one of the Joker's RPGs. His car takes catastrophic damage and he's forced to eject. However, oh, and the- I just want to add, you know, there in the whole thing, you know, we get the guy driving the fan, Harvey, then. Most annoying passenger ever. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? What are you oh, doing? That's not good. That's totally not good. I'm surprised. He the chorus, Very though. silent driver just did. like, you shut the fuck up. Well, if Gary Oldman had spoken, it would have given him away. <laughs> the, uh, the ejection in this car is a bike, the Bat Pod, that deploys out the front of the car. Uh, Batman chases down the Joker on his Bat Pod, and after firing some cables at the truck and weaving through, uh, leaving, weaving them through some light poles and buildings. Flips the truck completely over. The Joker emerges with a Smith & Wesson M76 submachine gun and shoots at Batman. Speeds towards him on a bat pod, all the while screaming at Batman to... Help me! Help me! Come on! Come, come on! on. Watch you do it! Come on! Watch you do it! Come on! Help me! <laughs> Can I just say, um, that, that scene right there pays beautiful and perfection. I mean, really good homage to Jack Nicholson because that scene where where he's he's bearing down in the, in the Batwing and he pulls out that weird giant, you know, which also that scene was a callback to fucking Clint Eastwood. You want to get rough, punk? Shoots down the Batwing. Come on, I want you to hit me. I want you to hit me. All I could think about was fuck. That's that's giving respect to that Jack Nicholson scene where the fucking same thing, the same exact thing happened except he was flying in the air. Right, pretty much. <laughs> so Batman honors his own non-lethal code and swerves around the Joker, then crashes into the flip truck, uh, falling to the ground. Really good. Uh, really good. Head. Joker jumps on him with a knife. One of the SWAT officers holds a shotgun to the back of his head, and upon removing his helmet and mask, show that it was Lieutenant Gordon who faked his Yay! death to protect his family. Uh, the Joker give me a minute here. Is hauled, <laughs> the Joker is hauled away to the MCU. Uh, Harvey gets out of the truck and into a cruiser, stating he is off to see a worried girlfriend. And, okay, another thing we missed here, like, when Batman is knocked out, that one goon's trying to remove his mask and Apparently there's some electrical shock to it that just shocks them. That Joker's just like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he, he jumps on his chest and shit, and then spits on him. I also like that they're dragging the Joker off to the MCU, which would be awesome. I I, I say, um, if we're doing like a trade situation. I'll take the Joker. You can have Loki. <laughs> at uh, at Gordon's MCU building, Gordon is promoted to commissioner by the mayor. The Joker shares a cell with a large man who complains about his insides hurting. Uh, commissioner Gordon, after reuniting with his family, gets a call explaining that Harvey never made it home. He returns to the prison to interrogate the Joker 
During the interrogation, Batman appears and fucking as soon as the light turns on, smacks the Joker's head into the table. The Joker gets under Batman's skin telling him that they are both freaks and that when the people of Gotham no longer view Batman as a necessity, they will turn on him. Batman becomes enraged and puts a chair under the door and beats the Joker savagely. Look at you go! <laughs> yeah, he's also yeah, yeah. completely accurate and correct because in the next movie that's exactly what happens. Well, I mean, you have you have nothing to threaten me with with but, all of your strength. I mean, but but the synopsis is failing to say is that it's not that just the Joker's like fucking with them. It's just that he mentions, well, there's another little captive person other than Dent. And the uh, the Joker. <laughs> That's why we need a code word. <laughs> the Joker just laughs and def, uh, defiantly tells Batman that there's nothing he could do to hurt him and that he actually enjoys the beatings. The, jo- the Joker sadistically laughs and reveals that not just Harvey but Rachel are in separate locations, both tied up and strapped to explosives that will explode in a short amount of time. He gives the location of the two, saying... That he only has time to save one of them, and that he uh, must make a choice that will violate Batman's code of non-lethal means. That uh, one of them will die since Batman cannot save them both. Harvey Dent never made it home. Of course not. What have you done with him? Me? I was right here. Who did you leave him with? Hmm? Your people? Assuming, of course, that they are still your people and not Maroney's. Does it depress you, Commissioner, to know just how alone you really are? Does it make you feel responsible for Harvey Dent's current predicament? Where is he? What's the time? What difference does that make? Well, depending on the time, he may be in one spot or several. If we're going to play games, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a cup of coffee. Ah, the good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly. Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then you let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. When they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. 
You see, their morals, their code, it's a bad joke. We've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. You have all these rules, and you think they'll save you. It's in control. I have one rule. Oh, then that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight you're going to break your one rule. I'm considering it. No, there's only minutes left. You're going to have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a dent. The way you threw yourself after her. <laughs> Look at you go! What does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are they? Choose between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney, or his blushing bride to be. <laughs> Threaten me with nothing to do with all of your struggles. Don't worry, I'm gonna tell you where they are. Both of them. And that's the point. You'll have to choose. He's at 250 52nd Street, and she's uh, on Avenue X. That's just a little. Batman heads off telling Gordon that he's going after Rachel. Gordon uh, gets some uh, men ready and heads off after Harvey. As uh, Batman and the police are rushing towards the two prisoners, Harvey awakens to hear Rich's voice. Who, uh, whoever captured them set up an intercom system so that the two can communicate. Harvey tells Rachel that uh, everything will be okay, and Rachel tells Harvey that she wants to marry him. While Dent tries to move in his chair to find something sharp to cut his ropes with, he falls over and knocks an oil drum down. The gasoline spills out uh, all over half of his face. Meanwhile, back at the jail, the Joker tricks a cop and holds him hostage, and he tells the other cops he just wants uh, his phone call. Basically, he's fucking with him, saying, you know, you want to know which of your friends were cowards? The ones that showed you who they really are in the last minutes of death. Yeah, gun kill too quick. You never get the favor of your finer moment. So again, he's trolling him, right? He's he's yeah. uh, oh, yeah. he's he's doing some manipulation. So the Joker had uh, cut the guy open and implanted a cell phone trigger device inside of him. The Joker and grabs lots of C4 and uh, flees the jail. Batman arrives at the address that the Joker had told him Rachel was at, but when he opens the door, he finds Harvey Dent instead, who screams in despair at having been found instead of Rachel. Gordon arrives at the supposed location for Dent, but the warehouse explodes and Rachel is killed. As Batman saves Dent by carrying him out of the warehouse, the explosion ignites the gas that saturated Dent's face, horribly burning it. Dent is taken to Gotham General Hospital. Well, because yeah. physics... I just want to say here, like, what did everybody think about this scene? I mean, you know, you're just thinking, okay, it's going to be usual superhero moment. We don't think one of them's going to be saved, but uh, last minute, Deus et Machina, they're both saved. But no, the love interest, kaput. What was everyone's uh, thoughts on that? I was, I was shot. Yeah, right? right? I was lost in the buildup. 
Um, and when when they, when he opened the door, I was pleasantly uh, like I I immediately I, I thought to myself, thanks, like Christopher Nolan, like good job, yes. I, was, I, was I mean, happy. we knew we knew Dent was going to live because you know obviously he was supposed to become the other and, villain. And this but. is how, right? And when he fell on the floor, you're just like, oh, yep, okay, all right. So what's he gonna roll out? What's gonna happen? And oh fuck! <laughs> you start to laugh and shit. You're like, oh fuck you! I'm sorry. When I watch this movie now, I'm like, I'm I'm watching it from the Joker's perspective. I'm having a ball. <laughs> Batman visits uh, Dent in the hospital and leaves him the two-headed coin that he found at the site where Rachel died. One side of the coin is still shiny, while the other side is scraped. Uh, and burnt. Alfred reads Rachel's letter. She explains that she's going to marry Harvey Dent and that when she told him that she would uh, be with him when he no longer needs to be Batman, that she meant it. However, she realizes that he will always be Batman, so she will always be there as his friend. Uh, Bruce expresses to Alfred, Alfred his devastation behind losing Rachel and that he feels responsible for inspiring madness and death. He tells Alfred, Alfred that uh, she was going to wait for him. Alfred uh. chooses not to give him her letter, saying the time is not right and that uh, with Harvey Dent hospitalized, it will be up to him alone to fight the crime in Gotham City. Meanwhile, Harvey wakes up in the hospital with a large bandage bandage over his uh half of his face he finds the now uh scarred two-headed coin and screams out in anguish over losing the one person he loved and half of his daddy's coin commissioner gordon visits dent and tries to uh, tell him how sorry he is for what uh has transpired questioning why dent refused skin grafts and painkillers and how he can stand to be in unrelenting agony over his uh disfigurement harvey's filled with rage for gordon not listening to him when he warned gordon not to trust the corrupt officers that dent investigated during his time at internal affairs which uh, has resulted in Dent's disfigurement and ultimately Rachel's death. Dent demands Gordon tell him the nickname they had for him when he was an I, which Gordon ashamedly reflects Harvey to face. While being uh, forced to stare at the extensive burns and scarred tissue that cover half of Harvey's face, uh, as uh, Gordon leaves an emotionally devastated Harvey, he runs into Maroney in the hallway, who tells him that the Joker has gone too far and that if Gordon wants the clown, he knows where he will be. Uh, Wayne's accountant Reese appears on a news show claiming to uh, be able to tell the world who Batman is. He tells Gotham that he's going to reveal Batman's identity, but before he can, the Joker calls into the show saying that he doesn't want uh, this lawyer to ruin his fun. He says that if the lawyer is not killed within 60 minutes, he's going to blow up a hospital. This triggers the police. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> the police rush in and protect the lawyer and try to carry him to safety. At the same time, other police are uh, evacuating all the hospitals in Gotham City. When they get to Gotham General, a police officer attempts to evacuate a nurse in Harvey Dent's room, which then turns out to be the Joker. He uh, kills the cop. He then explains to Two-Face how he needs to introduce a little anarchy and chaos, how easy it is to bring down all the good people in the world, and how it's all fair. Joker unties Two-Face and hands him a pistol. Two-Face, uh, bent on revenge and now believing everything in the world should be decided by chance, flips the double-headed coin to decide whether or not to shoot Joker, which Joker agrees is only fair. Hi. You know... I don't want there to be any hard feelings between us, Harvey. When you and uh, Rachel, Rachel! Rachel were being abducted, I was sitting in Gordon's cage. No, I, I didn't rig those charges. Your man, your plan. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? 
I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. The mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon's got plans. You know, they're schemers. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. I'm not a schemer. I try to show the schemers how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. So, when I say, uh, come here, when I say that you and your girlfriend was nothing personal, you know that I'm telling the truth. It's the schemers that put you where you are. You were a schemer, you had plans, and uh, look where that got you. I just did what I do best. I took your little plan and I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot, or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up, nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's bare. You live. You die. Now we're talking. Though we don't see it, the coin obviously lands on the clean side since the next scene shows Joker leaving Gotham General Hospital as it blows up in the background. Well, I love I love this scene because <laughs> it's actually a blooper. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he clicks the detonator and it like blows up a little bit. And then it just stops. <laughs> he starts clicking it again, looking at it like <laughs> he, he just looks at it like really that's it. What the hell? Highlighted the whole movie. <laughs> oh, that I think go. that was probably one of the biggest laughs when I originally went to see this. He's just looking like, what? What the hell? That's that? It's, it's funny learning afterwards that that wasn't supposed to be planned at all. Yeah, <laughs> that was just all improv. I mean, man, just so lucky how he's just kept in character because that would have been the most expensive <laughs> blooper if he, you had a lesser actor right there. Oh yeah. But, uh, also, okay, I want to go back to a point we said earlier with the theory about Joker being a uh, war veteran. You know, when he's talking to and about all the chaos, you know, he tells them, you know, if I tell people like. I hope a soldier will be blown up. Nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. But I say one little mayor will die. Well, everyone just loses their minds. You know, that just sounds like some resentment right there. I uh, concur. Yeah, certainly. <clears throat> Afterwards, the Joker appears on TV again, forcing uh, kidnapped GCN reporter Mike Engel to read out his plans. He reads that Gotham City now belongs to the Joker. Starting that uh, every evening, uh, starting that very evening, anyone that doesn't want to be part of his game should leave now, but they are going to have a hard time leaving the city by the bridges. He alludes to the fact that something big was going to happen that very night, during which Two-Face enters a local bar where Detective Wurst, the dirty cop that had been picked, uh, that picked him up, 
after the Joker was captured, hangs out. After questioning him, he flips the coin, which lands on the dirty side, and he kills Wurtz. At the uh, same time, Batman uses Fox's cell phone sonar technology to turn every single cell phone in Gotham into a sonar device, giving him the opportunity to spy on everyone in Gotham. He calls Fox in and tells him to monitor the screens and give him updates on the Joker's location when he sees him. Which is is funny right there because in 2008, President Obama got elected and then didn't Edward Snowden let us all know this is exactly what was happening. Excuse me, go ahead. (laughs) Fox is appalled that Batman would use his head technology to spy on the citizens of Gotham and reluctantly agrees to help, stating that the machine must be destroyed after the Joker is captured or he will have to retire. Batman tells Fox to enter his name into the console when the mission is over. Two-Face continues to question mob members, trying to uncover the identity of the dirty cop that kidnapped Rachel. When confronting Maroney in Maroney's car, he learns that the other cop is Ramirez. He then flips the coin for Maroney, which lands on the clean side. Lucky man, he remarks before he flips it again. It lands on the dirty side and he buckle ups, uh, buckles up and states, but he's not, and shoots Maroney's driver, causing the car to veer off the road and crash into the dockyard. Meanwhile, two large fairies leave Gotham due to the Joker's threats. One is inhabited by criminals that Harvey and Gordon helped uh, put away. The other is packed with innocent citizens. The city's bridges apparently being wired with explosives. Uh, While sailing off, the two boats completely lose all power and their engines die. Both ships eventually realize that there are explosives strewn all about the boat and they uh, both find detonators. It's at this time that the Joker's voice is heard over the loudspeaker on both ferries that he informs them that they are part of a social experiment. The detonator on each boat is for the other boat. One ferry must press the button and destroy the other boat by midnight or else the Joker will destroy both boats. This brings about much chaos in both of them as a lot of soul-searching about morality and about if anyone could actually do such a thing. Fox finds the Joker, who is holed up in a building still being constructed with many clown guards. Uh, Batman notifies Gordon of the location and speeds off towards the building. Meanwhile, Two-Face forces a frightened Ramirez to call Gordon's family and tell his wife and children to meet her at the exact spot where Rachel was killed. They uh, believe her because they trust her. Afterwards, Two-Face, angered with Ramirez's pleas to uh, spare her life for the sake of her sick mother, flips for Ramirez's life. The coin lands on heads, so he just knocks her out, telling her that she lives to fight another day. As Gordon arrives at the building where the Joker is, he gets a call from his family telling him they are uh, being held captive by Two-Face in the place where Rachel was killed. Who, who fell asleep? It's me. My head is killing me. <laughs> uh, Gordon rushes off to save his family as Batman breaks into the building. After realizing that the clown guards are the actual hostages and the doctors slash hostages are the Joker's goons, he beats down on some SWAT members in order to prevent them from killing the clown guards. And he disables the goons as he makes his way up to the Joker's location. When he finally confronts the Joker, the Joker sends the Chechen Rottweilers after him. And uh, oh. while Batman fights them off, the Joker beats him brutally with a blunt metal object and eventually throws him close to the edge of the building, trapping him under a metal beam. Uh, at the same time, the two boats are still debating what uh, to do with the detonators. On the criminal ferry, one of the largest and meanest-looking convicts makes a speech about the uh, the warden holding the trigger not knowing how to take a life, then goes up to the warden and asks to take the trigger so he himself can do what the warden should have done ten minutes ago. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. The warden hands the convict the trigger, and the convict promptly throws it out of the ferry, making it impossible for anyone on the convict ferry to blow up the innocent ferry. 
On the innocent ferry, having after having voted to use their detonator, the uh, officials can't bring themselves to act out the decision. A man stands up, takes the detonator, uh, but is unable to press the button. The Joker, on top of Batman while holding him down, shows signs of disappointment when neither of the ferry's passengers will stoop to his level. As he's about to destroy the two boats, Batman fires his gauntlet darts at him, knocking the detonator out of his hands. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you want to know how I got these scars? No, I know you got these. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he ends up uh, falling over the uh, the side of the building. Before he can hit the ground, however, Batman fires one of his grappling guns tools at him and saves him. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, a repeat. But nope. Two, right? Well, two of them so far. In front of Batman, the Joker tells him that the two of them are destined to fight forever. Does, uh, does anybody have it? Forever. Does anybody have the the quotes up? Nope. Uh, oh, let me see if I can remember this. You'll be a bad cell forever. Yeah, maybe we can share a cell. Oh, the rate this town's going, it'll be expanding. <laughs> the city that showed you that. Uh, uh, okay, I can't remember that part. I just remember him doing the heavy breathing. The city shows you that uh, the people are ready to believe in good. Not until they see what happens to their white knight. Not until their spirits are broken. He ends up telling Batman he really is incorruptible. The Joker reveals to him, however, that his real plan was to engineer the fall of Gotham's white knight, Harvey Dent. Since that would introduce much more chaos when a good man like Dent is shown descending into chaos and evil. Uh... You just couldn't let me go, could you? This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You truly are incorruptible, aren't you? Huh? You won't kill me out of some misplaced sense of self-righteousness. And I won't kill you because you're just too much fun <laughs> I think you and I are destined to do this forever you'll be in a better jail forever maybe we could share one you know they'll be doubling up the rate this city's inhabitants are losing their minds this city just showed you that it's full of people ready to believe in good until their spirit breaks completely until they get a good look at the real Harvey Dent huh? and all the heroic things he's done. You didn't think I'd risk losing the battle for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you. You need an ace in the hole. Mine's Harvey. What did you do? I took Gotham's white knight and I brought him down to our level. It wasn't hard. See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. Batman heads off to find Harvey while the SWAT team captures his Joker. Man, it's just so sad, you know, you, because, you know, all what happened before the movie even was released, you knew that was going to be the last time you see the Joker. Yeah. 
At uh, 250 52nd Street, Gordon arrives to see Two-Face holding his family hostage. The Two-Face knocks him to the ground and tells him that he's going to make him suffer just as he did. As uh, he grabs his young son, Jimmy, and uh, prepares to flip the coin for his fate, Batman arrives and tells him to stop and to blame the people responsible for Rachel's death. So then Two-Face flips the coin for Batman, which lands on the dirty, scarred side, and Two-Face shoots him. He then flips the coin for himself and it lands on the clean side. As uh, he's flipping the coin for Gordon's son, he tells Gordon to lie to the boy and tell him that everything will be alright, just as Dent himself had to tell Rachel earlier. Seconds before she was killed, Batman gets up and tackles him, and they fall off the building together. Unseen by them, the coin lands on the clean side. Batman hands Jimmy up to Gordon as Batman himself falls to the ground next to Two-Face, who lies motionless and dead. Uh, as Gordon climbs down to check on Batman, Batman laments that, in the end, the Joker won. By corrupting Harvey Dent and turning him evil, he tore down the best of them. If Gotham were to find out about Dent's murders, then the symbol of hope and faith he had given Gotham would diminish, and all the prisoners he helped put back in jail would be let out, thus creating chaos. Batman explains that Gotham can never find out about the murders. He takes the blame of them on himself so that the Joker wouldn't win and the city's peace would remain. We see a montage of Commissioner Gordon and other members of the Gotham Police Department gathered at a memorial to Harvey Dent, and it's unclear whether uh, he was killed or not. Gordon then smashes the bat signal about the MCU building while Alfred uh, burns Rachel's note and Lucius shuts down the sonar machine with a please look. Batman in the background can continues to explain that by taking the blame for the killings, uh, the faith that the people of Gotham had in Harvey Dent can be rewarded and they can feel justified. Batman then runs from Gordon as the cops begin to chase him, and Gordon tells his son that while Harvey Dent was the hero Gotham needed, Batman is the hero that Gotham deserved. The bat signal is destroyed and the manhunt is issued for Batman. Batman gets on his bat pod, speeds away, while Gordon declares he's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. Roll credit. Ding, ding. And God, do roll credit here. <laughs> uh, damn, I was fucking reading as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, I gotta say, I think you've officially had your Scrooge rundown. <laughs> I I read that shit as fast as I possibly could, and it still took forever. Two hours, two minutes. Willis, are you still awake? Ye- Barely. Oh, my head is killing me. 45-minute rundown. (laughs) Well, uh, tell us what you thought. Well, this is the best one out the set. Heath Ledger is a legend because of this movie. And all other Jokers have been trying to catch up with this. Even in the comic books, they've been making him after Heath Ledger. Sting. (laughs) And Sting, too. (laughs) I give it excellent. Five out of five. Five out of five. All right. John. The journey of fucking what's his name? The White Knight, right? Oh man. I, I should have taken a note. There was there was something about uh the, the plan words at the very end, I always forget what it is, but it's it's subtle and it builds up towards again, the next one. The idea that, you know what, there's well yeah, the the, the one that you need and the one that you deserve. Well, when you need something that you don't take and you get what you deserve, then you end up with fucking fascism. And people trying to sound like this, and it's terrible. <laughs> I did it before Jake tonight. Uh, yeah, no, this, this is the best. I'll do it better. This is the best one. Um, not just because of Heath Ledger, not just because of the writing, but because of the fucking impact that it had on, um, uh, excuse me, uh, superhero movies. The idea that the Joker um, is a horror movie. 
I mean, really, it was years later, but softened the, the, the palette for Deadpool being an R-rated movie. I mean, can, can we go there? Can we? Well, yeah, Heath Ledger went there. It took his life. Let's not go that serious with it. Deadpool. Logan. Let's go. Let's, let's, I mean, you guys saw, you said, oh, the New Mutants wasn't very good. So let's do an Exorcist. Let's do a shiny, let's do a superhero movie that fucking, uh, you know, knocks the socks off. Maybe the MCU won't do it, so let's go. Um, DCEU or whatever. Get your shit together. Let's, let's do some scary shit. You're the dark side. Yeah, this one was the best one. All right, Jake. Oh, okay. So yeah, I just want to mostly talk about Heath. I mean, you know, Heath is like the one thing people think about this movie. So, Here's what I really loved about Heath's performance as the Joker. Jack, yes, he did a very good job. You can't deny that. But a problem with Jack's performance is that as good as it was, it's still just Jack Nicholson (laughs) in clown makeup. (laughs) I mean, he does a good job, but it's like, okay, it's pretty much Jack Torrance if you put clown makeup on him. (laughs) But Heath... Good lord, he went all the way out, man. I mean, I've seen a bunch of his other roles, especially like 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, The Brothers Grimm. But no matter how many times I watch this movie, I'm just like, there's no way that can be the same guy right there. I mean, so many character choices, especially the makeup. I mean, it's just like so crudely done. You know, it's like this isn't a professional makeup artist putting on the makeup. This is like you know, that was 100 percent him. He would show up and he would do it himself and he would play. And right. he was happy. You know? And, you know, that speaks to the true nature of this Joker, because, you know, he's not a guy with a plan. He's just like, uh, according to him, at least he just wants to go out and just do. And God, I was just so in love with this movie when I first went and saw it. I even went as the Joker for that Halloween. I considered against it just because you knew that was going to be the number one Halloween costume that year. But I was like, oh, fuck it. And what? yeah, you, you, Creed and Dwight were all thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I loved that costume, even getting in character so much. I have a video somewhere of me, like, recreating the uh, little video scene where he's, like, intimidating the fake Batman, <laughs> doing the same thing with a friend. Uh, of course, the friend's not totally playing along. He's like, ah, tell everybody your name. Oh, I don't have a name. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I got to find that somewhere and post that in the group. <laughs> but, you know. Other than Heath, I mean, of course, everything else about this movie is just so near perfect. I mean, okay, yeah, Bale's Batman voice, a little questionable, but, you know, at least they were trying to do something, you know. You just kind of wonder how Christopher Nolan was like, uh, Christian, is that seriously the best you could do, really? (laughs) Well, uh, it's not all him. They actually, uh... Sound sound guys, they went in and they messed with it to make it sound like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, either way, guys, with this movie, I think we have officially done every movie in my top ten movies of all time. So, yeah, if that doesn't uh, give you the clue what my rating is, yeah, fucking best. Fucking love this movie. There was a reason why I picked this movie when we were just starting out with Unholy Mofos, back when we were the Unholy Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And, you know, this this is in my top five of all time. And, you know, this is, without a doubt, 
one of the best comic book adaptation movies of all time. Uh, Heath Ledger's performance is fucking iconic. Anybody you talk to about this movie, they they talk about him. They talk about what a great job he did and like how he's like the best Joker because of just how crazy you know the acting actually was. Uh, you know, I have no problem with the voice in this. I I like to replicate it i like to you know have have fun with people and just randomly <laughs> blurt out lines in, in batman voice Where's it it's just you know funny weird lines you know it's just it, people are just like where'd that come from it's just it's all in good fun and you know this this movie is the best in the trilogy Okay, I, I kind of lied. I, I checked my list again. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's one more movie we have to do in the top ten of all time. But I'm sure we will get to that movie someday. Good talk. Yeah, <laughs> but at least we finished everything my in my top hurts five. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I, I can't even hang for the last one. My head is killing me. Oh, that's, that's okay, Willis. <laughs> we appreciate right. the time you put in, man. All right, all right y'all. Good night, y'all. Good night. Bye. All right, so that's a, that's a dark night, and I'll try to reel in just a little quicker, everybody. We got to get to the last movie, and let's just say impressions will be made. So, break time, and then the dark night rises.
You sound like you're looking forward to it. I'm adaptable. What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning. about getting into cars with strange men. This isn't a car. And we're back from that really quick break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just us now, you know. Ball sack said he wanted to drop in. But, you know, <laughs> you can never trust stay a, a ball sack. So. It does say that Stan is on the call. Just uh, says that well, he is, but he's not. Yeah, it does that when you try adding people. Stan, why are you on the call and not speaking? <laughs> I'd like to just something. say thank you very much for a lovely evening. Um, and I'm going to also not participate any further. That's bullshit. You just you just talking to yourself like he is fucking drunk on the couch talking to himself. The only reason you're saying that, Michael Caine, is because you have like two minutes of screen time in this movie. <laughs> yes, well, I um. I, I was not uh, a fan of this script, and I said, fuck it. I'm Michael. going to my playback. <laughs> Michael, how dare you use Rachel? Uh, uh, yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <I> tried this. <laughs> now, July 20th, 2012, and 8.4 on the IMDb. And this one clocks in at 2 hours and 44 minutes. So, yeah, each movie keeps adding on 10 minutes. Progressively longer. And, yeah, the cast... Mostly comes back. Of course, again, some newcomers. Now we got some. We don't need a new Rachel. That's <laughs> <laughs> time. We got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We got Anne Hathaway. We got Mary. I, I don't never can pronounce this chick's name. Marianne Cotillard. Actually, that's Cotillard. It's French. Cotillard. Yeah. We got Matthew Modine. They got uh, Ben Middleson. Yeah, that guy's becoming uh, quite the go-to for villains these right. days. Yeah. And uh, we got you know, a whole bunch of other people in this movie, like some surprise appearances. But, of course, once again, I am saving the villain for last. We've got Tom motherfucking Hardy, the guy who will eventually Venom become Venom. But this time, he is Bane. Previously played, like, 15 years earlier in Batman vs. Robin, but as most comic book fans will just say, 
That was a poor interpretation of Bane ever. That is the only Bane that I ever knew growing up. That <laughs> is the saddest thing about my childhood. I mean, I also watched the uh, Batman animated series, which had a better one than Batman and Robin. But, okay, I digress. I plan on having the shortest rundown of Let's the Let's go. So this movie opens up. Gordon doing his eulogy at Dent's, Dent, Dent Day. Oh, I right, yeah. Harvey Dent. I was his friend. Literally a long time somebody inspired us the way he did. I believed in Harvey Dent. I am Malcolm X. Eight years later, <laughs> we get uh, a van driving across the field occupied by Russian soldiers, and we get a nuclear scientist, Lane Pavel, and uh, you know, we get Aiden Gillen, Game of Thrones. And <laughs> I'm just so surprised you didn't mention that King Joffrey was in Batman Begins, Sean. Seriously. I don't care. <laughs> Season 8 happened, dude. I'm done. <laughs> um, I give up. They're at this, uh, he's a CIA agent, and they're at this jet, and a bunch of these guys come up with some captured men with bags over their heads, saying they work for the masked man, the masked man known as Bane. And, uh, well, we recognize this guy, Barsad. Do you recognize him, Scott? He looks familiar, but I can't place him. Arkin from The Collector. Oh, oh yeah, him, yeah. Yeah. Of course I know who Josh Stewart is. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, thought you were talking about the CIA guy. I guess you can say that at the end of this movie, he'll be in Arkin Asylum. <laughs> okay, moving on. Featuring. In this flight, Wilson's trying to interrogate all these prisoners by just hanging them out of the plane with a gun to their heads. Nobody will talk. And he's just like, awfully loyal for a hired gun. And then at this point, we hear the third prisoner. And perhaps he's wondering why anyone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. I sometimes wonder why. I sometimes wonder why people keep, you know, the those those uh, gas station cups right next to them at all times because they want to sound like Bane. When the guy goes up asking him who he is, he's like, "It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. No one cares who I was till I put on the mask." Remove the hood, revealing Bane. Bane. It's a big old freaking apparatus on his face. Wilson asks Bane, if I take this thing off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. And of course, it's revealed that this was all part of Bane's plan to get captured. He's like, well, congrats, you got caught. Now what's the next step? Crashing this plane. With no survivors! A lot of loyalty for a hired gun! Well, perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. At least you can talk! Who are you? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. If I pull that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. Was getting caught part of your plan? Of course. Dr. Pavel refused our offer in favor of yours. We had to find out what he told you. Nothing. I said nothing. Well, congratulations. You got yourself caught. Sir? Now what's the next step of your master plan? Crashing this plane. Who 
with no survivors. No, no, no. He growled that shit with no survivors. Like, you can do it with the Bane accent, but he growled that shit. Yeah, he was like, with no survivors. And big old shoot on this plane. They end up grabbing a dead guy and transferring Pavel's blood into this guy. And they leave one guy behind. The other guy's asking Bane, have you started the fire? And Bane's like, it was always burning while the world was turning. <laughs> he didn't start the fire. <laughs> And Ryan started the fire. <laughs> fire guy. Well, now we're in Gotham. It's the eighth anniversary of Harvey's death, and we're celebrating Harvey Dent Day. Punk ass bitch. And, uh, this this trilogy takes place over ten years. That's right. And, and so, I love. Well, you'll get to it. Go ahead. So the whole thing is with Dent Day. It's a celebrate that the Dent Act has come into place, and it has left Gotham a very safe place. And, well, the mayor's about to give Missioner Gordon a little speech, and he just can't do it, the speech, because, you know, he's about to reveal what really happened, but doesn't think now is the right time. And, you know, we got a bunch of other people here. Deputy Commissioner Foley, and the congressman, Byron Gilly. Mrs. Foley's little boy? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out Gilly here because he's played by Brett Cullen, who would go on to play Thomas Wayne in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Joaquin. I hear Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin. After well, midnight, I go walking. I hear Zhao Quinn. Zhao <laughs> Quinn. Well, Gilly informs <laughs> Foley that he's hearing that the mayor's going to drop Gordon in the spring. Just because, you know, while he's a hero, he's a war hero, and it's peacetime. And now, here is uh, Miranda Tate and businessman John Dagger. They're trying to meet Bruce to talk about the clean energy project. But, you know, at this point, Bruce, he's become pretty much a recluse. Nobody has seen him for eight years. And, you know, you can't help but wonder, you know, people jump pieces together. Like, hmm, you know, this Batman guy appears right around the time Bruce Wayne came back to Gotham. And now Batman disappears. Whoa, Jake. Wait a minute. What? I never put that shit together. You're blowing my mind. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Just like in Superman Returns. Oh, Clark Kent and Superman came back around the same time. Oh, Superman's in a coma. And Bert's the health clerk. And this time, this maid, she's being ordered by Alfred to go deliver something to Bruce. But you find out she is a cat burglar with the name of Selena Kyle. And, uh, well, Bruce confronts her about a necklace. That comes now, Bru- Bruce is limping like a motherfucker, by the way. He's got a yeah. cane. His right leg is fucking wasted from those Rottweilers and the fucking lead pipe that the Joker used against him. It right. was one, one, maybe well, two Well, and that strikes. big old fall, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Confronts her about the necklace of wearing, which was worn by Martha. Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> now, she plays a mean role against a cripple like Bruce and kicks out his cane and runs off. But she does do a little genuflex before she runs, which I thought was sexy. It's a curtsy if you're not Catholic. Curtsy. Now here, here we meet the rookie police officer, John Blake, who's meeting up with Gordon who's reminiscing right by the broken bat signal, informs them that Congressman Gilly has disappeared, which, well, we saw Selena get in a car with him. Oh, sucking dick. <laughs> well, in the morning, Alfred is finding Bruce working on the computers in the bat cave, and she's finding everything about Selena, and uh, giving Bruce some shit about how he hasn't been out in eight years. And he reveals to him that 
in the seven years that he was gone before the events of Batman Begins, he used to go over to Florence, Italy, and he would sit at this little diner area. He would always look around to make sure he could see Ruth, and he hoped to see Ruth with a woman, just to let him know that he's moved on. Oh, for fuck's sake, you're screwing everything up. I would tell the boy that I would go to Florence, Italy, because I would need a vacation, because fuck all what you do all year when, when, when your master's missing and you're fucking, you know, the, the, the dead... Well, I've got grounds to look after and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, fucking go to Florence. On the way to Florence, I go to Amsterdam, I get fucking high. Michael, go away. Go away. <laughs> Michael, Mr. you're paid. Now go. Yeah, dude, <laughs> we're done. Willis left. You're good. Go away. Fuck you. I'm enjoying myself in your, my tiny little house here in my basement. My son's going to wake up. Fuck off, Michael Caine. <laughs> God, I hate Michael Caine Michael now. Michael Caine, we're going to fucking evict your, uh, your entrance into this country. Your visa's been. We get to a few nights later, and Selena's walking to a bar with a drunk man. Seated next to a guy named Philip Thriver, Burn Gorman, Charlie's partner in Pacific Rim. Yeah, Burn Gorman is awesome in everything he does. I, I'm a fan of Burn from fucking the spinoff of Doctor Who called Torchwood. Well, she gives the. Well, what she was at the house for wasn't for the pearl necklace, but it was for. <laughs> Mine are the gutter, Sean. Mine are the gutter. Oh, you said it first. I get I gave Bruce Wayne's mother a pearl necklace once. <laughs> it was it, it came right off with my gun cocked. <laughs> oh, she's also there to get to Bruce's fingerprints and well they're threatening her and her little French too. Uh yeah, we never really find out too much about this friend, honestly. I it's Temple. She's sexy. Yeah, I know who she is. But you know, she have uh, she gives them a cell phone for him to use and all. And she reveals that the man she's with is a congressman. And then, of course, they reveal that the cell phone he used was his own. And uh, well, that gets the police attention. So police just raid this fucking place. And Oops. you know, Selena's trying to act like an innocent woman, you know, screaming her head off. But yeah, she <laughs> walks out and a bunch. These uh, goons end up going into underground area into the sewers, and Gordon follows, and there's a big explosion, and these goons end up capturing Gordon and dragging him off to Bane. Bane, what are you doing here? Uh, answer him. I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get everyone involved. Everyone. I can't yell. I cannot yell anymore. I wish you could yell. <laughs> the bit's dead. Sorry. <laughs> Bane informs the goons that you know, bringing Gordon here, they'll lead the police to him. So he kills one guy and then tells the other guy to get everything out of his pocket, then he will kill him. Oh, he gets out everything, and then Gordon just rolls away into the sewers. And uh, so Bane puts a tracking device on this other goon and pushes him. Well, shoots him and pushes him away. Actually, it's Arkin who shoots him. And of course, one of the items he finds is, of course, his little speech that he was going to give earlier. It makes you wonder why he would ever want to tell the truth. Well, I mean, the, probably because it's all killing him inside, you know, knowing the truth and seeing everybody acting like this guy's a hero. When he held, yeah, it's, it's all explained in the letter. Yeah, I mean, of course, I didn't explain this, but, you know, Gordon's family, they ended up leaving him, like, many years ago. Yep. Oh, I, I guess he feels he just has nothing else to lose, honestly. I mean, where did Barbara come in, though? Like, Barbara the wife, and then Barbara the I, daughter? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. 
Because apparently there's a like an IMDb credit for the daughter. Oh no, there's a son and daughter. Yes, there was a Barbara daughter. She was there, but we never got into it. She never got that spine blowout. But you know what I didn't mention in the last one is that um, the Joker gave Harvey one bad day. Right. <laughs> didn't he give Harvey one bad day? Hell yeah, he did. Changed his whole life with one bad day. Is that what? like a reference to the comics? Yeah. yeah. Go well, oh, yeah, I, I told you I don't know DC comics. Well, that's that's a comic you need to read, or you can I think I, I don't know if it's on uh, Prime or what, but the Killing Joke is the last movie that Mark Hamill's like, okay, I'll be the Joker, and Conroy was like, all right, I'll be Batman, and it was. Oh, cool. I, I, I watched that. That's what we're referring to then, you <laughs> fucking twig. Oh, all right, all right. I mean, it has a freaking other story to the beginning, but it's pretty much a perfect adaptation. Yeah. You know, I'll talk about some problems I have with it another time. But Blake finds Gordon, he's taken to the hospital, and goes over to Wayne Manor to talk to Bruce. Pretty much to inform Bruce that he knows his secret. He wants to go spelunking his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that so, was... But as Howie knows, Blake Sorry. explains that he was an orphan after his mom was killed in a car accident and his dad was shot dead in a gambling dispute. So yeah. not circus people. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're so, gonna make the, we're gonna make this movie fun. Fuck this movie. We're gonna make it fun. <laughs> so while well, at the orphanage, yo, everyone just was trying to tell be all happy. So he ended up faking a smile for everyone to see. And then one day Bruce comes to visit this orphanage and you know, drunk he, as shit probably just fucking shit faced. <laughs> all right, kids, how are you doing? This is my ballerina girlfriend. I'm gonna fuck her in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he just says he looks right at Bruce and he just knows just from the look in his face that is the same look he has. Yeah, and you know that's able he's able to figure out he's Batman just from that. That is pretty powerful though. I, I, I'm I'm a flipping dick, but that is yeah, I'm sorry. That's a that's a good move in that movie. He's just telling us that all about Bane, but nobody else seems to know, believe him about Bane. And after Blake leaves, he's asking Alfred, and, you know, he's mentioned that he's a mercenary from West Africa. Born and raised. He's like, playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> he decides at this point, it's time for Bruce to leave the house finally over to a gala. Actually, first of all, he has to go to the hospital. There's orthopedist there. Oh my god, tell me, Sean, at least you recognize the orthopedist. I guarantee I do, I just can't picture it right now, I'm I'm distracted. Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely, from Reno 911 or The State or any number of fucking fantastic movies, including What to Expect When You're Not Expecting. Yeah, Thomas Lennon is awesome. I just thought it would have been funnier if, you know, after he was over, the camera panned down and he was wearing those shorts. Some shorts, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know how I got in here. Uh, I'm not really a doctor. <clears throat> well, Officer of the law. The doctor tells him that uh, Bruce pretty much has no cartilage left in his knees and a bunch of other damage done to his body. So, yeah. <laughs> looks like you had attacked by 17 giant dogs. It was four. <laughs> it was four. They were big dogs. Did some maniac hit you in the knee with a lead pipe? Yes. Yeah, well, you have a major fall from a building, too. This also happened. How do you know all this? I'm just looking at your x-rays. <laughs> Damn, you're a good doctor. You're a really good doctor. <laughs> well, a doctor leaves, and Bruce uses it as an opportunity to put on a ski mask, climb out the window, and visit Gordon in his hospital room, where he tells him that Batman must return. And now, this is where he goes to the gala. 
You the uh, tracking Wait, time device. out, time out. I'm sorry, but in all of the, I don't know, all the movies and the TV shows where, where Bruce, well, whatever, Batman and Gordon have their relationship, that thing, he just popped down and he's just sitting next to his bed. He's almost holding his hand and they're just having a conversation as we are now as old friends. Right. As much as people rag on this movie, there are so many little moments that are quality. And I thought that was a really quality moment. Right. So he's able to find Zelina, mostly because Marissa's little necklace has a tracking device in it. So he follows her to a costume gala ball. Eh, right here, you know, he's coming out with Lamborghini and everyone's shocked. Bruce Wayne is back. It's the paparazzi. They're fucking excited. But yeah, Bruce has this little uh, device. He's able to turn off all their cameras. It's almost as though Tony, Tony Stark um, like just came out of a cave somewhere from the Middle East. Sorry, same character. Same exact character. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am inevitable. And I am Batman. <laughs> you know the DCU's going to try that now. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it. He runs into Miranda Tate, you know, who's excited to see him, you know, talking to him more about the energy project. I'm sorry. I would have looked at this girl in the eye and be like, your last name sounds like Tate. Are you the magical bridge between my balls and my asshole? <laughs> I don't think we can get together. I just don't think we can get together. Your name sounds like Tate. <laughs> well, she ends up having a slow dance with Selena Kyle. And, you know, she's revealing she just wants a fresh start and she also wants the rich lose and the city burn tells bruce wayne that there is a storm coming pretty much for all the rich people in gotham the ringing of revolution and after she leaves he leaves a little sooner and you know he's talking to the valet guy he's like oh yeah your wife took the car my wife i've been uh, married uh, man excuse me <laughs> what my my what do i look uh, like james bond motherfucker did she say her name was tracy i am not married <laughs> and yeah we find out, yep, it's definitely Selena who stole the car. And Alfred has to come and pick up Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Are you alone, like, sir? It was like that time when, I, when he was 14 years old. He got drunk at his fucking pet party. I didn't come pick him up. You had too much, you had too much to drink there, young sir. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who was talking right now, but it's Michael Caine's accent is gone. I don't know who it is. It's pretty bad, Coming over to talk to Lucius the next day, the first time we see him in this movie, talking about the ownership of Wayne Enterprises. And it's, you know, mostly trying to keep Daggett for, from taking over. You know, before he leaves, and Lucius is asking, you don't want to see anything? You know, this all ended with a strange request. No, I'm retired. Now how about we go down and take a look, for all time's sake. And uh, all the cool stuff down there, we get, uh, like, a flying aircraft known as the Bat. And also, Bruce gets a little motorized leg brace just to fix his legs. Able to do some uh, Chuck Norris kicks, too. <laughs> and now we're learning a little bit more about Bane. And, uh, well, he was part of the League of Shadows, trained by Raz al Ghul. Raz Raish. Raz Raish. Whatever. I, I call him Raz. Yeah, I, Raj. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Psych. That uh, Bane was excommunicated from this group for extreme behavior, so it's like, what could be extreme behavior for the League of Shadows? Fucking my daughter, I'm in charge. That's pretty extreme. <laughs> and, uh, no, Alfred doesn't want him going after this because he thinks he got Death Wish or this 
Yeah, after that evening, you know, Bane and his men are attacking the Gotham Stock Exchange. You know, we got all the cops coming, surrounding this, and we're waiting for all the money to be transferred. They decide, time to go mobile. And so they end up leaving on a bunch of bikes with hostages on the back, so the police cannot shoot them. Oh, we get a little chasing, and after a while, in this little tunnel, the lights start going off, and there's a cop car with a young and old cop the young guy's like what's going on here and the old cop's like boy are you in for a wild night (laughs) and right here finally after eight years batman is back ends up taking care of a few of these goons and with an emp gun i think that's what you call it sure taken out and well the younger cop ends up shooting at his gun and I just love the look Batman gives him. He's just like, what the fuck, bruh? Really? Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet that young cop shit his pants. <laughs> just the way he looked at him. Well, Batman ends up chasing a bunch of these goons and ends up taking them out and rescuing these hostages. But all the while, the police, they decide, hey, you know, enough with this bank guy. You're the guy who killed Harvey Dent. We gotta go after him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just like the first movie was like, or Batman's like, no, let's not go after the Joker. We got to go after the mob. I was like, well, <laughs> I thought that a little better. All ends up with Batman cornered in a little alley. And, you know, fully, he's feeling very confident that he's caught Batman. And then some lights come on and out comes Batman in the bat and just flies away. <laughs> What are you, a fucking old fucking tugboat? Well, that's the, the, the Nolan sound, and it's the sound that the bat makes. It's like a big old, you know, vibrating, all-encompassing situation. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a tugboat. Driver ends up reporting to Daggett that the robbery was successful. Daggett, he's deciding he's going to celebrate, and he's like, are there any women here? Well, that's one Selena Kyle in her little getup, because, well, if you guys didn't... Even though Selena Kyle is, of course, Catwoman. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like her, yeah, like her little get up here, you know, tight leather, sexy suit, obviously. And also, made of leather. And uh, nice little goggles that, well, when she uh, puts them up, kind of give the uh, impression that they look like cat ears. Yep. So it's at this point that I would like to interject that I, um, I had asked a girl out. At this point when this movie came out and I went to pick her up and we had gone to dinner beforehand at some, you know, restaurant. And she had made some comments about like, you know, oh, you know, you're so kind to ask me out and be respectful like a gentleman. I've been out with motherfuckers and they, and they make me pay for fucking my own movie and shit. I was like, oh, well, shit, calm down. All right, cool. Um, and as dinner went on, she then went to go on and make some crude and derogatory comments um, to underclassed people. So I'm not going to get into specifics. So much so that when we went to the movies, I was like, so women's limit everything you want to pay. <laughs> and I remember sitting there in this movie with this girl and she is like making commentary throughout the whole movie. And then when she pulled the ears back and was like, oh, Catwoman, she was like, oh, OK, OK, and half the way. Let's see what you got. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can I move two seats over? <laughs> she ends up attacking Daggett and then eventually ends up on top of this roof fam down asking for the clean slate program Daggett informs her that is is a gangland myth 
But uh, she is really insistent that this is for real. Just around this time, some goons come on, and then Batman comes along to help her out with these goons. Now, she's using her gun, but Batman, he's really, really, really insistent. Like, no gun, no. Yeah, really insistent with that no killing people. And Affleck. <laughs> those aren't people, those are aliens. It's okay. I thought you said it was supposed to be a really fast rundown. Uh, what happened? I... I'm skipping a lot of shit, Scott. <laughs> it really doesn't seem like it. It seems like you're going line for line. <laughs> Scott, I have skipped some shit. Dude, dude, you're wasting time addressing Scott. <laughs> anyway, they end up jumping into the bat and, you know, on a rooftop, they're talking about the whole stuff. And, well, Batman looks away from her, looks back, and she's gone. He's like, so that's what that feels like. Bitch. <laughs> False second, son of a gun. God damn. I'm supposed to be Batman. He returns to the Batcave, and him and Alfred end up having a little argument. And heart to heart. Alfred informs Bruce that he is pretty much going to be finished with him, and you know, giving him more shit about how he refused to move on from Rachel, and reveals to him right here about the letter that he burned. But no more. I've sung you up, I've set your bones, but I won't bury you. I've buried enough members. The Wayne family. You leave me? You see, only one end to your journey. Leaving is all I have to make you understand. You're not Batman anymore. You have to find another way. You used to talk about finishing about a life beyond that awful cave. Alfred, Rachel died knowing that we had decided to be together. That was my life beyond the cave. I can't just move on. She, she didn't. She couldn't. What if she had? She, I, mean, I can't change that. What if before she died, she wrote a letter saying she chose Harvey Dent over you? And what if, to spare you pain, I burnt that letter? How dare you use Rachel to try to stop me? I am using the truth, Master Wayne. Maybe it's time we all stop trying to outsmart the truth and let it have its day. I'm, I'm sorry. You're sorry. You expect to destroy my world and then think that we're going to shake hands. No, no. I know what this means. What does it mean? It means your hatred. And it also means losing someone that I have cared for since I first heard his cries echo through this house. But it might also mean saving your life. And that is more important. Goodbye, Alfred. Look, quite honestly, he can't prove uh, that it was written, and I can't prove that it was burnt. But I, you know, it's time for retirement. I've made enough money, and I've made Jaws fall, and I'm leaving. Oh, wait a minute. That's confusing. <laughs> Michael, Michael, go away, sir. So the man who pretty much raised Bruce is now gone now. Lost his mentor. And uh, he learns in the mornings that, you know, he's lost all of his money. And uh, Wayne Enterprise is about to fall into Daggett's hand. So to help protect one secret, he finally shows Miranda the fusion reactor. Because Also, he's living he's living on the side of a river. And so he loses all of his money and, like, his whole home could just float away. Wants this to uh, not be in the wrong hands because somebody can turn this into a nuclear reactor if yeah. they wanted to. And he trusts her with this. And... At a Wayne Enterprise meeting, they kick Bruce out because, you know, 
Yeah, even though his name's up there, he's no longer part of this. But of course, we learned that Miranda's being appointed aboard, and Daggett is really fucking pissed off about it. He's like complaining to the driver and asking, Hey, where the hell is this bait guy at? Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. And Jesus just like complaining to Bane and ends up like telling his driver to leave. He's like, Hey, I'm in charge here. Do you fear in charge? Stop. Time out. Before you do that, explain what happens. So they're having a conversation in their little fantastic space, living room, you know, Dr. No, theater of death, James Bond, villain. And he's yelling at him. He's getting pissy. And he's about a foot and a half shorter than the five foot four Thomas Hardy. <laughs> and he, he drops his hand on his shoulder, just palm up, knuckles on the shoulder. He's not putting his hand on his shoulder like, hey, buddy, we're okay. He's just putting his hand on his shoulder to establish you have no power here. I can do three to four thousand different things to break your neck, rip your ear off, take your eye out, rip one to four teeth out, or I could just turn and knock your fucking jaw off its hinges. Do you feel powerful? Do you? And Daggett asks him what he is. He's like, I'm Gotham Reckoning. Necessary evil. And uh, we don't see it, but we can just tell from noises we hear off screen that his neck is snapped. Doesn't end well. I mean, yes, I always used to think like he, he like cracked his sternum or something like he because he, you've seen this. Uh, if you've seen the comics or the, the cartoons, he can grab somebody's chest and just break his, their ribs with his fingers and then twist. Whew. After a while, Bruce is going over to Selena asking her about like uh, where he can find Bane. And he promised her the clean slate program if she cooperates. And well, once he gets home, he finds Miranda there and they get into the house, which is now like pretty dark because all the power shut off. I mean, when it rains, it fucking pours for Bruce. But I guess not all is bad because I guess him and Miranda like, hanky <laughs> panky. You know, I mean, I'm going to get my dick wet anyway. Well, and she falls asleep and he sneaks off and it's like, I wonder what she was thinking. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Considering she's not going to see him for five months. <laughs> she broke his back. See, they, 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 really what happened was when he went to go fight Bane later in the movie, he was like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, I fucked too much. Oh, shit. He, he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> tip top. He wasn't feeling good. Yeah. But anyway, so Bruce changes <laughs> into Batman and meets up with Selena. They go into an underground tunnel to find Bane. And, well, she ends up getting him into a catwalk. Ha, <laughs> catwoman. <laughs> catwalk. See what they did there. Let's see what they did there. <laughs> a door slams. And this is where Batman finally meets Bane, who knows his identity, reveals himself to be. <laughs> that is a very <laughs> appropriate response there, Sean, because, you know, I'm realizing from here for us, this is a fucking Rocky movie. I must break you. I mean, man, the beating Bane gives to Batman right here. I'm envisioning Duke in the corner yelling, Oh, the damn towel! This is the hero's journey. This is the ordeal. He must resurrect from this moment. He must rebirth in order to come through and find his treasure. And, you know, Batman's trying all he can, but Bane just has the upper hand. And then while Batman is down, he decides to show him where they are. And blowing a big old hole in the roof, we find out they are right near the headquarters where all the tumblers are at. They're beneath Yo. Wayne Enterprises. A precious armory. We will need it. And just as Batman's getting up. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit? I'm a bunny. You made a serious mistake. 
Not as serious as yours, Asher. Bane. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Peace has cost to your strength. Victory has defeated you. Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. But we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? Members of the League of Shadows. And you betrayed us. Yes, you were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. I am the League of Shadows. I am here to fulfill Razagul's destiny. Fight like a younger man. There's nothing held back. Is admirable, but mistaken. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. <laughs> the shadows betray you because they belong to me. I will show you where I have made my home whilst preparing to bring justice. Then I will break you. Your precious armory, gratefully accepted. We will need it. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit? Oh, your body! Your body. Batman up and man, that's his back. Again, he growled. Oh, your body. He uh, he snaps a vertebrae in his spine out of place. Uh, vertebrae? One? There's several. I'm sure he breaks several. Well, no, because he one does or, feel pretty One poorly. or two, because it's, it's explained that uh, one of them's out of place and it's got to be reset. A1417, yeah, right, okay. Well, Miranda, she tries to get away the next day, but she is captured by Blake and arrested and thrown into prison. <laughs> just like, you're almost kind of wondering how a woman, a extremely attractive woman will do in a prison like this, but, you know, she demonstrates on this one prisoner, you know, yeah, she'll be fine, you know, pretty much breaking his fingers when he's sticking his hands out. Well, she does some acrobatic flippy shit. Yeah. And now, Bruce is waking up in a foreign prison, meeting Bane just as he wakes up standing over him. I grew That's- up here. This was my bitch. I fucked her. Now you better get fucked by her or stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you the kill me? This is your ally. You did. You adopted. No, you fucked me up, Scott. And <laughs> <laughs> why did you kill me? You don't this. You welcome it. Your punishment must be more severe. He doesn't want the punishment of the body, but of the soul. And pretty much James Bond villain explains the Bruce right here what he's going to do. And then he says, Alan, but Gotham is ashes, and you'll have my permission to die. Why didn't you just kill me? You don't fear death. You welcome it. 
Your punishment must be more severe. Torture. Yes. But not of your body. Of your soul. Where am I? Home. Where I learned the truth about despair. As will you. There's a reason why this prison is the worst hell on earth. Hope. Every man who has rotted here over the centuries has looked up to the light and imagined climbing to freedom. So easy. So simple. And like shipwrecked men turning to seawater from uncontrollable thirst. Many have died trying. I learned here that there can be no true despair without hope. So, as I terrorize Gotham, I will feed its people hope to poison their souls. I will let them believe that they can survive so that you can watch them clambering over each other to stay in the sun. You could watch me torture an entire city. And then when you truly understood the depth of your failure, we will fulfill Razagul's destiny. We will destroy Gotham. And then, when it is done, and Gotham is ashes, then you have my permission to die. Okay, years, but does that mean you're gonna you're gonna come back and tell me when Gotham is ashes? Or is there is there a TV? Is there a TV here? Do you guys got TV? Yeah, there's a, t- there a TV, right? All right, cool. All right, so Bane, I'll watch the TV, and then when you when you fuck up Gotham, that's when I'll die. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go. You can go. Fuck you. No, leave, dude. Okay, you brought me here. I'm here now. You, you can go. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Bane. Yeah. I'm gonna take that little thing off your face and shove it up your ass. So Bruce is pretty much told by other people in this prison about how there's a one person that was able to escape from this, a child born of a mercenary. Hmm, wonder what this is going to lead into. Well, Bane, it's obviously Bane. Bane's the child, duh. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, Miranda and, and uh, Lucius end up meeting Bane in the boardroom. They take one more person down to the reactor. Where the Dr. Pavel is at, who pretty much turns it into a nuclear device. Around this time, Blake is figuring out that what's been happening, like, there's a bunch of these cement trucks, and they weren't making cement, they were making explosives. Boomsticks. And, and they're sending a bunch of all these cops down into the underground tunnels. And around this time, we get a football game. Yay. And, uh, and uh, well, interesting enough, this was filmed in Pittsburgh, so... The football team is pretty much the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, we get Heinz Ward, Ben Roethlisberger, and Troy Polamalu. And that's, that's not true. You know what really sucks? Dark Knight and I think Batman Begins were filmed in Chicago. It's like, damn it, the Bears could have been in this movie. Hmm. That's not true. <laughs> Those guys were not on the field at this time. Come on, stop it. It was <laughs> like that- it was like it was like my uncle Jerry and. His cousin Lou. It wasn't. It wasn't actual NFL players, was it? Really? And so this kid is singing the national anthem, and Bane comes up and is like, "What a lovely singing voice!" And just as the anthem ends and the game's about to begin, let the games begin. And at here they blow up everything. Kaboom! On the kickoff, after a guy is running, like in the kickoff, and 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 about two to three yards behind him, the the ground is falling into the earth, like fourteen to twenty feet, like a sinkhole. And the guy gets to the end zone, he spikes the ball, he looks behind him, 
and the whole crowd is silent and just looking at the devastation. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. Oh, shit, dude. What did I do? Not only this, but, you know, explosions go all around the city. Like, he's uh, overturned a car, but he recovers and he figures out these guys are going after Gordon next. But, you know, Gordon was able to take care of himself. And at the football game, Bane comes up and telling everybody in Gotham what's going on. Brings up Dr. Pavel, who tells everybody about the bomb, and now he's the only one who can defuse it. And upon this news, Bane thanks him and breaks his neck. Thank you so much. Informs everybody in Gotham that they have given the detonator to one citizen in there, and in case anyone tries to leave the city or anything, they will detonate the bomb. Bye-bye, Gotham. So, right that's, here... That's confusing, right? We've given the detonator to a random citizen out there who can just blow up everything anytime that random citizen wants. Did I miss something? That's what that is? I guess so. <laughs> awesome. That plot holes are fun. Well, Blake takes Gordon back to his little apartment, and they're watching the news while Bane is appearing at Blackgate Prison. And he ends up bringing Signing up... Signing autographs, you know, waving. Brings <laughs> up Gordon's little speech and reveals the truth about... Harvey Dent. And so upon this news, everybody knows the real truth, and every prisoner is released. Behind you stands a symbol of oppression. Blackgate Prison, where a thousand men have languished under the name of this man, Harvey Dent who has been held up to you as the shining example of justice. We're just going to keep moving you till we can get you in front of the camera. You have been supplied with a false idol to stop you tearing down this corrupt city. Let me tell you the truth about Harvey Dent. From the words of Gotham's police commissioner, James Gordon. The Batman didn't murder Harvey Dent. He saved my boy. Then took the blame for Harvey's appalling crimes so that I could, to my shame, build a lie around this fallen idol. I praise the madman who tried to murder my own child. But I can no longer live with my lie. It is time to trust the people of Gotham with the truth, and it is time for me to resign. And do you accept this man's resignation? And do you accept the resignation of all of these liars, of all the corrupt? Those men locked up for eight years in Blackgate and denied parole under the Dent Act based on a lie. Gotham needed a hero. He needs it now more than ever. You betrayed everything you stood for. What's the point? For there, when the structures fail you, when the rules aren't weapons anymore, they're shackles, letting the bad guy get ahead. One day, you may face such a moment of crisis, and in that moment, I hope you have a friend like I did to plunge their hands into the filth so that you can keep yours clean. Your hands look plenty filthy to me, Commissioner. 
We take Gotham from the corrupt! The rich! The oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity. And we give it back to you. The people. Gotham is yours. None shall interfere. Do as you please. But start by storming Blackgate and freeing the oppressed! Step forward, those who would serve, for an army will be raised. The powerful will be ripped from their decadent nests. into the cold world that we know and endure. Courts will be convened. Spoils will be enjoyed. Blood will be shed. The police will survive as they learn to serve true justice. This great city, it will endure. Gotham will survive. Right now, Gotham is just pretty much dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Right here, we are, we're getting a lot of stuff like, well, a bunch of people are brought to a court, and the judge is none other than Dr. Jonathan Crane. You're kind of skipping over the part where all the police officers are locked underground. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go off the No, I got you. No, you're right. Yeah, and you were helping me. I'm helping you. Yeah, I don't think we get to the uh, Crane as the judge until a little later anyway. And, uh, you know, the whole time, you know, Batman's, I mean, Bruce, he's, like, being propped up, you know, very crudely. I mean, man, there's just, like, wrapping a rope around him. And bring him up and, oh, putting his vertebrae back into place. And, ah, oh, God, painful scene. And around this time, he sees somebody coming towards him. Who is this? It's, it's fucking Roz Al Ghul. Hey, ain't you, ain't you supposed to be dead? Uh, no, it's a hallucination. And Roz tells him there's more than one way to be mortal. At this point, he pieces together that Bane was a child who escaped. And Bane is his son. And around this time... Yeah, we get some army intelligence sneaking into Gotham, trying to help out everybody, all the other cops that remained upstairs. But, of course, they are caught. Bane kills the main guy, and the other ones are hung on the bridge. We see Bruce, he's training to escape from this, you know? You know, he's trying to make that jump, though, you know? He climbs the walls and tries to jump onto this platform. But many have tried and failed. And man, I don't care how much training or healing Bruce has got. That cannot be so good for his back at all, you would think. Especially when he fucking falls back down. Right? 
Jesus Christ, it's lucky he didn't put that shit uh, back. You know, talking to this one guy, he just talks to him about how his uh, lack of fear is the reason he cannot escape from this. He resolves the dilemma, replying he fears dying in prison while people of Gotham can only be saved by him. He realizes his child escaped without the safety rope, and so he finds it on his third attempt. And then he climbs up with the people chanting, they say, they say, Bathara, Bathara, meaning rise. Once he finally gets up, he jumps and... Okay, Sean, thanks for uh, not meeting your mic. <laughs> and he makes it triumph everywhere. He throws a rope down for all the other prisoners, walks away, and returns to Gotham. And, well, there's always been the whole thing. How did Bruce get back to Gotham? He's got a connection. It's, yeah. It's Bruce fucking Wayne. Even if he's broke, Very he's carefully. got connections. I say he it's... Wa. I say... It's a movie. I say it's right up there with how did Michael learn how to drive. He just did. <laughs> <laughs> just get over it. Well, when he arrives, there's just one more day left until the bomb goes off. And, uh, yeah, around this point, we get to see Crane as the judge. And, well, first guy he pretty much sentences is Striver. And, you know, they give him the choice of death or exile. And, well, Striver picks exile. So he has to walk across this frozen pond to get to the other side. And, of course, he doesn't make it. Down he goes. And so Bruce comes back, gets some little help from Selena, and is reunited with Lucius and Miranda. And uh, they end up escaping and gets a little help from Lucius to get the bat suit and the bat. And now Gordon is captured and he's being uh, sentenced. And of course, he decides he's going to choose death. So Crane's like, all right, death by exile. That's pretty <laughs> much the only two options they have anyways. Pretty much, yeah. Gordon and a few other people are being led to walk across the pond, but Batman comes and it's time to save them all. Lights a big old fire thing on the bridge to reveal the Batman symbol, giving everybody hope again, including Foley, who decided he was going to go into hiding, but gets a little inspiration seeing a bat signal. And of course, Bane sees this too, and he's just like, Impossible! They're help freeing all the police trapped underground with Blake. And Batman gives Blake a little message here that, oh, it's so appropriate with the current time we are in. The mask isn't to protect you, to protect those you love. Am I right, guys? Nudge, sure. nudge. Yes, certainly. I'm not wearing this to keep me safe. I'm wearing this to keep us all safe. And that was the next day. The I'm cops. not wearing it to fucking do anything. I'm wearing it because I like it. The cops are all gathering to have a motherfucking showdown with all the, the goons. And, uh, yeah, once Batman helps out and deactivates all the uh, guns on the tumblers, full-on riot breaking out here. Cops against goons. And Batman comes in to join, and back to Bane he goes. And he's uh, doing a little better against Bane this time. Ends up punching him right in his mask, dislodging one of his little tubes in there the tubes that help him make him the way he is so he's now kicking bane's ass ends up right into this little uh, i want to say it's a bank oh man this scene right here where's the trigger where is it you never give it to an ordinary citizen where is it Where's the trigger? Where is it? Where is it? Die! 
tell me where the traitor is. Then you have my permission to die. Can't think of anything other than the fucking college humor. <laughs> why, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? He's talking to Bane about how he knows he is the child who escaped. But Aranda comes up behind him and stabs him, reveals she is the one who escaped. And her name is not Aranda. It is Talia. Talia Al Ghul. What the fuck? And yeah, we we get a little flashback. And well, we probably should have seen it coming because Child looks a little feminine. You know, now we think about it. In fact, well. That's actually Joey King, who's become quite a bit of an actress herself. Oh, man, she needs a fire her agent. She's getting to uh, terrible Netflix films and Slender Man lately. Yeah, fire your agent, girl. And Bane was actually the man who helped her escape. And after he helped her escape, well, they ended up kicking the shit out of him, really fucking up his face. And, well, Raz al Ghul helped him get out. But, you know, he just couldn't live with Bane anymore, just knowing that, uh, you know, how connected to his daughter he is. Though that's how he excommunicated him. And, man, Liam Neeson and training guys with breathing apparatuses. Name a better duo. <laughs> Mm. No, everybody. A what? Star Wars reference. Well, yeah. So yeah, she's revealed this is all a revenge plot for killing Roz, and she's about to activate the trigger which she has. But uh, Gordon got to it with a jammer right in the nick of time. But eh, no matter. There's 11 minutes left, so she leaves Bane with Batman to kill him. Well, not really to kill him, but to leave him. Like, let him experience the fire. Uh, Bane, he doesn't watch it. He's like, I guess you have to imagine the fire. But Selina comes in with a bat pod and just ends up blasting Bane away. Now, big old chase. Ain't gonna thing. survive that. That was like a fucking 50 cal explosive bolt. Yeah, well, of course. When Talia leaves, yeah, they're in the tumbler and they end up, well, killing Foley and... You know, what a shitty ending for that character, especially considering, you know, they end up shooting him. And once we see his body, it's like, oh, that's not the body of a man that's cut and shot by the most fucking tumblers. I should have thrown him off the top of the cage. <laughs> no, big old chasing ensues, and all the while, Blake's trying to get all the orphans and everybody else out of Gotham before the bomb goes off. But, you know, the cops guarding it. You know, they aren't cooperative, end up blowing a big old part of the bridge off. And well, it all ends up with Miranda driving a truck and ends up crashing and ends up dying. And well, they can't put the reactor back in where it's supposed to be because she ends up flooding the area. Batman knows there's one thing he must do. Ends up hooking a little hook to it from the bat, giving Selina a little kiss before it goes. And go you know, talking to Gordon, who insists he must know who he is, asking him about the hero who saved Gotham. And Batman tells him right here. That a hero could be anybody, even a man putting a coat around a frightened little child, telling him the world hasn't ended. Man, hey, that, that, sound, that sounds familiar. I gotta say, that just gives me goosebumps. Only because of one thing. Okay, you know, we know one thing that happened the weekend this movie came out, right? It's a very tragic event that happened in Colorado, in yeah. case anybody knows. In 2012? In case nobody knows. 11? The midnight premiere. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. The gunman at the midnight showing. Aurora. Yeah. Well, reason this gives me goosebumps because, you know, after that 
Christian Bale actually went out to the hospital to visit the survivors of this. And, you know, he, he didn't want any press for this. But, of course, he got press because, you know, people had to, of course, share the photos of him visiting. And, you know, there was one post I saw where it was a bunch of these pictures. And then it just showed a picture of Batman with that quote. And it's just like, God damn, that's so fitting. But, yeah, either way, right here, Gordon knows it's Bruce Wayne. And Batman ends up flying out with the bomb very, very far away. And everybody watches as the bomb detonates. And everyone can just assume that Batman is dead now. And now we get a little funeral for our Bruce now. There's like uh, three people, well, four people here. Blake, Gordon, Lucius, and Alfred. And... God damn, such a sad little moment for Alfred. And man, what a good acting by Michael Caine here as he is sobbing and telling Bruce's parents about how he failed them. And well, around this time, Blake, he decides he's going to resign because nobody knows who really saved them. And we get a little statue coming up for Batman. It's a sad ending, but... You know, it's kind of picking up a bit here that now the majority of the of the estate is sold and the money is given to Alfred and Wayne Manor is now turned into an orphanage. And uh, like he's given a duffel bag part of Bruce's will while he's trying to show his ID. Well, they don't see anything for uh, John Blake. He's like, oh, here's my real name. And lady given to him. She's like, you know what? I like that name. You should use it more. Robin. Boom. Be long, King. And Lucius, he's, like, asking everything about the bat to these guys and applied sciences. And, well, just one thing I forgot to mention is that when they're talking about the bat earlier, well, one thing about it is that uh, there was no autopilot, and Lucius told Bruce that only a brilliant mind would be able to figure it out. Well, while talking to this guy here, like, oh, yeah, this thing, it had autopilot, and uh, it was Bruce Wayne who made those changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, around this time, you know, Gordon's finding the bat signal is back. And while Blake is heading off into what we find out is a bat cave, we get to Italy. Alfred is returning to that restaurant, sitting down at his usual table, looking across. And okay, right here, I'll say what really happened and what I think should have happened. Looks across and, yep, spots Bruce and Selena. And Bruce just gives them a little nod in his direction. Now, what I think should have happened is, you know, we should have had a little uh, Inception moment right here. Like how Inception ended with, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio using his totem, the little spinning top thing. We find out if it's a dream, it'll keep going, but if it's not, it will stop. And so the camera pans on that going, is it going to stop, is it? And just completely goes black. I think what they should have done here is give it a little bit more mystery and just show Alfred looking across and give him a little smile, but don't show who's across the way. That's what I think should have happened. But either way, we see Blake arriving at a bat cave, and then there's a bunch of new equipment coming up for him. Oh, I'm guessing we're getting the birth of Robin right here. Or maybe Nightwing. And we roll credits. Blech. Never know. All right. Well, Sean, go. So the very end to me means that it's an ongoing process that never ends. You know, you find someone to carry on that mantle of heroism because it's within all of us. I like this one. I like all of them. Okay. This one's, I'm just struggling between okay and good. It's pretty good. Scott? This is probably my least watched uh, 
of the trilogy. I don't know. I, a long time ago, like, you know, I, I was more invested in, like, the first two. I, I enjoyed those more, and, you know, I just, I, I had a lot of problems with this. Like, I just didn't enjoy it. It was, like, a chore watching it, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, after, you know, so many years of having not watched it, you know, rewatching it again, you know, not remembering everything and, you know, going in sort of fresh, you know, it, it felt a lot different. And, uh... I mean, it's definitely not as bad as I remember it was, but, I mean, I still feel like it was kind of lacking in a few things. Like, it, like they were trying to tie up too many loose ends, and I, I don't know, it's just... I, I, I really don't know. I'm fucking... I'm half asleep over here. Um, I think I'm just going to go with a, a pretty good for this. Well, I mean, despite the fact that... It was just a process of elimination. Scott had already called Dark Knight and Sean already called Batman Begins. I believe that there is a reason I wanted to do this movie. And okay, it's not quite the Dark Knight. I mean, I still say the Dark Knight is above this movie, but I love this one just as much. And of course, other reason, you you know the main reason I wanted to do this movie, too. Yeah, it's because you like doing your impressions of Alfred. What's that actor's name again? <laughs> Wake his ass up. <laughs> probably past his bedtime here, Scott. That motherfucker is drunk and passed out. <laughs> he didn't earn no goddamn money this show. Sean, revoke his pay. Okay, I was just say that, of course, I knew a little bit about Tom Hardy before this. Previously see him in, well, of course, another Nolan movie, Inception, and it, it was just more of a side character than that, but my god, I thought he stole the show in that movie. I mean, he was just so fucking awesome. And of course, I hear him getting cast as Bane, and of course, I'm thinking that's kind of weird because, you know, Tom Hardy, you know, he's not that big of a guy. I mean, I think I kind of might be a little taller than him. Well, of course, yes, our generation's Marlon Brando. He can bulk the fuck up. That's for goddamn sure. I mean, there's another movie with him that, oh, I've not seen, but I've been meaning to see movie called Bronson where he really bulks up and of course yeah little camera tricks make it look like this five foot six man is eight foot tall that's what they should have done with fucking Kane Hodder and Freddy versus Jason come on but yeah either way while he's no he's leisure you know Bane Tom Hardy as Bane is like one of my other favorite comic book villain movies I mean guys mother fucking intimidating i mean yo joker yo he's like scary because of his mind how he's one step ahead of you and well bane he's just as smart but not only that but he could fucking tear you apart if he wants and uh, man i just love everything else about this like the hero's journey i mean like i said uh, this is pretty much a rocky movie basically being defeated and learning to pick yourself back up and to defeat your villain and and you know people complain of course you know he's only batman like maybe three times in this movie i don't know i think bell he gives us such a good performance as bruce that you know it just makes up for the lack of batman it's just kind of like i said with iron man 3 you know he's barely iron man but it's probably downey jr as tony stark i can live with that uh, you know, I had other problems with uh, Iron Man 3, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one, I'm also giving a best to because, yeah, I, I know a lot of people really like this one, but, and I do, and 
I remember how excited I was. I mean, I if you want to go back to All My Heroes back around this time this movie came out, I just remember I left a voicemail just coming out of this movie and fucking fangasming all over the voicemail. I just love this movie so much. I love this trilogy. And let's just say, man, there's never going to be another trilogy, at least superhero trilogy like this one, man. It's just that unique. And everybody... Captain, Captain America? Wow. It's Captain America Iron Winter Man. Soldier, Thor. Captain America Civil War. Just saying. It's a little <laughs> different animal right there. I mean, again, what I just like about Nolan is like how he tries to bring Batman into the real world. No, you're right. No, I hear you. Yes. And, and the yes. fact that it's Christopher Nolan. It's, Everybody is... tried to emulate this so much, and they just failed. Like, think that's what the 20 team Fantastic Four tried doing, and woo, that didn't work for yeah, sure. That missed. That missed. Yeah. So just a yes or no, just answer yes or no. Is he alive at the end? Or I would say yes, but again, I really, really wish they left that a little bit more open. I mean, you know, all the signs were there. Like, got to mention is that you know while they're going all over uh, the uh, properties, one thing they couldn't find was the pearl necklace for Martha because you know he gave that to uh, Selena to be his new wife as they go into hiding, yo. After she uses the clean slate program and you have the whole thing about the autopilot and he had the whole thing where Alfred again, I really, really wish they left a little bit more open to interpretation, but maybe they did. I mean, maybe it was a hallucination Alfred had and his little grief. That was not a yes or no. He did. Well, he, started, he started by saying, yes, he's alive. He's there. Yes. He said, this is my thought. And then this is what I, you know, could be. <laughs> Sean, yes or no? Or. I said or. <laughs> Motherfucker, um, you, want, you, you want to be specific? I'll say or. Got to, you got to know there's just no yes or no on the show, especially now that Sean's back. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done talking. I, I'm fucking ready to end this thing. Okay, let's just take a little short break and we'll discuss next time, people. Some people call me the space cowboy. Call me the gangster of love Some people call me Maurice Cause I speak of the pompatists of love People talk about me, baby Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I get my love in all.
Fucking marathon, people. Everybody's I mean, tired. <laughs> it's fucking. It's twelve thirty for Sean and I. Yeah, almost midnight for me. <laughs> I mean, good lord, yeah. This this is one for the record books, people. And I I had a feeling this would happen. Running on five hours of this fucking podcast, people. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's it's my fault for fucking having a long ass rundown. <laughs> you see I what I did to my rundown, Scott? I mean, okay, mine was still an hour long, but I definitely skipped a few things or just reduced I, some scenes into like. I had to hit on everything. Every <laughs> fifty episodes, it gets ridiculously long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we make up for it with the other ones. So Just lots like an to hour say. And a half. Lots to say. Yeah. Huh. So we're, uh, because of this marathon, we're, we're not really excited to jump back into doing notes. So yeah. uh, we're going to take a break <laughs> and do something else. Yeah, next time, well, you know, it is Christmas time. So we got to do a Christmas movie. And I think we got to do the ultimate Christmas movie what is that christmas movie scott you know i had this idea why do episode 201 when we could do the ultimate christmas movie we're gonna do die hard because it's a christmas movie and if you don't think it is how about you go fuck yourself good night america (laughs) we are not gonna get monetized anytime soon (laughs) (sighs) if only we could have I was monetized this shit a long time ago, and then it would have been demonetized. <laughs> would have been demonetized for the music alone. Demonetized these nuts. And considering how much swearing we do, I mean, you know, just looking back at recent podcasts, just listen, I realize I say fucking a lot, just out of nowhere. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just who I'm with, you know, I'm around younger kids or relatives, I'm just... 
I can control that shit. Yes, <laughs> sir. No, sir. I'm around yes, you guys. It's just the filter is lost. <laughs> but My yeah. Bad. Until next time. Yeah, so write some thoughts to us on holymofos at gmail.com or Facebook. Yeah, good night, America. <laughs> Later, fuckers. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for 200 episodes. Really, thanks to ourselves, but thanks to everybody for voting in our um, our little girls tournament. Yes, thank you to everybody for voting. In general, fuck what Scott just said, but thank you to everybody for voting. Appreciate (laughs) you for having your voices be heard. Believe in the process, man. Everybody believed in it four years ago. Sure, there was complaining, but there wasn't fucking rioting. Show's over. Good night. Peace out until die hard, everybody. Bye-bye. Let it be spoken. Let-
to this recording i have not consented to this recording i have not consented to this recording i want it on record i want it recorded that i have consented that i do not want to be recorded <laughs> just kidding yeah <laughs> yeah so sean uh this may be our uh lightest uh milestone episode yet man what happened it's our lightest uh milestone episode yet because uh well, Suzanne and Gary said they couldn't make it, and then, well, just a few hours ago, Nudie said, like, he's having dinner with his dad, so. It looks like it's a ball sack. I, I don't know. He says he could join in, or he could just, like, drop by for a short bit. So, pretty much all I have confirmed are Willis and Stan, basically. Well, that's two more than, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. Feel my optimism. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, yo, considering, like, the fucking news that dropped, like, a few days ago, it's just like, well, maybe it's better, like, it won't be quite as long. The news dropped a few... You talking about the Supreme Court or you talking about Disney? Disney. Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fans. And I was telling that to Scott, and he's like, hey, maybe this won't be a six-hour-long show. And I'm like, uh, dude, we're doing like... Three Batmans? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing like three epic movies. <laughs> Didn't want to break them up. Just want to do all three of them in one show. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I know, it's still kind of early. I mean, it'll probably be like two years before we reach uh, 250, but I'm just starting to... I'm trying to think of what we could do for the big 250 already. I mean, when did yeah. we have 200 figured out? That was pretty early on, wasn't it? Yeah, I I'd say it was. Yeah, I almost want to say like maybe the beginning of the show. It feels like that. Have you guys done the Indiana Jones series? No, we haven't. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that could be a good idea. So, although I mean, they're talking maybe about maybe five will be out by then. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, so what think, are we gonna do all five in the fucking show? How does that work? Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, maybe like, you know, fifty was a commentary show, and then one hundred was rundown type show. One fifty was a commentary show, and now two hundred were doing other. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I was like, hey, why the hell not do, make an, another commentary one? But, yeah, just you figure out, hmm, what's something epic we haven't done yet that would be a good idea for? Have we done commentaries for The Exorcist or The Shining or, you know? Yeah, yes, I think I, so. The Godfather, I, just like some, some amazing quality film that is indisputably good. Yeah, but the, you know, the thing is we kind of done The Exorcist, like, well, twice, basically now. So? Who cares? Who cares? Hey, I want to do it all the time. Again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, it's funny. I, I had a fucking dream, I think it was earlier this week, and, like, I was a priest battling a fucking demon that had taken over somebody. Like, I was in the <gasps> Marin's uh, place. Yes, you were, place. you were a priest doing an exorcism. Yeah. That sucks. Don't talk about dreams. Convince, Nobody wants to hear about dreams. Sad. Convince the church that this, yeah, you know, this person was actually, uh, you know, possessed. possessed. Yes, that is that is how. You know what, man? Look, I'm gonna stop putting dreams in your head if they're this boring. Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I have complete and 100 control over everything that is Scott. I want you just to know that. I'm gonna stop putting dreams. That's just mean. I'm being mean on purpose. Maybe I'm possessed. Maybe I need a uh, exorcism. Yeah, see what yeah. it, see what in there full circle. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm not a priest. How did you know I was looking at you? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, let me try messaging those guys now. Uh, so uh, are you just gonna give us the news? Oh, there you are, Will. I see. Yeah, 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 um, Popeye on my arcade machine. 
I was just watching a speed run of Contra. Man, that's, I, I played the Contra on the arcade. That thing is impossible. Yeah, let me message Stan. Yeah, it might be a, a not too full packed of a house tonight, Will. It's a, especially with the majority of NFW backing out all the last minute. Well, that's last. That's well, we got to talk over. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Resemble that remark. Hey, it's not just you, Sean, in real life. Yeah, we all got a lot to say. I mean, good Lord, I just remember, like, you know, 150. I'm like, yeah, we got to have to axe out some of these segment guys just so he can just, and then it's just still at the <laughs> hour and a half of shit. <laughs> you know, my, sh- my first show back in, in, in however long it was, and you guys were so excited. Okay, we're going to be short. We're going to be quick. I'd, I'd made an effort to stay silent, and you guys just talked forever. It was not my fault. <laughs> hey, man, uh, you can contribute it to us evolving. Well, hey, I, I inspire <laughs> conversation. That's how I roll. So uh, that, that picture you sent me there, Sean, is that uh, number two? What? Yes, my wife and I are having another child oh, so far. So nice. good. Congrats. So uh, he gets to be gone for another year. (laughs) 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 Just if we get him back. (laughs) It's all timed perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, you sent me that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go out and get a number, and I did. You're going to go out and do what? I said, uh, you sent me that picture, and I was like, Jake's got a lady. Sean's going to have fucking two kids now. And I got nothing. So I went out and I got myself a phone number. I see. You said number. I, I was like, what? You you don't have a phone number? I'm like, oh, okay. It finally clicked on me. I mean, <laughs> it was it was great. I got I got six numbers tonight. One more number, I would have had a whole phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know that's not what I meant? I love The Office. I'm stuck on it, man. I can't. I can't stop watching The Office. I gotta move on. There's other things to watch, but I know it's gonna be oh, gone from Netflix. Yeah, enjoy it while it's on Netflix, because I think it's going. Um, Very I think soon. it's premium, Peacock. Of course. Like you're gonna have to have the premium to watch it, like you know, King of Queens and. This Parks and Rec premium. I haven't checked. Let me, let me see. And open it up. I'm in studio studio G today. Very small home. I'm in the basement on the other side of the nursery to see if I don't wake him up. I went to Walmart today. They didn't have shit. It was a waste of time even going. People stocking up again? No, not that. Movies and stuff. They ain't have Uh, shit. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's I, like Kmart ninety nine. I loaded up on a bunch of shit I might want for on my Amazon wish list, and then Nudie asked for everybody's wish lists, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, here you go. <laughs> I mean, Same I, thing I did. I, mean, I doubt he's gonna like buy me the uh, 
went down in price, but still too expensive 4K of dial code Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn, why did I... My $50 for, well, now $40, like, copy of that movie. I mean, because it's so rare. I, I have no, no idea. No, because they want your money. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're talking about a very obscure movie that just suddenly everybody just hears about last year, thanks to it dropping on Shudder. And like, okay, we're going to release this movie on 4K now, but we're going to ask you for $50 for this movie. <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I guess we're just watching on Shudder more then. Right? Everybody loves Raymond, Two and a Half Men, fucking Premium, George Lopez, King of Queens. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Scroll down. No, it is not Premium. So Parks and Records there. Watch it for free. That's good. Yeah. Gotta put it back on my phone because it won't go on the fire stick. So, is anybody else drinking tonight? Yeah. I got my favorite cheap ass Keystone Ice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking too good for Stan either, so it might just be Willis tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Willis. No pressure. Did you, uh, what did, what did Ballsack say? He just, he might pop in and out, or? Yeah. That sounds, um, like, a, that sounds like a Ballsack thing, like a teabagging yeah, situation. What, <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Um, yeah, you see, I'll see what's going on, get back to you. At the very least, I can pop in and give you guys shit and a congrats. <laughs> Which is what he's basically been doing on NFW lately, so. Popping in and popping out. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Get it out. It's not a burger. <coughs> Is it rape if you say surprise first? <clears throat> Damn, Sean. My brother-in-law's electrician. He was like, I was doing a job in this lawyer's house. And he's, you know, you're a pretty young guy. I got to ask you a question, you know. Is it rape if you yell surprise first? Like, holy shit, that's a, that's a good joke. <laughs> <coughs> Surprise PC Sean didn't freak out at him. <laughs> I was standing next to my wife and she laughed, so I was alright with it, you know? <laughs> yep, as long as the missus laugh, you good. Check with the boss. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of wonder, like, you know, Stan said, yeah, I'm just going to be loading up on edibles for the show. I wonder if he uh, loaded what? up on too much of them. And fell asleep. Yeah. Oh, no. It was a shit ton of shit that got revealed this weekend. I mean, this week. Star Wars and Marvel. Right. Oh, there he is. There he is. He said, I would be. I seem to have lost my headset. He's wearing it. Tell him he's wearing it. You're <laughs> on your head, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been on a podcast. I may have gotten lost in a move, what he says. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Stan. Which one? Which anniversary when we had everybody on for the Evil Deads? That was uh, one hundred. Was that one hundred? No, no. 
Yeah, it was years ago. 50 was it. Yeah, 50 was it. Then yeah, that was my first was. one. All right, so 100, yeah, 100 was in one of my apartments in the in the vast transitional moving periods. I remember fucking ripping boxes open to find shit and putting stuff together for Evil Dead, yeah. Speaking of which, is, did anybody check out the trailer for it? Any game? game? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot to check out the trailer. I was, like, checking out so much other, the, like, mostly the Marvel stuff before the show, just so we could talk about it, but oh, I forgot to look that one up. Shit. It is not single player. Ah. It's another one, like, fucking, um, Friday the 13th. Yeah. God damn it. Even though Friday the 13th does have single player on it. Yeah. But uh, seems like the multiplayer stuff is a lot more fun. Especially when I'm drowning your ass, Willis. That <laughs> 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 shit made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And silence. <laughs> and waiting to see what Stan says. That's R. It's in a box in my mom's basement. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, What's he need a headset for? Just use a damn phone. That's what I use. Though. That's not comfortable, and that's 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 cancerous. Yeah, nobody, nobody should have a phone next to their head anymore. Yeah, I can. That's what I did for my very first podcast, the episode 100 of All My Heroes. And yeah, let's just say I liked the Skype stuff better. That was just a lot of me walking around my apartment all drunk. I'll tell him if he goes out and buys a pair of headset, he's welcome to join. How far away is this? We're telling him to leave his home right now on a Saturday night. Yes, yes. Leave your home. Go out. Go to a bar. And, get a pair of headphones. And uh, I don't know what it's like girl. in Colorado, but it's very snowy here in Iowa. So I imagine it's the same for him. Well, where does he live? What state? Colorado. Because yeah, Iowa and Colorado are – oh, I wasn't listening to everything you said. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. <laughs> because Iowa and Colorado are anywhere near each other, like they touch I mean, we just have Nebraska in between us, but just the bread. That's all. Just the bread basket, Nebraska. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. Burp. I let out a fart earlier today that my wife was congratulating me for. Like, wow, honey, that was amazing. <laughs> shaking the ground. The child was concerned. The dog came from the other room and was smelling my ass like father. Wonderful, you are the pack leader for you have know, shaken the house with your rectum. Nobody wanted to see that goddamn match anyway. That shit would have been awful. Now, old what? ass Rock versus non wrestling ass Roman Reigns. That shit would have been horrible. <laughs> Is it Wednesday? What, what, what's happening? What are you talking about? No, I don't think you're going to have anybody talking to WWE with you there, Willis. I give no. it up. <laughs> well, I, I moved on to AEW. I don't watch it hardly no more either. I just watch AEW, MLW. I watch the pay-per-views. That's it for WWE. We're on SmackDown. is just dumb. Well, Jake, Jake doesn't get twisted again. Like He's going to get all successful and get high. Come on, Jake. Keep it together, Jake. 
not not you, not you, Jake, the, the real snake. Oh, okay. Like, uh, what do I say here? <laughs> you got yourself a woman. You're you're a happy man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess let's go. that's. Let's go. Come on, then. Let's go. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this is all the guests we're going to get. So. Yeah. And a good, and a good guest to have. Oh, you guys are dicks. Thank you, Willis. Thank you for being here, Willis. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just disappointed we're gonna have like three or four guys. Blah blah blah. All right. Well, when he falls, when he falls hey, asleep, I, then we can I make just, fun of him. I I told Jake to throw the invite out. That's all I said. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I I did it. And I invited everybody. Like people can't join. You know, it's fine. You know. They were cool until they heard I was back and like, oh, no, 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 fuck that. We're, uh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, screw that guy. <laughs> we don't want to deal with his shit anymore. All right. Uh, <coughs> let's see. Who should introduce today? What do you think, you guys? Uh, I was going to say, I was thinking last night, I was just, you know, picturing, you know, what was going to happen when we actually started recording. And all I could imagine was like, Having Tyler fucking on and just be like, and welcome to all my heroes awake <laughs> or some yeah. stupid shit like that. Yeah. I mean, we could have Michael Caine do it. Happen. We could, we yeah, could have Michael Caine intro the whole thing. I could call him. Uh, get, get him on the call. Get, get him on the yeah. call. Yeah, yo, that's so strange that Michael Caine always appears on the podcast when Sean's around, ain't it? Well, yeah, because we don't have the funding without Sean to get him. <laughs> I just I'm bringing all the advertising dollars. <laughs> okay, so Michael Caine beginning. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. We gotta we gotta find the uh, the quote from the trailer where he talks about the Joker. That's in the second one, I assume. Yes. Um, I was just kidding. I know it's from the second. Man uh, begins. And that's what I gotta do after this dark night. He's got to be on the fucking I remember once when we were in Burma, there was this crazy son of a bitch. All right, go ahead. Okay. Three, two, one, and go. Welcome. Uh, uh, no, stop. We can't. I got What's the name of my show again? All right, we're, we're the Unholy Mofos. Uh, uh, this is episode 200. Um, count me down again. Three, two, one, go. All right. <laughs> I, I got to pee really quick, guys. I'll be right back. <sighs> Willis, which one is the one you don't like? The, the Dark Knight Returns? <laughs> No, the last Dark Knight Rises, the last the rises, one. Rises, yeah. Yeah, that that one pissed me off very much. Yeah. So, What's the matter? you don't like fascism? No, I don't like that they made Batman look like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck physics. Physics is stupid. You made him look like a complete idiot. The world's greatest detective couldn't figure out what was going on. Well, I mean, he, he's he's never been portrayed in, in the movies as the world's greatest detective. He certainly was. Like, we'll, we'll go through this. And Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. I mean, he's not portrayed as a brilliant detective. He's portrayed as a fucking. I want to do something on the hero's journey. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my ordinary yeah, world and I'm gonna get my call to to, to action. Uh, well, I, at least the um, 
Uh, you see Arkham games. They make him like this. Dude, we're cat. talking about the movies and Willis was talking. Shit. At least the 66 show made him look like a damn detective. Yeah, but Michael Keaton wasn't. None of Joel Schumacher shit were. Well, well, well when you think about did, it, the, um, tried to be. if you think about it, Michael Keaton uh, did do some detective work because he did figure out how to um fix the um poison that Jack Nicholson made. He figured out all the chemicals that was in the um in the stuff that was poisoning all the people in the movie. Right. Respectful, good point. But to me, when I was a kid, I was watching. I thought that that was like he's more of like oh he's 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 intelligent. Like he can figure out science. Like he's chemistry. Like he's brilliant. I didn't see that as like. Um, well, I'm just saying, like, they, they need to, like, the Batman, the animated series, make a big thing about he is the brilliant detective. The, as Scott was saying, the games, they make a big deal about he's a brilliant detective. None of the movies ever have. And that's mm-hmm. why the, the Robert Pattinson movie is supposed to be different, because it's supposed to be like, hey, guys, no, no, no. He's he's like Sherlock Holmes of superheroes. He's the smartest one of all of them. Well, that's what Justice League did wrong. Justice League did a whole bunch of shit wrong. It just wasn't just that. <laughs> they should have they should have had a scene in Justice League where Wonder Woman come across some like file and she's like, Well, Bruce, what's this? Oh, don't worry about that. No, no, Bruce, seriously, what is that? You need to tell me. Alright, well, um, like if anything goes wrong, I need to know how to kill all of you. There's also one for me. <laughs> like they need to have that. I'm the smartest person on the planet. Yeah, here's how to kill me. Shoot me in the back when I'm not wearing my bat suit. <laughs> No, I, I believe his, uh, his his was using Alfred against him, you know, using using uh, his parents against him. His weak, you know, all of it was about like his weak. So that's my, yeah, that's my gripe with the Batman movies, and and I'll get into that. Yeah. So uh, Sean, you have a song selection you want for? Oh, that's right. That's a thing. Yes. Yeah, you didn't get a you get a song last week. Well, you I mean we got the James Bond stuff, so obviously we usually want to put those in um i don't know batman begins is all about fucking stopping kiss from a rainbow by seal kiss from a rope (laughs) (laughs) well whatever he's making it the irish version (laughs) Uh, sorry wrong batman movie How how about uh rage against the machine okay yeah how about um yeah, anything Rage Against the Machine, because that's basically what Bruce is trying to do against the fucking Kumitang or whatever the fucking Kermitage or the fucking Rajal Ghul. What the hell other name? I forget. League of Shadows? Shadows. I know. <clears throat> okay. All right. Scott, you have an uh, idea? For what? Song? Yeah. Yeah, I'll sign it to you. Okay. I'm ready. I'm doing Batman Begins, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Just when Scott says I'm, I'm just, ready, I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. Well, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. All right. Begin this in three, two, one, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna fucking be. I was worried that I was gonna have technical difficulties. So. Yeah, I just heard it and I'm like, um, what's uh, of all the shows for this shit to happen? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it 
we're, not, we're like not even halfway through the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Skype guys, for screwing us again. <laughs> Shame and disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Just fell <laughs> off. <laughs> what if he realized he fell off? <laughs> I don't think he will. I don't will until he stops talking. <laughs> We're gonna have to remember where exactly he, he fucking he cut out. Batman just got to go off him. That's all I remember. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just getting he all was the getting all of his new toys and stuff. Yeah, I'm actually following along with the plot summary on IMDb. Uh, it's taken a while to. You ain't messaged nobody yet, huh? I don't have any texts. No. He's probably still talking. <laughs> he <probably laughs> like, yeah, look, he's why is everybody so quiet? So <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh, I love drinking shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, during the break, I'm going to have to check my mail. Nudie just messaged me saying uh, my package should be in the mail. <laughs> he probably still ain't messaged you yet. <sighs> uh, Scott, how about you message him? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'll grab my phone here. <sighs> He's going to come back and be like, I talked for like five straight minutes. <laughs> He's going to have to go through it all again. <laughs> we were laughing for five straight minutes because we were doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, it feels like we haven't had a good old Skype fuck up moment in quite a while, huh, Scott? Well, it's just been you and me a lot of the time, so it's yeah. <laughs> no real issues. Yeah, I guess Sean's the only one with issues. <sighs> I don't know, maybe the baby woke up or something. Maybe, yeah. The baby, the baby got to love me. This is going to be a fun to edit. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new technical difficulties, the fucking Jeopardy music. I mean, you know, lately I haven't <laughs> even been using the technical difficulties. I've been just cutting and slicing him out perfectly that you don't even know something happened, but I think this one's going to have to be an exception. <laughs> <sighs> no message doesn't even say delivered. I don't know, maybe his phone shut off. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't or his, even check or his it. phone died or something. Yeah. 
Alan, always check your fucking battery power before a fucking show. <laughs> 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 because I, I think that's happened before, I want to say. <sighs> well, now I'm kind of glad we didn't have a full house. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> everybody. Sean's just doing something, I guess. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Uh. Uh, I guess while we're waiting, I'm going to go check Mel, see what Nudie got me for Christmas. And uh, if Sean comes back, tell him to continue. I'm I'm still recording. (laughs) Go on, Michael (laughs) Caine. He back. And yeah. then the credits roll. Everybody's happy. <laughs> what happened? What, what I'm, I'm sorry, my phone died. That's I'm, 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 I'm fucking called it. Where's my phone? Yep, he sure did. Because <laughs> I, I sent you a text that it didn't say delivers. So I was like, there's only got to be one explanation. His phone's died. Phone is dead. I uh, I plugged it in. I just got a text from Scott. Sorry, my fault. Uh, yes, just uh, continue where you were. Uh, Batman getting his stuff. Let me finish eating some uh, potato chips. That's you okay, know. Jake's not even here. <laughs> Are we recording? Yep. Yeah. All right, well, you know, if you're going to hold up a police officer, you better use a stapler. All I'm saying. Um, all right, so he's exploring the cave. And then decides to, um, you know, really step into this world of I'm going to be a vigilante. Um, and holds a stapler to the back of Jim Gordon's head in Jim Gordon's office before Jim Gordon has a lot of power. He's, uh, what is he, lieutenant or something like that? I don't even know what. Yeah. Sergeant. Nope, sergeant. He's just been promoted to sergeant. Uh, what are you going to do with this city? What about Falcone? Bring him to justice. And he responds like, you know, leverage and corruption and blah, blah, blah. Brave enough to persecute and uh, be needed. You know, the DA. we got to have a strong DA. Setting the uh, foundations for later. Um, so then, you know, Bruce jumps out the window and, and Gordon's like, oh, my God, I got to go chase after this guy. You know, it's worthless, whatever. So now Bruce realizes that he needs a uh, lightweight fabric to jump and glide and shit. So he goes to uh, his boy, Lou. She's like, oh, I'm doing base jumping. And um, <laughs> I want to I want to jump off of something and not die. Well, I also have this really cool uh, car. Uh, we call it the Tumbler. <laughs> Does it come in black? So he's got his uh, he's got his cape. He's got his car uh, back in the cave. He adds further modifications to the suit, makes the steel shucking. Uh oh, not again! <laughs> not again! Come on now! He's <laughs> gonna be so pissed when it comes time to edit. <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious when Jake come, comes back and he's still not here. Jake, you didn't come back yet? No. He was here for a second and disappeared again. Just like Batman in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Shame and damn disgrace. <laughs> so what'd uh. you get for Christmas? Oh, I, I didn't even check yet. Sean, come back. No, nope. he was here for a second. 
oh, <laughs> I, I just see him. It's an icon. And, and disappear once again. Oh, uh, cool. He got me Underworld on 4K. <laughs> As I was telling Willis, this going to be a lot of fun editing for you. <laughs> he comes back, he starts running out again, then he disappears again. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. This show was cursed. <laughs> I don't know, maybe his, his fucking core isn't working or something. I don't know. You read the note. What is the... Uh, yeah, thanks for being a friend and a fellow podcaster all these years. Happy holiday from Neil. How much you want a buddy sends that note to every single one of you? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would imagine so. I mean, I, I, I doubt I that. He's such a considerate asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a checking. I'm surprised. Like only two the underworld movies on 4K, first one and the uh, last one. And it's just like, eh, really? Why? I mean, last one's really not that good. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, man. That's the one with the daughter, right? Uh, daughter was the second to last one. I didn't mind that one, but yeah, I did a marathon of all those movies recently, and like, oh man, they really went downhill each of the sequels after the second one. Yeah, and now uh, Beckinsale doesn't really want to do any more of them. So yeah, I guess it's a yeah. Stick a nail in that uh, coffin. Well, I don't want to dress up in that sexy latex anymore. <laughs> if they offer her enough money and she don't get nothing else to do, then he should be back playing in them damn movies. <laughs> That's how it always is. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean, where in the fuck are thou? You there, Sean? Hi. Hi there you are. There we go. What happened this time? I was waiting for Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Stan's just going to go run by headphones and join the show. <laughs> All right, you back for sure, Sean? Nope. Nope. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Oh, this is a, this is a long break. This is a, everybody drink up. Every time Sean leaves chat. Bag a drink. Yeah, we might find that like, uh, shorten the breaks between rundowns because of this shit. Uh uh uh. <laughs> what? Damn. I'll be dead as hell by the time we finish this joint. <laughs> what time is it? It's like I know. Oh, shit, it's 9.30. That's 9.30 for you guys. <laughs> Gonna be midnight for you guys by the time this ends. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do my rundowns quite quick. Yeah. So, you know. my I will absolutely have the shortest rundown. You know I will. Especially if you're doing the third one. I'm doing the second one. 
Second one easy. Joke a fuck up shit. <laughs> <laughs> Joker arrives on the scene, fucks a bunch of people up, and says, "Give me some money." <laughs> and Batman has the most ridiculous voice in the world. <laughs> His voice sounds so fine in this movie. I wonder what happened. You're garbage. You're just for money. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I want to get started again. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't know, because I was talking for a couple of minutes, and you guys started talking, and then you couldn't hear me. Body break for me. I'm very sorry. Yeah, well, it's like, um, I mean, talk to me. What do you think about the, the, the farewell to The Undertaker? Was it stupid? Was it, I mean. I feel like he should have failed with farewell after Brock Lesnar beat that ass at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> right. Or something with the, the thing with, what's his name, AJ in the theatrical match when COVID started. Uh-huh. Well, he basically put his hat down and shit when Roman beat him at right? 33, so. But then he, he came back in 34. Who did he beat in 34? He beat up John Cena, remember? No, I don't, because I didn't watch it. I just know that, you know, he didn't go out on a lose. Did he win? Did he Did he go to 35 and 36 as well? He, he didn't wrestle at 30, 35, because I was at 35. Okay. He came out the night after. <laughs> at the, um, whatchamacallit, what's the damn thing? At Raw. Yeah. I really did enjoy the, uh, I don't know if I watched the whole last ride, but I do love seeing Mark Calloway just like, hey, I'm retiring now, guys. What's up? I'm an old boy from South fucking whatever. I'm not actually dead. <laughs> I am back. I am back, too. I am Iron Man. I inevitable. That's another thing we watched. The wife and I watched the um, the uh, the Infinity Saga from the from Quill's perspective. We started with Guardians and went through. I love doing that. Uh, oh, man, I feel so much better after that. Will, if you still here? Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you, Willis. Thanks for hanging with us, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, really telling Willis when you were gone. It's like maybe it's a good thing we had a small turnout. <laughs> and I'm really listen. I'm really happy that that we did a you know our time 7:30 because um, being able to do it after I put my son down gives me the freedom to just do whatever the fuck I want. Versus if we started at noon, I'd be holding him right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sucks, Jake? What's that? I looked all fucking week for my notes for this movie. I don't know what happened to the notebook they were written in. Oh, shit. Dude, just it's been like... Uh, I, I am. That's the only thing I can do. I fucking... A year! Those notes have been fucking ready to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you. I remember you said you probably got them started like, like years before. <laughs> I got them started. I got those notes ready to go. Like when I called doing the Dark Knight, I started doing notes on it, and just gradually over time, 
finished. Yeah, them, that's I don't know that's the only with. reason that I let you have this one because you said you were prepared. Now here you're telling me you're not prepared. Dude, it, I don't know where the fuck the book went. Tell me about I, the girl that you got the number from. Uh, no. <laughs> She's a baker. And we were at Thanksgiving dinner together. Okay, two things. He said no, and then he told me some things. And then second, <laughs> se- second thing, second thing, Scott, make sure you get the blood test before you fuck your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin. And oh come on, I'm sorry. I, I love you. I'm just kidding. You said Thanksgiving dinner. That's a that's a good opening. Thanks for that. I appreciate you. As an Irish person, if I legitimately lived in Ireland before my wife and I even went on a date, we'd have to get that fucking shit tested because it's just small goddamn island. Inbreeding much? Oh, those Irish. Those Irish bastards. Wow. When did you become a terrible Scottish accent person? I did it. Whatever. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you the uh, something after this is over. Remember okay. when uh, Limp Biscuit was cool and the Undertaker attached himself to them? <laughs> that was a mistake. Rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> In retrospect, good job, Mark. Me and Mark Ellis. Okay, I'm ready. If everyone else is, I, I'm ready. Let okay. go. Three, two, one, and go! <laughs> I know he didn't, but... I, I, far, I, wrote, I read as fast as I fucking could. <laughs> like, I, I was just, I was trying to stop you guys. I was like, oh my god, this thing is so fucking long. I gotta just try to read as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing, dude. I was going off IMDB, and I, at one point, well, several <laughs> points, I just, like, I, I hit my thumb and just scroll. Fuck it, let's go! <laughs> well... You know, it's only fitting. I mean, when we do the one we really love, we got to do a, a Scrooge. And, you know, I, I, have you checked out the artwork yet I sent you, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's perfect because I think all three of the movies I picked there are the ones that represent us and have been the longest rundowns. So Mine was I'm Scream. Dark Knight, here's a Scream, and Sean's was Scrooge. Yep. <laughs> I get to be Bill Murray in posterity. How lovely. That makes me happy. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, Sean's Bill Murray, Scott Heath Leisure, and, well, I, I could be multiple people. I could be Skeet Ulrich. I could be Timothy Oliphant. I, I could be Emma dude, Roberts. Dude, you're uh, Nev Campbell. <laughs> I absolutely could be the Joker, though. Have you seen my fucking crazy face? No, you haven't, because we've never met in person. But <laughs> I I put on a real mean, don't you fucking come near me face. You can ask Sean. He probably saw it when we first met. Yeah, everybody else was intimidated by it. I just saw a little baby puppy who needed a hand. Okay. <laughs> Stay the fuck out of here. <laughs> just, shoot a, just shoot a tennis ball next to his face. He'll be fine. All right. <laughs> get, my, get my hockey stick. <laughs> All right. I'm ready when you guys are. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Okay. Three, two, one. 